All right, everybody. Earth, Wind, and Fire from 1981. Let's groove. This may sound like a song from the disco era, but believe it or not, it was actually a song from right after the disco era when there's a big backlash against disco. This song came out in 81, and disco had completely died and flatlined in 1980. So the song received some criticism at the time, but it still managed to be a hit. In fact, I remember first hearing it when... Uh-oh, uh-oh, co-host, you got the radio on in the background. I think it was fake Calwatt calling. I think it was fake Calwatt. We have real Calwatt and fake Calwatt. You, you absolutely cannot call in if you have the radio on in the background. You absolutely can't. Absolutely cannot. Okay, so... Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go through the intro, then we'll connect everybody here. Uh, anyway, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. This is the Druff and Friends show. I had some issues here tonight, again, with the sound card and reported chat room issues, which may or may not be true. For me, it works, but others are saying it doesn't. Anyway, tonight may or may not be a special show. It's supposed to be a special show. It's supposed to be an interesting show, different than what we usually do. Usually, we don't have many interviews here. But tonight, we have two interviews scheduled. One I'm very optimistic is going to happen. I think it's a good chance it's going to happen. The other one is, I don't know, hit or miss. So, we will see. The two scheduled interviews for tonight are two very controversial characters. They're going to be separate. Even though they were sitting next to each other on Poker Night in America this past week, we're going to have them on separately. And both of them have a lot of detractors. Both of them have received a lot of criticism, especially in the past week. I have received criticism myself for having both of them on, but I'm doing it anyway because I think it's interesting. I, every character we have on here is not necessarily a fine, upstanding citizen. We're going ha- to have a big cross-section on here. Like That's why we have Bad Guy 23 on here. Bad Guy 23, he's done a number of things in his life I don't agree with. He lives his life in a way that, in many ways, I would not. But, you know, he's entertaining. He's comic relief, so we have him on here. And he's become kind of a beloved figure of the show. So... This show will pretty much have on almost anyone. I say almost because, like, you know, someone who's accused of something really terrible, we're not going to have on here even if it's entertaining. But someone who's just kind of a jerk or has a a bad history in the poker world with with money and all that stuff, like, yeah, we'll have them on. And I'm never going to softball anything. I'm never going to kiss anyone's ass just to get them on here (coughs) or be afraid to ask them the tough questions. I still have a little bit of this cold left, by the way, as you can probably hear. But... We are always going to have on whoever is the interesting personality of the day. And this past week, there's a lot of talk about Brandon Cantu and a lot of talk about Salomon Ponte, a.k.a. the Hashtag King. So they're both scheduled to come on. Now, Cantu, I think, is going to show up. Uh, Ponte, he already no-showed a different show today, earlier in the day. So... At about 4 p.m. Pacific time, he confirmed he's going to come on, but then I haven't heard from him since, and he disappeared on a different show. He said he was going to come on, and he even posted a weird Facebook message how he's uh, taking a break from poker, so that it may also mean he's going to just no-show on these shows. We're going to talk about him anyway, and if he comes on, he comes on. If he does not, he does not. Calwatt is in Seattle this week, which, which is good and bad. 
uh, it's good because he's in the t- same time zone as the show. So that means we can connect him. Let's put him on here. Uh oh! Here we go again with Calwat with a background. No, no, we're good. We're good. I got it. Okay. So it says, it says uh, "I thought you were fake Calwat." It says Calwat Mobile, which is usually the fake one. Are you calling in on a phone instead of Skype? Yeah, I'm calling in on a phone. Okay. It doesn't sound very good. Is there a way you can do it with Skype, even like Skype through your phone? I can do Skype. I will call you back on Skype. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. So, Cal watched the co-host again tonight. But I want good sound quality. I'm very big on good sound quality. So. Anyway, we have a free roll tonight starting in one minute. But don't panic. You have 25 additional minutes to get in with a full stack of late registration. It's a $65.34 free roll tonight. Um, somebody had said that he wants money thrown on top of it. Let me see. Maybe I'll add the money right now. Yeah, Gordman saying that uh, we can add fifty-five dollars, and V two V twelve CL wants to add eight dollars for fifth place. What a mess! I don't know if I can even do this right now. You know what? We're, we're just gonna we're, we're just gonna do this next week. We're just gonna do it next week. So it's still it's sixty-five thirty-four this week. First place is $32, second place is $17, third place is $10, fourth place is $6.34. I'm just not in, the, not in the mood to do math in my head right now to recalculate the prize pool. It's been kind of a hectic day for me. I'm not going to go into it, but it's, it's been a hectic day. I, I just don't have the energy right now to recalculate the prize pool. So it's going to stay $65.34. We're going to roll over those generous donations to next week. And I'm not being sarcastic here. They are generous donations. I, I appreciate every dollar that's given to the show. But uh, this week we got money from Belly Buster, $43. $19.34 came from 442X, and $3 came from Gamblebot's chafed penis. Not Gamblebot, but his chafed penis. So that adds up to $65.34. And $32.17.10 and $6.34 are the four prizes we are paying. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room starting right now. 25 minutes of late registration until 9.05 p.m. Pacific time. You need a separate account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room in order to play. And uh, make sure to re- read the rules, which have changed slightly. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. Basically, if you've had an account on Poker Fraud Alert's forum since 2014 or before, you will qualify for the free money. And if you don't, then you won't. Hello, Calawat. Hey, Druff, is that any better? Yeah, that's an improvement. Cool. So, Okay, very good. Happy to have you here. And uh, how is Seattle so far? It's been good, man. I'm out here on business, but I've been having a good time. That's good. When I went to Seattle the last time, it was two years ago. It was the end, the very end of a two-week West Coast road trip where we started in Southern California and drove one way all the way up the coast, all the way pretty much to the Canadian border. Didn't cross over, but... Uh, uh, then went a little bit south back to Seattle and then flew back. So Seattle was the very end of the trip, and when we, it was only one night. So we got there in the early evening, and it was beautiful. This was in the summer. It, you know, warm, uh, not a cloud in the sky, very, very nice. <laughs> I said, this isn't like Seattle. It was very nice. And the, we went out in this uh, giant park they built there that I guess Microsoft paid for with these giant structures kids can play on, and Benjamin really enjoyed it. and. 
there was this fountain that was shooting up water, and it was starting to get a little bit cool in the evening. And I, I said to Benjamin, you know, it's getting a little cool for this. Let's go back out tomorrow morning. It's, it's supposed to be, weather's supposed to be pretty good tomorrow. You can play in that when it's warmer. Then overnight, I start seeing, like, scattered thunder showers are forecasted the next day. I'm like, oh, okay, no big deal. We wake up. It's just pouring rain, and a, a, a gigantic storm blankets the entire Seattle area. So I don't know how it's, it goes from, like... It's the Pacific Northwest, man. But how does it go, like, so quickly for, in the forecast, which is usually pretty accurate these days? How does it go from, like, scattered th- thunder showers to a massive storm that blankets the, the entire day in Seattle? So we... I mean, even getting to the airport, we step out of the car and just, just pouring rain. So Well, look, I know a guy from L.A. might be alarmed about the fact that it's raining, but it's kind of normal around here. Yeah, I, I, wasn't surpri- <laughs> I was surprised it wasn't raining. I was just shocked that the weather forecasters could you know, predict well, it so poorly. Well, I knew I was in Seattle because the plane was landing, and I could see absolutely nothing. It was <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, it was just cloudy and overcast, like literally nothing. Yeah, I, I would like, think yeah, we're going to be landing in Seattle now. And I looked out the window, and it was just all white. I would think it'd be depressing to live there. And you know what? Now that I think of it, I don't believe we even have many listeners from Seattle. Because I, I get text messages from people. I don't. There's a lot of listeners who don't ever speak up. And even though I always ask them to, I say, you know, if you're listening, I haven't heard from you. Speak up. You know, text me. But, like, I don't hear from people. And then years later, I'll go. I'll get a message like, hey, I've been listening for all these years. I know you said you want someone to message you. But, okay, I'm finally doing it. And I've actually been listening for four years now. So there, there could be Seattle listeners. But... I, I don't believe I've heard from any, and yet we have Alaska, we have Alaskan listeners, we have listeners in Europe and Australia, and all over the place. But we don't have uh, many from Seattle that I know of. Anyway, if you're from Seattle, you can text me seven seven five three seven two eight three five five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five is the text number. You know, I'm surprised, Druff, because all the hipsters that are here in Seattle. I would think they would love the the rotary phone, and they'd love the call to listen line and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I think I think they would. Maybe they just can't relate to me. Maybe I just can't relate well to people from that area. It's a, it, it's very possible that's what it is. Just just like I can't relate to the young people. There's not many young listeners. The young people turn this on and go, I, I don't like this show. I don't want to hear this guy. It's like just the, the listeners we seem to keep are the ones that are middle aged or older than middle aged. I, I just I I can't connect with the young people we have a few but i for the most part i can't so anyway um p- people are asking is this a live interview or taped we're going to have tonight actually <laughs> actually it's not people it's Cantu himself he just texted me i just recognized the number uh I'm you driving to, around Ruff? i'm gonna have, no i'm not driving i you sound like you're driving oh really no i hear a bunch of background noise that's what i hear too weird i was gonna i was pretty sure you were driving this is so, no. str- so strange. I'm sitting in my hotel room. It's quiet as can be. We have like when, f- I, when I sit here and I'm like just listening to you, I hear it in the background. I don't know that's what it so is. so weird. I was hearing that too. I was hearing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who is exactly. this? But that's, it's only when you're on here. Like when, when you called yeah. in, I heard that immediately. Then when I hung up on you, it was gone. Hmm. This is so odd. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's my connection. Sorry. So anyway, uh, uh, so he's, he's asking, is this a live interview or taped? Also, it's just a call-in interview, correct? Unless you think I'm going to you know bust down his door and... Ask him to come on. Anyway, we're going to have him on around 9. Uh, uh, let's probably call you a bit later than 9, though. Not Do you, is, it, is it really bad? Do you want me to try to call him back? No, it's not that again? bad. At least not for me. All I right. just hear a little bit. So is people trying to call in now? Nobody call in right now. I'm not taking any calls right now. This is the way it's going to go with calls with the interviews tonight. Because a lot of people go, I want to be on the line with Hashtag King. I want to talk to Hashtag. I go, look. 
I can't have like a massive number of people on here. So what we're going to do, the interview is going to, you know, each interview, we're, I'm going to do it. Calwatt's going to do it. If Brandon wants to call in, he can take part too. Everybody else can wait, and then I will have call-in segments for both interviews where I will take calls as long as the person we're interviewing is agreeable to it, and then you guys can call in. And you, you don't have to be polite or kiss ass. You can say whatever you want. And usually I don't take calls during these interviews because I'm afraid of you know trolls driving the you know making people sorry they came on here. But since these two guys are so controversial, um, I, I think it's fine. I, I'm happy to have you guys call in and, and say what you really think. I know a lot of you don't like either Brandon or hashtag King or both, and I, I don't want to shield those calls from them. These are both big boys who knowingly enter controversy, so. You guys can call in. Uh, I'm not going to softball any questions. I'm not going to kiss anyone's ass. I'm not going to be hostile either. You know, I'm not going to come on and attack either of these two. I, I do have some questions, which uh, are hard-hitting questions. But I'm, you know, I'm going to ask them respectfully, and hopefully I'll get, uh, get some answers here. I think that's the best way to conduct this. Uh, then we can find out uh, from their own mouths about some of the questions we want to know. But yeah, this really sounds very noisy. Are you sure that uh, there's some, not some issue on your end? It's only. Is it, is, are you still hearing the noise? Yeah, I hear that. Because I was about to tell you that I solved it, or I thought I solved it. Right now, it's okay. Yeah, because what I what I did was, uh, I think it was actually the AC unit in the hotel room. <laughs> I think the microphone. No, really, I think the microphone on my headphones um, was picking it up. That's not even surprising. Those ACs in hotel rooms are just overpowerful sometimes. Well, it's one of those like white noise things. Like me just being in the room, I didn't even notice it. Oh, okay. you know, but I think it was, it sounds all right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Again. Yeah. So about the interviews, man, I mean, I was just going to let you go. I mean, I'll chime in if there's something to say, but I think that, you know, when you get three people on the line, it, it doesn't work well if people are trying to talk all over each other. So yeah. I was going to let you go. And speaking you know? of that, speaking of that hashtag King, if we get him on here, if we get him on here, people have warned me that he's just going to run his mouth a mile a minute, that once you ask him something, he's going to talk and talk and talk and talk and won't shut up. And that's that's very possible. So I'm going to try to stop that. If he rambles too long, I'll mute him. <laughs> and, Not if it's good, let him go. No, I know. But you know, people are a lot of people were very concerned that he's just going to rant and rant and rant, and it won't make much sense, and it's going to be hard to understand, and it's going to be terrible radio. So I, I'm... I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for whatever happens, and I'm going to try to react to whatever I have to do to make the show good and to make the interviews good. And, you know, these are both characters we're going to have on here. They've done a lot of things that have pissed people off in different ways. Uh, one of them, Brandon Cantu, has just done a lot of things that people find shady and uh, reprehensible. And uh, hashtag King, he's more just like in-your-face like obnoxious and brash and uh, gets kicked out of casinos everywhere. Like he's, I think he's been kicked out of like five casinos in the past week. I'm not even exaggerating. You got to work to make that happen. Yeah. It's like just everywhere he goes, he gets kicked out and he, he records it on his phone too. It's kind of funny. He, he records it on his phone. He's going to run out of material soon. Uh, he is. He's going to run out of places to go. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I was very excited to have them both on here tonight. And then when I heard that he didn't show up for the, this other show he was going to do, part of me was happy. I'm like, oh, good, we're going to get him first. And I go, oh, crap, that probably means he's going to show on us, especially when I, when I saw his post. I think it was on Facebook. Someone sent me a copy of it. It's like, uh, 
I'm taking a break from poker, hiatus, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll come out of retirement to, if I can play a million-dollar heads-up against Doug Polk, which we'll talk about shortly. So, anyway. Yeah, that, right. Where the fuck's he going to get a no, million dollars? No, it's never going to happen. So, here, here's the story. I, I just told Cantu we'll do it at 9.15. He says that's good. So, he's, I, I, as I said, Brandon Cantu's coming on, and we're going to get to the bottom of I, I actually wrote out a lot of questions for him. I, I sat down at my computer, hunkered down. Uh, looked up a bunch of stories, new and old, about Cantu, and we're going to find out some things. And uh, then Hashtag King, I wrote some out for him, too. But Cantu, I don't have to give much of an introduction to him. Most of you heard of him. If you haven't, uh, he's a poker player. He's been around for about, I don't know, 12 years. Used to be an absolute poker pro uh, before the scandals, but then he remained on after the scandals. But believe it or not, I'm not even going to bring that up, because it's... I can already tell you the answer as to why he stayed on with UB after the scandal, and that is just—he's in like this bubble where he only like cares about himself. So he, there's there's no way that he was focusing on the UB scandal. He probably, with a gun to his head, could not have told you many details about it as it was happening. And so I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying this is not like a Joe Seabock type who was singing the praises and and backing the new UB and all that. He wasn't a Prolot Friedman. He wasn't a Joe Seabock. He kind of just stayed. And and uh, probably just as happy they're they're uh, giving him money. So so th- there's so many other more interesting stories with Cantu. I'm not even going to bring that up. But uh, he, he broke through in like '05. He won some tournaments. I think he won a bracelet in '05. Uh, I I've played against him. He's very maddening to play against. By the way, I'm hearing background noise again. I I haven't changed anything. It's it's like we have a third person on. That's what it sounds like. But here here watch this. What I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the mute on for a second here, my microphone mute, and let me know if you hear anything. Yeah. Now I hear nothing. And now the mute is off. Now it's better again, but I occasionally hear background noise of things. I, I, I'm hearing it too, which is weird, because it's in my headphones. I, I mean, I can try calling you from the computer. Or you know, I'm just going to call you. I'm going to hang up on this whole thing. It's so weird. we got like a phantom. I'm going to call you. I, I can't stand this. This is tilting me. This is tilting me. and it, We probably have new listeners tonight. Trying out this show, and this is an embarrassment. So, we're just going to call Calwatt just directly. Okay. Hey, that, hello. Yeah, it's, it's, there's something on your background. It definitely is. It's only me and you now, for sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. We'll deal with it. So, I mean, if it's if it's real bad, I can just let you go solo. Well, you can no, you can you can audio. mute. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just a, a, sometimes I'll hear the background of things. All right, I'll mute. I'll mute unless I'm going to say something okay. about that. Okay. All right. All right. So I apologize to the audience for this. We're not sure what's going on, but that's what happens when you go on the road, go to hotels. You know, things are a bit different sometimes. So uh, he's very maddening to play against, and I, I'm not. This is not actually not a criticism. Um, when I say maddening, I mean as a poker opponent. Uh, at the table, his demeanor's fine. Like, I've never seen him be obnoxious at the table. Uh, he, he's just there. You know, he's a player. When I say he's maddening is because he'll make very ballsy moves on you, and you don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll tell you one tournament I remember with him. This is several years ago, but I, I got off to a great start. I think this is a, it was a 1,500 no-limit event. I think this is back when he started with, like, uh, 4,500 in chips or 3,000 in chips, something like that. Anyway, I ran it up to like the low 20Ks early on, so I was doing pretty well. I get moved to a table. He's there. And uh, I have King-10 offsuit, and he like called in the blinds, and the flop comes 10 high. 
I bet he calls. I bet the turn. He check raises me all in. Still have top pair. King Kinker. But he check raises me all in. And he's got a big stack too. So I'm like, crap. Am I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm about to throw away maybe my entire big stack I ran up at the beginning with top pair king kicker. Can I really do this? So I thought and thought and I pushed out and I folded. And I'm like, ah, oh, against Cantu, I don't know if that's right. I, like, I kept thinking I've just got to snap him off and he probably has air and I'm probably going to double up. And, and I, I didn't do it. And I felt like such a fool the next hand or a few hands later when he did the same thing against some old guy at the table who had a queen's overpair who reluctantly called the queen's overpair and Cantu had no pair, no draw. <laughs> so that guy doubled up and Cantu just shot off a ton of chips there. I'm like, crap, I should have called. So anyway, the problem is a lot, sometimes he has it. You just don't know. You've just got to hope he doesn't. And I made a mistake there. I should have called the King 10. I just felt like a fool calling off that many chips with King 10. Did you ever find out what he had? No, I never found out what he had. But, um, is this better, by the way? Yeah, this is better right now. All right, I'm just talking right into the speakerphone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. So, anyway, he's very maddening to play against, and when he's running well, he runs chips up big time because people start to notice this about him, that he just goes all in, sometimes has total shit, sometimes has a big hand. You you just have to hope he's got shit. And there's people like me who just fold to him <laughs> when they shouldn't. So, uh, good tournament player. I mean, it's a good style for tournaments. And... Uh, yeah, you have to. You it have sounds to, like a high variance. It is a high variance style, but but the thing is, at least he can when he's running well, then he can run it up fast. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Cantu is also known to be broke a lot. He's not very good at managing money, as you Do might you think. Guess. These two things might be connected. Yes. So, okay. and then he's he owed people a lot of money. Supposedly, people owe him money. We're going to get into all that. So. A lot of criticism. He gets into confrontations with people about the money he owes. You know, there's been confrontations with uh, with Jeff Lissandro, uh, with Jesse Martin, with Sean Deeb. So we're going to talk about all these. He also dated genocide about 10 years ago, so we're going to talk about that too. So I have a number of good questions for him. Also a big lover of strip clubs, as far as I know. So, and, and strangely enough... And by the way, Dra, what I told you earlier is true. I am... Giving up going to a strip club to do radio. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cal Watt actually was going to go to a strip club, and he actually said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do Poker Fraud Alert Radio instead. That's that's uh, that's where his Somebody, priorities well, are. Well, one of, one of the guys here, you know, in, invited me to go, and I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'm like, oh, right, we got radio. Yeah. <laughs> so I, everybody out there, I am giving up seeing titties to be here. Yeah, okay? yeah. So, okay. And I appreciate that. Anyway, we're going to have a lot of questions for him. Hashtag King, let me yeah, get... All the, all the single mothers are upset, though. <laughs> yeah, they won't get your $1 bills. That, they're not going to get that money. You yeah, your, your $1 bills are remaining in your wallet tonight. Yeah. What, what do these girls do when they... You know, how do they cash... I, actually, I think they can do it at the club. I was going to say, otherwise, do they bring, like, a sack full of ones to the bank and it make it, like, really obvious what they do? Or do they... I would assume that they don't do that. They probably can cash it back in at the uh, strip club. For, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. You know, inflation hurts strippers because people have been throwing $1 bills at strippers for decades, and yet now they're worth a lot less. So, I used like, to have an employee that was a stripper. Really? What, what was yeah. what was she doing for you? Uh, I mean, I hired her, hired her to do, like, secretarial work kind of stuff. <laughs> and, I, you know, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. And we're joking around, and somehow it came up, like, 
stripper name and then she was joking around about that and then i then like a year later i find out that yeah she's she's dancing at the local strip club i had no idea <laughs> okay well uh let me tell you a bit about hashtag king i am I, I mean we're gonna have to discuss it anyway whether he shows up or not but uh we should talk about this this is a guy who came out of nowhere he was playing tournaments as low as like 135 dollar buy-in back in 2014 he is now 27 years old. Uh, in January 2016, he hit a $344,000 score at the World Poker Tour. And that was really his only big hit. If you look at his handed mob, his name is Solomon Ponte. P-O-N-T-E. That was his only big hit. He came out of nowhere. And I, I kind of peripherally knew about him... Over the last six months or so, didn't pay much attention. He he was always bragging about how he's the best, that he'll play anyone, blah, blah, blah. I actually was dumb enough to buy into it. I actually thought that he probably was just some new hotshot player I hadn't heard of. But it turns out he's actually just all ego and, and, and not much as far as results. As wait, far as wait, wait, Drew. Are you telling me that some poker player banked the tournament and now they think they're awesome at poker? <laughs> yeah, I know you're shocked. So have never, never seen that happen. Anyway, um, he has been creating controversy and confrontations with so many in the poker world. And he he has a very quick temper, a very short fuse. And he'll he'll go off on people uh, with profanity-laden tirades, both online and live. I mean, he's one guy, I'll say, that isn't just talking shit online. He does it live just as much. So, uh, in fact, he was on Chicago Joey's show. And now he and Chicago Joey have some kind of falling out, and he's bashing Joey. Like, so people warn me, like, if you're going to have him on here, at some point he's going to turn on you and start bashing you. I'm like, oh, okay. Think you, think you can handle that? Yeah, well, I've, I've had plenty of that. Like, that's, I mean, that, it would be the first bad thing anyone's ever said about you. That, that's the point. Like, there's so many people who, who bash me and troll me all the time. This, this I'm used to. I'm like, oh, no, someone online bashing me. I, I, like, I've, I've dealt with this for over 30 years. I've been online since, since the mid-'80s. So I, you got calluses all over. Oh, yeah. So I'm not worried about that. So I'm not going to you know, try to make enemies with him. But if, if he wants, if he turns on me and starts bashing me, whatever, he can bash me if he wants. So anyway, uh, he appeared on Poker Night in America. I think the same day we had radio last week. But uh, people were actually messaging me. Oh, there's a big douchebag on Poker Night in America. Turn it on. But I wasn't available at the time, so I didn't do it. Anyway, that's expected to see it in tally, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, so Matt Glance got him on. Matt Glance, who is a listener to this show, and I like Matt, and I, I think he's a good guy, and he's been getting a lot of criticism. We're going to talk about this later in the show about putting on characters like Solomon Ponte and 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 putting on just the, these controversial characters there. E- even the Hall Dentali match, they just seem like you know, people have been criticizing him that uh, Poker Night in America is just trying to put on whatever will get them views and, and it's making poker look bad. And I'm like, well, that's the whole point of a, sh- of a poker show is to get views. <laughs> He's not doing this for charity. They're, they're doing this show to make money. They're doing this show to get people wanting to watch it and to get people talking about it. And if, if Matt Glantz is putting on people that are making people watch, which, which he has, then he's doing the right thing. So that's that's my opinion. We'll talk about this more later. But Ponte is his – that's his most controversial decision to put him on because as soon as he said we're going to put hashtag king on, 
people got all over Glantz saying, you don't know what's going to happen here. He's going to ruin the show. He's going to turn into a circus. He's going to uh, be a, a douchebag intentionally. He's going to disrupt everything. So he's going to use profanity everywhere. So Sounds gl- like good radio to me. Yeah, well, well, Glantz actually had a talk with him and said, you've got to promise not to do all these things. And, and Solomon Ponta said, okay, I won't. And so he promised Glantz that he's not going to do all these things. But I guess he didn't promise that he's not going to insult Sean Deeb and make fun of his wife. So, so that's what he did. Um, uh, he has some problem with Sean Deeb, and he and Sean Deeb were going after each other. Mainly he was going after Deeb, and Deeb was kind of just staying quiet. And then Ponte kept just uh, ratcheting up the attacks to where he finally decided to start going after Sean Deeb's wife and started insulting the way his wife looks. So, uh, and, and then when Deeb still wasn't saying much, he was mocking him about that. He said, hey, you know, look what I'm saying about your wife and you're not even doing anything about it. What a pussy you are. I kept saying it over and over. So th- this was going on and some people were shocked watching this on the live stream. This is not like uh, watching a Twitter war. This is on a, a live stream on what's supposed to be a respectable poker show. And, and a lot of people were very put off by that and were also mad that uh, they weren't kicking him off the show while this was happening. What, what finally happened was that uh, um, he, he ran out of money and then he wanted to rebuy and he was, he was trying to, to have people at the table buy his watches and, and uh, his gold chain. He was trying chain. to borrow money from Deeb, the guy he just was fucking yeah. insulting. <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he was doing that and uh, eventually when that wasn't working out, they, uh, they, they took him off. But... Uh, I gotta love. He's trying to fucking hawk his watch. Yeah, he was even trying to to throw his passport. He was trying to throw his passport in as as sweetening the deal. Like, oh, here's my passport too. I. How does that? How does that? Why would anyone buy someone else's passport? I think what he was trying to do there was like kind of guarantee he's going to pay people back because he kept saying a wire is coming. That's his favorite line: "Is a wire is coming from Canada, where he's from." And it's never been verified. And if he does come on, I'm going to ask him about this: uh, of if there really is any money to wire, or if this is just a story. Anyway. he got kicked out of that casino, the Choctaw Casino. Well, there's the- an easy way to answer that. Did he come back on the show? But not since then, but this is only a week ago. so it's, it's, uh- No, I mean, when he was waiting for The Wire, did he go back on the show? The Wire never came th- Like it, it was late in the show. He claimed that was the problem is he's going to get a wire, but it'll be after the show's over. Uh-huh. So anyway. Um, that, so that's, that's basically what happened, and there's a lot of heat – on both him and Matt Glantz after this whole thing, especially from the way that he treated Sean Deeb. Now, about Sean Deeb, this is a guy who had intentionally been an asshole on the show before, too, not in the same way as Ponte was. You know, he wasn't as loud as Ponte, and he wasn't uh, um, he wasn't insulting anyone's wives, but uh, he, he was slow-rolling people. Sean Deeb has done a lot of assholeish things on that show before, too. So, not like this. No, not like this. No, that's what I was saying. It, it wasn't to this extreme. But this wasn't a – the person being attacked wasn't necessarily a very sympathetic character. But I will say that the, the comments about his wife were inappropriate. His wife has nothing to do with him. If he's got a problem with Sean Deeb, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be bashing his wife. Sean Deeb's wife has nothing to do with it. Sean Deeb's wife didn't do anything to him. She shouldn't be bashed on the, these poker broadcasts, uh, you know, even if Solomon Ponte doesn't find her attractive. This is – that's a classless thing to do. But that's the problem is Solomon Ponte always wants a reaction. He wants – people to look at him and just pay attention to him. That, that's the whole thing. He'll be as, as nasty 
as he thinks he has to be to get that reaction. And uh, I want him on the table with Kate Hall. <laughs> well, they've gone. Believe me, they've gone back and forth on uh, Twitter. Now she's blocked him, I'm sure, but but uh, I mean, he he's he called her a cunt and all kinds of other things. They've uh, she was one of the people bitching about him being on the show, but she's you know, also the, the insult cunt is supposed to be like this really you know cutting thing, but she's been called a cunt so many times. Oh, I know, I know, by so many people, it, probably, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, though she she did know? really bitch about. Him being on the show, I was bitching at Lance about it. But thing, she already has a problem with Mac Lance over what happened when she was on there with the whole tip thing. So, so we've talked about Whatever. that that on the show. So it's just, she is. I mean, I, I'm watching. She really is trying to find anything she can to criticize Mac Lance for. She, she's got it in for Mac Lance. She so uh, she looks for anything she can find to bring up to try to make him look bad. So, but you, but you know what I'm saying? Like in a the power of the of the c word is that you don't use it that often. But when you start hearing it all the time, it, it becomes no big deal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, so, anyway, that, that's – so I'm going to play you a few clips here, and then we'll have Cantu on. Uh, Cantu was on the show, too, sitting right next to the Hashtag King. And they were getting along for a while when it had to do with uh, – they, they kind of were ganging up on Sean Deeb because uh, Brandon Cantu hates him, too. But uh, then when the whole thing came to – Brandon Cantu was trying to help him hawk his watch and all that at the table in exchange for money, but then Hashtag King was getting angry that the transaction wasn't taking place and wasn't completing and that Cantu wasn't uh, getting enough money for him on this, so he started getting pissed and, and yelling at him. So then they, they didn't have an out, outright fight on there, but they weren't such good buddies after that. So I, I'm surprised someone didn't clock that dude. You're talking about Hashtag King? Yeah. Well, yeah, well here, so here's, here's the thing before I play this. Um, I haven't seen the guy in person. I've seen him on TV, but I, I guess he's a pretty big guy. I know he's overweight, and he's just kind of big. He's just kind of large. So, um, he's, he's a fucking teddy bear. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I, that's the thing. I don't think he's really like he always talks about. You know, you know. I, I think he. The, the only fight that dude's ever been in is over a remote control. <laughs> I think. I think he probably does just act tough and thinks that people aren't going to. Call him on it, especially people he thinks either are smaller than him or ones who don't look like that they want to get into fights. So, but but the posturing worked there. And someone brought up, you know, I guess he was on uh, live at the bike at one point, and they said that he wasn't nearly this bad. And someone said that's because in L.A. at those tables, he thought that he'd probably get clocked. Where with with the uh, game theory optimal nerds at the uh, Poker Night in America, he he felt that none of these people. Well, were gonna, yeah, were gonna punch there's certain him. characters there at the. In L.A., that uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't make it out of the parking lot. So that's what I'm. So I th- I think he also does the game selection as far as who he talks the crap to. Like he he realizes you know who's likely to to punch him, and who's likely to either be scared to punch him or just someone who's too peaceful to ever fight someone. So anyway, here listen to to this here. This is uh, you need the exercise, buddy. I need the exercise. Yeah, this is this is him and uh, Deeb going. At each other. You don't even have a wife. No one ever marry you. <laughs> bro, I'd rather be dead than have your fucking wife. Popping bottles, fucking models. Now that's that's Doug Polk, who for whatever reason was trying to like instigate here, like, and then he and Polk, you know, he and Polk went into it too. We'll get to it uh, about a supposed heads up match, but I didn't understand why Doug Polk was trying to. He's kind of like giggling the whole time <laughs> and kind of instigating a bit. I don't understand why he was doing that. It was almost like he was 
the kid in, in, in school laughing because he's not the one being picked on. But going on here. <laughs> Model. Singer. All right, I'll be back. Last night on Poker Night oh, in America. Sorry, sorry. See, this is what I get for playing other broadcasts. This was, uh, that was Chicago Joey. Who's, by the way, I, I want to throw in an aside here. I, I'm going to be on Chicago Joey's show sometime in the near future. We haven't arranged it yet, but um, uh, it's it's probably going to happen because uh, someone brought this up. Someone messaged Joey saying that he should have me on, and Joey said, yeah, he'd like to have me on there. So we said, okay. And I'd be thrilled to go on that show. It's a very high-profile show. It's one of the most watched poker shows on the Internet. And I, I think it'll even draw some attention to this show. We may get some new listeners. So uh, I'll be happy to go on that show, and hopefully I'll come on soon. I even told Chicago Joey, famous for his softball, that he doesn't have to softball me. He can throw hardballs to me. And uh, Now, there's, I, I don't know what questions one would ask me that would be hardball questions because I'm, I'm not someone who's ripped anyone off or done anything really bad, but uh, – he could ask them. Anyway, here's some more. More money. That's what, what? I want. What? I want more money in my stack. And if you're at the table, I'm gonna do. That's gonna happen. All right. So bring it stack again by the top. No, because it's gonna end up in my stack anyway. I'm gonna loan you money just to end up back in my stack. I don't want anything that's ever touched your body. You're disgusting. My chips touch my body. You fucking retard. Fair enough. So then. So so okay. So that's. I wish I had. I thought I had a cop. A copy of this whole thing that uh, I, I couldn't find. It. I had a copy of just this one point where he went off, but you, you're getting the idea here where this is him and Sean Deeb going back and forth. And, uh, and at one point before he left, he was saying that uh, Deeb told him he was a failed poker player. And he was saying that uh, he was kept calling Deeb a pussy for uh, not doing anything about what he said about his wife. Here, let me get to this here. We'll have Cantu on shortly after this. Well, what's what's Deeb gonna do? Like fucking come over the table? Well, that's what he, he was trying to. Yeah, he was trying to say like you know, you know, if, if you stood said about my wife, I would you know, I'd be fucking, you'd be on the floor, whatever. Let's see, I think it's right here. Get up, bro. Like you guys are talking shit. Like you guys are supposed to be the biggest players in the world for eighteen hundred bucks. You don't want to spot me for fucking twenty and thirty minutes. Like okay, no problem. Matt says Sean's the biggest player. Go find some new free clothes down this casino. Yo, man. bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You were fucking in tears before because you little fucking bitch. You should have seen it. He was, it was I know, like, I, I dis- saw it, it was bro. a mess. I heard him complain. Yeah, I heard him. So I, okay, so, so that's, uh, that was just when they wouldn't loan him the money and he was about to be kicked from the table. You gotta love it, man. He's, he's like saying all sorts of nasty shit about Deeb and then he goes broke and he's like, yo, uh, bro, can I borrow some money? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's talking shit yeah. while he's trying to get money from him. Yep. <laughs> How does that? When does that ever work? It was so weird. That's like that's like telling a girl, "Oh, you're ugly as fuck. You want to go home? You want to go home to my hotel room?" With well, me? I, I know he thinks he 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 knows that they think he's a fish. So I, I think he's taking advantage of that. I, I don't think he believes he's a fish, but I think he thinks that they think he's a fish, which is true. So I, I think that's why he thinks he can do all these things, and they're not going to want him off the table. And it, it's it's this is always a decision one has to make when at a poker table with a really obnoxious player is if he's a bad player, if he's the donator at the table, how much shit do you put up with from him? And so I think he was hoping they were going to loan him money thinking that uh, yeah, anything to keep the money flowing there. But of course their concern is that they're going to loan him money. He's not going to pay back. It's like a free roll for him. Well, there's that. And there's also as big a fish as someone might be, at some point, you don't want to deal with them at your fucking table. 
You know yeah, and I mean? that's and that's where Sean Deeb was on this whole thing. Yeah. So and uh, so that that's some of the stuff that happened over there, and th- this went on for a long time, and people were getting very outraged. What I played you was just the very end before he got removed, but uh, I will uh, take a break from this, and we're going to call Brandon Cantu. We're going to have an interview with him. When it's over, I'm going to try to call Hashtag King. I have his phone number. If he picks up, great. If he doesn't pick up, so be it. I'm ready for either one. But uh, the good thing about having two interviews scheduled is that uh, the higher chance at least one of the two shows up, and we may have a bonus tonight. Mark Klang, remember he was on here. He was the guy who got cheated for $500,000 by several poker players in a private blackjack game and has seemingly recovered all or most of the money thanks to the publicity blitz that he put out. Uh, He's back to degeneracy, and I've already been told about some of this, but Mark Lang said that he actually would like to give updates on this show sometimes uh, regarding his life, so I told him we're very busy tonight, but after these interviews he can call in, but uh, if, if if we can't get a hold of Hashtag King, then we'll call Clang after that and, and uh, get a little update on him and what's going on in his life since he got all that money. He, this is a huge degenerate who got an infusion of cash again because of the uh, the blackjack money that he did finally receive. So we're going to call up Brandon Cantu. And uh, Calwatt, you can feel free to jump in any time when you have something to say or something to ask. You know, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you, uh, you know, talk to him, intro that I'm here, and then I'll just kind of go in the background. Okay. Because if I do say something, I don't want him to be like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put him on here. So if he disappears on us, we're going to be pissed. Because if we lose both interviews tonight, after all the hyping I did, I'm going to be freaking furious. Well, this is a great sign. Three rings. Four rings. Oh, boy. Why does this happen to us? Why? You were saying the good thing about having two interviews lined up is... Uh... I think I need to make line up five interviews. <laughs> that's, that's the only way we can get someone on the show. <laughs> this is a cell phone. How can it ring like eight times? Mine goes to voicemail by now. Hello? Oh, that worked well. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's try this again. Oh, he answered after like eight rings and just hung up. That's a great start. See, higher budget radio shows, they have like a, an engineer who, who connects them on the line first and then patches them in. I just... Pick up the phone and make the call on the air while you guys wait. Oh, this is my fault. This is my fault. Okay, I, you know what? Ugh, I just hung up on Cal. What? This is my fault. I transposed two digits. This is my dyslexia, which I don't have. But yeah, this was my this was my fault. I, I just realized it was my fault. I, okay. I I transposed two digits like a, a dyslexic, even though I'm not a dyslexic. 
maybe I am. That could have been fun. Well, I think that's what happened. I think we had somebody who was uh, their phone, their home phone was probably ringing a different area code. <laughs> they answered after eight rings, go, what the hell? And then just hung up. I think I woke up some person sleeping, waiting for work. Hello? Brandon Cantu, hello. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. You know, I thought that you were not answering on us because the phone rang and rang, and then I realized that uh, I called the wrong area code. I transposed two numbers, and I think I woke up some poor guy in a different area code. So, uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm here. I'm glad you showed up. I, 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 I'm a little pessimistic that the guy after you, Hashtag King, is going to disappear on us. But uh, I had a good feeling about you. They're going to be here. So, uh, so welcome to the show. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember. Uh, you, we've met before uh, a long time ago. When uh, mm-hmm. I do remember. Oh, you do remember me. Okay, good, good. I, yeah, I remember. I actually thought you would have forgotten me by now, but that's fine. All right. So, <laughs> do, 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 you, do you remember? Uh, we haven't crossed paths in a while, but, you know, like, yeah. Do, do you remember? I, I, where, where was it that we were? I, I mean, I, there's been a couple places, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was for that, that whole uh, Joe Seabach group, when they're, they're like that whole group. There's, my, my girlfriend at the time was uh, hanging out with that group, right. uh, so she brought me along, and then uh, that's that's where I met you. And then you also, uh, right. I, I mentioned, I don't know if you heard the show, I, I mentioned that at one of the World Series events, you uh, may have bluffed me off a hand where I had King 10 with top pair, and uh, you check-raised me all in. <laughs> you check-raised me all in on the turn. We both had a lot of chips. I'm like, I, I just can't call it all off with, with, with just King 10. I, I just can't do it. And I, I should have done it. Right. Knowing you, I should have done it. But uh, then I watched you like do the same thing to another guy like minutes later, and you had nothing, and I, I felt like a fool. So anyway... Uh, and Brandon, you're like the girl that broke dress. You, you are. Like I, I, about I think about if I just called that damn thing, I would have had a monster stack. I could have won the whole thing. I was like, ah. And then I just like I, after that hand, I lost like every hand. I was gone. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to keep whining about that. It's, it's been like eight years or so since that happened. So, Brandon, uh, I, I'm happy you're here tonight. I'm happy you showed up, as you said. I actually had a good feeling you'd show up. Uh, I have a lot of questions. I have prepared for you here uh at one point right. ne- uh, we will take phone calls from people as as i'm sure you're aware of uh you're a a controversial figure in poker there's uh some people in poker that don't like you very much and uh you know so this isn't going to be like a softball interview uh I'll, I'll and off- by the way and there's others that love me yeah th- there probably are i i'm saying i, <laughs> I, I, I this really yeah. is like a, a neutral interview i i don't know you very well uh as i've met you a few times i don't have any problems with you personally, of course, and uh, so I, I, I'm not someone who's having you on here to bash you or, or to argue with you. But at the same time, I'm not. This isn't going to be like a softball ass kissing interview. I'm just going to ask the the questions people want to hear, and uh, we can get your take on everything and uh, and all that. And, I'd love to. I'd love. I'd love to give you my take. And uh, sounds good. Okay. So we're going to start easy. Though we start with a, a, a softball question, then we'll get to harder. Uh, so, All right, how, let's work our way up. You know, it's like T-ball. You know, you kind of work your until you get to the major leagues. Well, I got sure. it. Let's go. Okay, good, good. Okay, so how did you get started in poker? Um, I got started. I started like really young. I'd say when I was five years old, I I was playing with my grandpa every day. Like after school, it was mainly like poker and playing stud and all the the games that were like in the mid '80s that were the big games. And with board games, and I mean, that's that's all I did. And it's kind of funny. People don't realize when I was like five, six, seven, eight, my grandpa was giving me, at the time in the mid-80s, so much money, uh, like $20 to be in that age. And we would just gamble for just days and days and days and days. And I think 
that's kind of where like all my live play and why I think I'm such a better live player, at least in my opinion. Okay. So, and, and how old are you right now? Uh, 35. Okay. See, it's, it's funny how all these young players from the past that I remember being like all young are now not young anymore because, uh, like I, 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 I still remember you as like this young guy and then, uh, you're not all that young. I'm, I'm 10 years older than you are. So back when you started, I was around your age now. And, uh, right. and, and you were the youngster. So anyway, um, 36 at 36 in two weeks. Oh, really? Okay. So getting up there. So, okay. So, so, so you want your, you want a bracelet in like Oh five or something. And Oh six. Oh six. Okay. I knew it was somewhere around there. Yeah. I remember that was the first time I kind of, I really heard of you was when I just saw this right. guy, Brandon can I remember you wearing some of my absolute poker clothing, uh, you would want it, and I was playing on Absolute at the time. So I was like, "Oh, who is that guy?" And then I don't think I had played you on there because I was like a limit hold'em player, limit hold'em cash player. But uh, right. th- that was when I first noticed who you know this Brandon Cat Two guy is. And then uh, so okay, uh, you've been around in poker now for uh, yeah at least I don't know how long you how long were you in just you know playing poker for online or whatever how, how long were you playing with you started like in 04 or 05 when, when did you appear i've well i've been playing all my life but i was playing until that time i was playing like one two two five you know or low low limit uh limit games uh so because uh, that, that was the first tournament that i'd ever i was more playing cash games that was the first tournament that i believe i had ever played for over a hundred dollars it's for sure live and i believe online at that time uh, so it was pretty incredible. Just yeah. to, I mean, that's everybody got to see the. That's the first time I ever played. Well, I had that, that same. Thing. I had that same thing. I in my first two World Series, I finished third and first. <laughs> so, and I wasn't a tournament player wow. either. Like I never, I never played, and I haven't been able to do it since. I haven't been able to even get to third since, and that was twelve years ago. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, there have been a lot of stories about you and and money problems. So I'm just going to come out here and ask you: Are you broke right now? And that, well, that's that's a funny a funny question. Broke is, I think that's going to be different to whoever you ask. What do you, by the way, what do you classify as broke? Well, I'm going to ask you that because well, okay. I don't know because everybody like if you're talking to a one dollar two dollar player that's like 21, they're going to have a much different story of what broke is than than 35 year old Brandon who used to play in the biggest games in the world in Las Vegas, or you know that, that at least I knew of going on at least in the country. Well, okay, like. Do you have enough money to your name to, to go play like a, a mid-stakes uh, poker game uh, comfortably, or, or would you have to go to people to, to stake you for this? Yes, I do. Okay, but uh, now, now when, whatever you're playing now, are, are you on some kind of staking deal, or, or are you uh, entering with your own money? For instance, I'm going to play 2-5 tonight. I'm playing with my own money. Okay, but what about the tournaments mm-hmm. you enter? Is that someone backing you? Uh, it depends. I, again, everything depends on what stakes. When, uh, for instance, when we were, when I was playing on Poker Night in America, I only had half of myself, uh, you know, because I'm selling off. Now, now <clears throat> didn't someone at the table loan you that money that you were playing with? I heard something about that. Right. Uh, it, Sean and I kind of thought for, like, discussion purposes, we were going to, we were kind of taking it in a certain way. Uh, we both talked about this. But I, I borrowed for Sean, borrowed from Sean at the table, just because it was kind of funny. Like it'd be a funny bit, and then we could just kind of lead into, because like all of our hatred and everything. I mean, that's undeniable that we bother each other as bad as it can be. But yeah, so I said uh, I, I actually did get the money from him, but it wasn't in that way. 
Does that make sense? What, what do you mean in that way? Either, either borrowed from him or you did. Like I was, I was, I was, I was getting the money from him, but through another person. Oh, okay. So someone else is loaning you the money, but he was, he was, uh, it was kind of like a fake loan. He was giving it to you physically. Correct. Okay. So, Correct. so, so it was an act for the camera. Right. Okay. Okay. So uh, I, I wondered that too. I had heard something about like uh, Sean Deeb had. Uh, it's like, why would he have loaned it to you if he if there were so many problems? Which we'll, we'll get into shortly. Uh, so. You're, I had heard that there is both outstanding money that you owe people right now and money that people owe you that they're not paying you. So h- how much money uh-huh. would you say total is owed to you by others that uh, for whatever reason you, you are unable to collect? About about a million on the nose. Really? Is, is, there, is, this from, is there any large amounts from certain people or how did this happen? Very A-list, A-list poker players. Have you ever called them out? No, I don't do that. I, I've, I and that would be very hypocritical of me if I did. I've made a big statement that I don't, I don't condone or agree with people kind of shaming the other players and bringing it into the light, especially. And let me let me put this out, especially when um, they know somebody's kind of in a hard spot and cannot and cannot get out at that. You know what I mean? And cannot pay the numbers. Like for instance, the numbers you know that we're talking about are hundred thousand, fifty thousand, you know, ten thousand. They're big numbers. You know, people just don't have a hundred thousand on them or fifty thousand on them. So, so you loan, you know what I mean? You loan these players money, and then these are, these are like a list players who are broke now and and can't pay you. And uh, correct, or they're not broke. The numbers are so large. They're so large that at that time, like here's, this is where the, the lying root of the problem is that most players don't understand. This is not something that's going on in the online community that at least that I know of. I don't really play online, so you could tell me it is going online and I wouldn't know. But in the live community, when you're playing that big, it's usually you're playing three, four, five handed, maybe six. Sometimes it's full ring, but not that much. Or in the days when I was doing it, it's open face. And and back then, I just knew I was going to win as I won every day, pretty much. And we're swing. I'm you know for a couple of years or a few years, I was swinging like fifty to a hundred thousand every single day. You know, playing the biggest games, playing one thousand a point, two thousand, three thousand a point open face. And you don't think you don't think that you can go in over your head. So everybody thinks like when this comes out that you're you're being a real scumbag for not you know, paying these players out. But also like when I'm loaning a lot of times I'm loaning the money, you know, I'm giving, you know, 50,000 out or whatever. I'm doing it for my own benefit as well. It's, it's the same as those is the other people where they, they're pretty sure they're going to win. We're not doing this. Like very rarely is, is a number being swung like this. And I'm not saying never, just not, not often where it's like, Hey, God, you know, so-and-so is a, a real good guy. Here's 50,000 cash. It just isn't happening. You're doing it to beat them out of the money. So, so you're saying you loan. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're saying you loan most of these people money uh, while you're playing them, thinking you're going to win it back, win it from them, and then they're going to have to pay you back. And so you're going to. This is like you're going to beat them out of the money you're loaning to them anyway, and then they lose, and then they can't pay you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Hey. Like for instance, there there was a night I remember, and this, this is the biggest loss I've ever had in a night, and we were playing three thousand a point open face. And, um, and I lost 1.4 million and I had, it it was just a really bad night. And this is on the night. I mean, we're playing so, we're playing just so large. When was this? How many years ago? Like open faces, it's not that many years been around. 
I, I well, I brought it to America, so I'm playing in the very earliest of days. Nobody in America had ever heard of it um, before. I kind of brought it back that I that I saw somebody playing it in France. It was like Russians that were playing it in France, and so and then I thought, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then I started playing with Sean, and then we we were kind of the first two like American players to play it. Um, but when did you lose this 1.4 million? What, what year do you think that was? That was 20. Was that 2011 or 2011? I, I'm going to say 2011, but I could have lost the year. It could be 10 or 12. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 11. Though. So, so who, who did you, who did you lose this there. money? Who did you lose 1.4 million to? So there was a night where uh, that it was me, Jason Mercier, and um, and two of the. Uh, uh, the Macau, like super billionaires. I mean, unbelievable spot. Uh, the super billionaires that are like trying to like break all the, you know, the ones that are playing in Macau. Where, where was this? Was this in Vegas? Was in... Uh, yeah, in Aria. Okay. Uh, one night, and uh, that night, I think I only had one point. I had like one point one million on me, or something like that, or one point one five million on me. <laughs> and uh, again, playing all on my own. Not selling action in any of these games. I was absolutely fucking loaded at the time. Um, you know, or at least maybe not, you know what I mean, through that whole like year at least. And uh, so I lose like 1.15 million. I borrowed 260 from Mercier. And, and again, he wants to keep the game, whether he says he does or doesn't, it, it, of course he wants to keep the game going, you know, because the two Macau guys were just going to quit and the game would break if one of us left. You know, it was back when it was one card, one card, not not pineapple. And you know, it took me a couple of weeks, but I gave him the two sixty. I think it was, was two sixty or two fifty or something like that. I, you know, it took me a couple of weeks, and I paid him back. Uh, so we're kind of throwing numbers like this around. Now that that's an extreme number. That was the biggest number I think I've ever had with somebody uh, on at least me paying them. And but that's kind of like a situation. Do you see what I'm saying? Where you're gonna like here's a hundred and the person's been playing it. And of course you think you're going to win. You think you're going to win. And I, and I had the money. I just, it was in assets and things like that. And I just, I had to kind of work my way there. You know what I mean? So, so, so you lost all that money you brought, you brought, you said you brought 1.1 million to the casino that night. Uh, I had it in my box. Okay. So, but you lost it all that night. Plus another two sixty that Mercier loaned you. Right, or maybe it was one point two or so, one point one, one point two. I forget exactly the amount, something like that. Yeah. So, and and that was uh, just the the Macau fish got really lucky. Is that what's happening? Uh, I mean, I like to think so. I probably, I, I mean, I don't want to say lucky, but I would say he's running good. You know, ran great. I ran horrible. You know, it's a hard game to lose. You can do it, but, but in the you, one card, one card, it's it's a hard to lose. Whatever, how many points is that? Five hundred, almost five hundred points. Well, That's a you, lot to lose. Did you lose it style. to uh, Mercier or to the Macau guys or, or a combination or where where who got all the money? I you know it's funny. I think the Macau guys won. I, I again, I can't remember the exact. Maybe Mercier was up like but, but were these guys? 000, but I don't think I don't think he was up that much. Were these guys maybe fish? Like, like what? What was the reason million. these guys were big fish? Like how how did you? Uh, is that why you yes, won the game? I would go? call them. I would like to call them a respectful name of spots in the game. Okay, Brandon, I got a game. Oh, oh, we have. I forgot. We have a, a co-host on here. This is uh, Cal Watt. So he has a question for you. What, Brandon, what's you, your name, Cal Watt? Calwat, yeah. So you you gotta oh, have balls of steel. I mean, how how do you lose one point two million and not just want to jump off a cliff? 
Um, that's that's pretty fucking amazing to me. No, that is that is amazing. Uh, you know, I, again, one of the biggest win I've ever had in my life. I think it's six. I think I won six hundred fifty one night. Um, I, I did want to jump off off a cliff and. Yeah. At least in a cash game, I should say. I did want to jump off a cliff. Like, you know, when you go home after nights like that, that that's something that you don't really, like, see. I was, like, in tears that night, you know? I mean, that's, I like, would be, again, too, man. Holy fuck. It hurt. Yeah. It absolutely hurt to my core, and it's, uh, it's it just, it's so reckless. You know what I mean? Now, it was kind of a different period in my life, and I had always been able to, like, if I was getting low, I was always able just to pull right out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I've been... I was, you know, in like harder spots or whatever, or like, tougher spots. I, I don't think I had ever been completely, uh, you know, like where I w- out of big action, but it hurt, you know. So I, I, that that takes a lot of steel, I think, to be able to handle that. <coughs> that's, that's just rough, you know. Right. It, yeah. No, it is. And then right after that, I think like like two months later, I remember I, I was on fire again, and I went from you know, paying that number off. And I went right up to half million or no, probably a million, million or million and a half. I mean, so you're talking, I was able to run it up and down. This is like a common theme, you know, where I'm, I'm just running it up constantly. Okay. So that was, uh, those are the people. So you've, uh, you have about a million dollars owed to you. And, uh, mm-hmm. how much money do you owe? First of all, like this Mercier 260,000 that you borrowed from him have, has any of that been paid back? Do you still owe him that money? Uh, yeah, I paid that back that See, long time, long years okay, ago, okay. years and years and years. So, 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 who, yeah, who, it, who, like our number is like I think our number uh, was you know for like ten thousand euro or something. I mean, which and and I say it's a peanut because it's a peanut on the grand scheme of like numbers that we were playing for at that time and numbers of what we were swinging at least at that time or i was at least swinging okay so time. so like, let's talk about that here so so you said you were mercier a peanut of, of ten thousand now or ten thousand euro which is close to ten thousand dollars right with five thousand with five thousand interest with five thousand interest right so then we we had and that was a controversy that happened i guess some months ago on twitter who, who else do you owe money to right now uh, that's that, like anything that I have going, I, it, it's just very personal to me. I'm just not, I'm not going to talk about that as that's, that would be a, like an, an awful question to answer. Like if, if I do or what's going on out there. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to some specific people where we've had some public controversies about them. Like, like Jeff Lissandro. No, this is a, some, a while ago, but there was a, a very uh, public thing that occurred. I was in uh, 2014 where there was a big, uh, uh, I think it was years before it was that. Years before that, 2012, 2013, okay. something well, well, like that. Yeah, so know. so there was a big uh, argument that broke out. There's even a rumor of, of a fight in the hallway, a physical fight in the hallway. So, right. So so what right. what really happened course, there with with Sandro? That that is over. You know, it's over like money that's uh, that's being uh, that's just yeah, it's just a, an argument over money back in the day. But have you paid him? Does do you owe money still? Yeah, that's that's taking. I mean, it, we, when I say settled, like we have, we I have agreements with people, and people have agreements with me, and it's just kind of. But I, I don't understand. Well, what I that guess means. maybe settled. Maybe settled is the wrong word, but agreement. I have agreements in place uh, with with those people. 
No, Lissandra, I'm asking specifically. Like, you either owe him money now, or you don't, or or are you in the process again, of paying him? Again, I don't understand not, what this I'm means. Going to, I'm not going to get into the specifics of, and I'm not going to confirm or deny. It. Like, if you could like ask anybody, and I'm not going to confirm or deny. So, it, it, no, no, you, I don't know. No what do you mean upside. by there's no upside? Whether you ask me who I owe, or and I know it looks like I owe him, and it shouldn't, but. Uh, uh, there's just no upside for me to answer those no, questions. But, but there's there's only three possible situations with Lissandro. It's either he's paid back completely, you owe him money, or you you owe him money and you're in the process of paying it back on a schedule that you have with him to where even though you owe it, everything's like okay at the moment. So it's, it's one of those three things. It, it can't be any of those. There's no other outcome where you owe sure. someone money. Of course. Of course it's one of those three things. It's uh, one, of a, one, of, you know, one of us owes one. And or they don't. I mean, but you don't want to discuss whether you what it is. But I'm saying I'm saying that's just not not anybody's business. Okay, well, I I would think if if you paid him back, that would probably you probably tell us that. So it's probably one of the other two. And uh, but was there actually a fight? Like, was there actually a fist fight? No, there wasn't. There was never. Was there any kind of physical contact in the hallways between you and uh, Lissandro? Uh, No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe there was like a, a slight push, and I couldn't even tell you who did that between me or him. And maybe there was. I, I, it was just kind of like arguing in the hall, like really close, you know? Okay. Where where did the fist fight it, thing come from? Was it just people exaggerating who saw that you guys were... Uh... Of course. There was no punches thrown. Okay. There was definitely no punches thrown. I can tell you that. Okay. So... And that's not me. That's not me dodging. That's truly like, like maybe, like we were like shoulder to shoulder, like a slight push. No, I, like I actually back, think I believe that. No, that. no I, punches or anything. I actually think I believe that there was no punches thrown. That, that was my impression at the time. First, I heard, oh, there's a fight in the hallway with Lissandro and Cantu. I was like, oh, really? And I, I wanted to hear about that. But then, after I got more details, it started to appear to me that it was something like that. There were no punches thrown. That someone made a bigger deal about it than it actually was, as far as the the, the physical back and forth but uh so I, I i think i believe you there um sean d I think you believe me okay well no i'm saying that there, <laughs> why would i lie about no that? i don't i'm not saying you're lying i'm saying that there's you know people will come on an interview and make certain claims or make certain other claims and something you know there are probably people listening right now who think always oh, full of shit there there were punches thrown he doesn't want to admit it you know I, i'm saying here as the interviewer I, i'm just saying that i believe that uh that's probably true that there probably were not punches thrown I, th- I think your account right. is probably and, correct. And, and just to give you an idea, like like on the money I'm owed, this wasn't one of my favorite ones. On, on one of the ones I'm owed, I got a bankruptcy uh, thing in the mail for sixty five thousand one time. That was pretty funny. I mean, ironic, maybe not funny. You mean someone word. owed you, you know, some, like, someone who owed you money? You got a bankruptcy statement from them, and I never even asked for it. That that was that was kind of funny well people do when they when they declare bankruptcy they're supposed to declare who they owe money to so that's that's probably you know of course they did that you, so. you legally you legally have to if you declare bankruptcy you legally have to list everybody or you can be sued yeah okay by, by the way i just got a, a message uh that the hashtag king is coming on after after Cantu. so he says he's, he's ready to go and uh i'm glad we'll have both of you tonight uh let's in fact before i uh since we just uh, brought up his name I watched. I didn't watch all of it. I watched uh, a lot of the Poker Night in America stream that uh, was recorded and put up on YouTube. Uh, I saw that you and the uh, hashtag King. You, you seemed to get along with him for most of the time he was there, especially because uh, you're kind of both 
bashing Deeb together, though he was much, uh, you know, he was much more aggressive than you were. You were kind of uh, quietly just kind of taking his side. But then towards the end, when he ran out of money and he was trying to hawk his watch and his passport and all that uh, during that comical segment, he seemed to be getting annoyed with you that uh, that you weren't getting him the money he wanted. He he was getting now from watching that. I I have to say that uh, you didn't do anything I, wrong. I, so, I, I don't remember him getting annoyed at me. I think he was more just wanting to get in the game. I could be wrong about that, though. Yeah, he, he seemed to be getting annoyed. <laughs> he he like real physically mad at me. I don't think he was physically mad. He, he, he seemed like he I was getting I, annoyed, and and, uh, and and you kept saying, "Look, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you." So, so you're you're okay with him? You don't have any issues with with the hashtag king? No, I don't have any issues with him. I don't agree with I don't agree with the things he says, and I don't agree. I think he's way over the line, and I, I don't mean way over the line, just completely ridiculous to everyone and so yeah I, you know i don't like that so so when he was going uh like after sean deeb's wife there at the table uh, what was your impression when that was happening i think that's horrible i i think it's absolutely horrible to go after situations like that that are beyond it's just it's just way too personal and i and i think just everybody i think everybody pretty much thinks that it's just too personal and i i I actually really feel sorry for her that she her name even gets brought up in the middle of this. She's a very nice person, and it's just I don't like that. But I didn't know I didn't know if I really mean this when I said I didn't know Sean had a line on like where he draws things. I thought like bringing this up is to me this is so far like to bring this stuff into the spotlight is just so far beyond the line just to me. Yeah. Now, though, before that happened, you seemed to be. Enjoying when he when he was taunting Sean, you seem to be kind of, of on course. his side during that. And and uh, so how, let, let's go back to Sean Deeb. How did this whole thing start? Uh, I, I guess. Well, you finish with you can, do, no more questions on uh, on that. I, I you can finish the, the hashtag thing. No, no, we'll, we'll, like. we'll go back there to that. I want I want to get the background with Sean Deeb. So, what, where, how did this whole thing start with you and Sean Deeb? The the animosity. Uh, his just uh, I, I I I honestly I, I don't I don't know I just think there's a lot of like when you're playing really big this can kind of happen that you kind of get like when you when two people are playing really really big and all of a sudden one person isn't playing big anymore um, they kind of look down on you a little bit like ha 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 like I'm still playing big like I'm still I've still you know got all the money I'm I, I'm doing this. And I think even though I'm talking before this, he just kind of would give me like smug looks, you know what I mean? Kind of up and it's just something that's just not appreciated. And you see from time to time, you know, the other players are doing good. And I think, you know what I mean? You know, just kind of like, do you know what I mean? I'm kind of asking you. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but this, this had to do with, uh, I, I guess there was, uh, um, there was this whole thing uh, between you and uh, and Jason Mercier, and then Sean Deeb got involved. This is on Twitter back in February, right? So are you, are you saying, Brandon, that's kind of an ego thing? Yeah, I think there, it was kind words, of an ego thing. Yeah. At the time, I, I, you know, you know what Sean is actually to to me on this whole thing is I really don't say anything to him. I I, I sit there, of course, you know, after a while, I you, you start defending yourself, and I'm very defiant. I don't give people the answers they want to hear. I don't sit there and say. Oh, I'm sorry for this and this. I, I'm not sorry to Sean. I don't have it. Like I don't. I don't owe him anything. He's just trying to make my life hell because 
he, he's like that crazy ex-girlfriend that doesn't go away. That's all he talks about is me, 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 me. I mean, I guess it's kind of good. He's trying to make me famous and do his whole, you know, kind of keep it like all relevant. And he's trying to make a name for himself offline. And, you know, that's good. And I'm probably, and I'm easy to play off of as I just don't give the easy given answer that everybody else does. Everybody else is like, Oh, sorry, Sean. <sighs> sorry, Sean. Uh, you know, I'll get that back to you when I can. They could say this, but that's even to people that, that he owes or that owe him. This, he, he, I don't even owe him. And so he's just trying to just start shit up and he's not a good person. He's just really not. So, so, so yeah, what I saw here is it was back in February, and and Phil Helmuth actually was tweeting something about you, and uh, and then uh, this guy named Daniel Weinman claimed that you have a mm-hmm. fifty thousand dollar open face debt to him from five years ago, and that uh, and mm-hmm. he's saying maybe if he wins this uh, tournament that Phil Helmuth is talking about where you were doing well, that that maybe you can pay back the fifty k open face debt to, to Daniel. He writes, and then. Uh, and then this got Jason Mercier and and Sean Deeb getting involved here, where where he said that uh, you know Mercier said you have to pay your debts to him, and then and then there was the controversial thing where you mentioned poker stars and even put at poker stars and talked about how you wanted uh, them to fire Mercier from his his position there uh, because mm-hmm. because he was threatening you. So can you explain why why did you feel that uh, Jason Mercier should be fired from poker stars? Uh, from how he's treating you? Um, I, I'm, again, this is old. Well, it's only for stuff, February. It's, 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 it's from time. two months ago. At the time, um, it's just, it, he, he, you know, to me, it's kind of, is really personal that, you know, he was just pouring, like, to me at the time, he was pouring more gas on the fire by texting me that, you know, if I don't give him, X amount of dollars. I don't know what it was, or he's going public. And at the time, like, uh, you know, a, a person or two had already went public and, and I just wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to give in to his peer pressure. And I was like, fine, just go. So I just went first. He was going to do it or I took it that he was going to do it. And, um, so I went, but, but what does this went. have to so do with, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about poker stars. Like what, what did, what do you think he did that should get him fired from poker stars back then? This is only two months ago, by the way. This wasn't like really old I, story. You know, I'm not trying to, I know like his wife's still trying to like kind of throw shade at me and everything. I'm not trying to, I have no problem with Jason. I'm not trying to like open, open. I know you guys want me to like say something really exciting and be like, why I have no problems with Jason. Um, I have no problems with him and I'm not gonna just like reopen that up. I'm just not gonna. Yeah, doesn't okay. make sense well, for me. And and Sean Deeb at, at the time when this was happening, now did you owe money to him at that time too, or you, you he was just getting involved in the in the? No, that's Sean again being my crazy ex girlfriend. That's just what I'm going to refer to him as now. I kind of like that actually. He's my crazy ex girlfriend that just loves to just keep gossiping and doesn't leave you alone and just kind of like he's just like a gnat that flies over my head. That's all. That's all he is, and he used to bother me. He doesn't bother me anymore, and I've kind of learned to deal with it. So, so you're saying he at the time when this happened in, in February that uh, you didn't owe him money? He was just getting involved in the whole thing. I've never owed Sean a dollar in my oh, life. You've never he owed him sticking money. Sticking his okay. nose, never in my life. I don't believe like he could say something like ten years ago or something that we had a number. I don't. I don't believe. We've ever had a number, and if so, it was settled within hours. I mean, you know, and I don't believe there has none. No. Okay. So, so hey, Brandon, he's, um, just, 
Yeah. Let me let me just ask you something. So, you know, I don't know you personally. You don't know me. Um, but right. I, kind of, I kind of know of you just from your public persona and, you know, times that I've seen you and everything. Do you think mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you've gone through uh, in terms of, you know, the swings and not playing as big and that kind of stuff, do you think that has humbled you a little bit? Because you seem like a, a little bit different of a person and maybe a little bit better of a person than what it seemed like you might have been back in the day. I don't think, uh, maybe I was, I was probably a little more Sean Debish, a little arrogant and cocky because I, you know, had a lot, I, I had so much money at the time, but right. I don't, I don't, uh, so maybe of course it's humbled, humbled me a little bit. Cause it, and, seems, it seems like it. And, I, and, and not just in poker, but in life, I've seen people go through that and, uh, they, they actually end up being better people in the end. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I'm doing good and, you know, I'm still in uh, mentally, I, you know, I'm still doing good, still in action, still playing bigger, playing, you know, playing tournaments, right? Just happy, you know, Uh, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. Okay, so. Uh, so let's get back to uh, so on poker night when uh, when the hashtag king was giving a hard time to, to Sean Deeb. You were enjoying that because you you just you don't like Sean Deeb. You were happy to see someone uh, giving the business there on the show. Of course, I mean Sean looked like for the first half of the show. Anybody that watches or rewatches it, I mean he he was as like white as you'll, you've ever seen. I mean nobody had ever seen anybody come at somebody like, like hashtag did it, Sean. I mean, have you ever seen anybody come at anyone in poker like that? No, no, he was, he was coming very aggressively at uh, a lot of people there. Right. And I mean, I'm talking like it really, I get, maybe they, they were more prepared. I didn't know anything about him like at all, like starting that. And, uh, I don't, and maybe Sean did know more, but man, that, that was as abrasive, I, I, it was just so over the top. You couldn't get a word in. He's saying things that are so over the line and ridiculous. And I was really enjoying it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It'd be very. Don't you think I should have been enjoying it? I was enjoying it. This is great. Well, it, it, okay. If I was sitting at the table and there was someone I disliked who was getting bashed by somebody else at the table, even if the person is, even, I, I would. I to be honest, yeah, I wouldn't care if the reason they're being bashed is valid or invalid. Uh, if I saw them being bashed, yeah, I'd probably enjoy it too. So I don't, I don't blame you for that. Exactly. If there's someone and, you don't like, it looked like he he didn't know what to say. He was, you know, he 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 was able to to argue back with him after. I think he kind of regrouped after dinner break and like got kind of like back in the swing of things. And but hashtag didn't have any money after dinner break. That was also part of it, you know. So it he was able to get back around. And of course, I, I loved it. I, I loved watching him, uh, you know, just sink. Now, did, when you were invited to Poker Night, were you aware Sean Deeb was going to be on there? Uh, yes. And did you did you yes, come on the show because he was there? Were you coming on there hoping you maybe you could taunt him or, or get him angry? We hope was him being there no. part of the reason you came on. No, I don't enjoy this. You you guys think like everybody or everybody thinks like I enjoy this banter with Sean. Sean enjoys it. Sean like is all giddy to have these like little wars. I don't like these wars. There, it's too much negativity. It's too much of I've got better things to do. It's uh, with my life than than deal with this. But also, uh, there was a poker night where, not just a poker night, just in general, he had kind of said some things to me, and I didn't know how to re. I just didn't know how to react. I wasn't as good of a reactor at that time, 
or I hadn't been in the situation, I guess. And so I wasn't, I wasn't ready. And he said some things to me and I didn't appreciate it. And, uh, so this time, this time I was ready and, you know, I kind of dealt with it and I was just ready for him. Okay. Um, I want to I want to go back in time now to a totally different subject. I also I also oh, go ahead. I'm gonna I'll back up and I'll remember okay. it in a bit. Okay. You dated genocide, correct? Uh, yes, for a hot. For like 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 ten years ago, you did right. Yeah, for I think maybe like three weeks or a month. Oh, right, or three weeks. Or so so what what was that yeah. like? Because genocide is is uh, kind of an odd person. She's uh, very. Uh, how do I put Man, it? Man, nobody's brought, no, nobody's brought up this name to me in about eight, seven years. I, I, I've known her a long time. She she doesn't like me very much anymore, so I'm not doing this uh, as her friend or anything. Because I think she even has me blocked on Twitter. But but I, I've known her. Is, because, some... is this because I told Sean that, that he's like my crazy ex girlfriend? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I had I had this written out beforehand. I had this written out beforehand because a lot of people in the community remember genocide too, and and she. It fascinates a lot of people. So you dated her. What was that like? You know, you said it lasted like a month. Was, was she crazy? Like, what, why did it only last a month? Again, uh, why? I mean, it, there was it, nothing in common and not wasn't going to work. Okay. I, at the time, at the time, I'll tell you kind of why I liked her at the time. I was I was playing a little bit on Poker Stars, and there was just kind of like a nice little emblem, and <laughs> and you know there was kind of you know in the what was that oh five ish, I think maybe we dated for a minute in oh six, so uh, like oh five ish or oh four ish, just kind of like talking in like the chats or something online or something. So just kind of like I think got to know each other that way maybe. Okay, and, and uh, so here, here's a weird story, and this was this was posted on our forum because you know some people here know genocide. So genocide told a weird story. Uh, she said that when you were dating her, that for some reason, when, when, first off, first off, when was this told? I think at the time, like in '07 or something. So, okay. uh, but uh, so I, I doubt she even. I don't know how much she thinks about you anymore. I mean, this is like ancient history. But, but, I don't. Th- I think zero. Okay, so but go on. but she she said that uh, for some reason Brandon wanted me to wash his feet with a hand cloth. He was very big on this. He demanded that I would wash his feet with a hand cloth, and I did it. Is is this true? No, that's taken out of context. Uh, that would be like wash it. <laughs> How could that, that be out of context? Great, by the way, that would have been it, it was it taken probably that I wanted her to do to do everything for me. It's not uh, not in a literal. So she sense. never actually took a hand cloth and washed her feet. That's like a very no. specific thing. No, I, that's used as like uh, uh, what a metaphor, or like an analogy, okay, or something. Because, you know, because like, it's, that's that's like a reverse foot fetish. Usually, the foot fetish is what, like where the guy really likes the girl's not a, feet. Not here, a metaphor. Here, 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 here uh, she was saying you, she wanted. You wanted her to touch your feet with uh, with a washcloth. It was very like I thought that was. A, I've never heard of this. <laughs> you guys before. are stretching. You guys are stretching here. I've a never heard this. B b I can promise you that's not what she okay. meant. A, a literal. Well, that's, a that's literal. She, she told someone that. I, nobody nobody knows except you and her whether this happened. But I that's that's what she had said to someone. So whether it's true or not, I yeah, don't know. That's but, not, no, that's not literally washing the feet. That that would be, and I will say this to anybody that dates me, I, I uh, or that would sorry that would ever date me. I would be a, a I'm very hard, a hard person because uh, just in the sense of, and I think this is with a lot of poker players. They they just need a lot of TLC, a lot of a lot of like meals to be made and. 
Oh, so you want someone like waiting it's on you hand and foot? A lot of work. You you want someone like waiting? Work. So you'd want a girl like 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 uh, making meals for you and and like, like taking care of you while you're playing poker. Correct. And at that time, I was playing. I was playing. <laughs> no, not washing my feet. And I would admit to that uh, instantly if that hey, was. Don't knock it till you try it, man. It's not bad. No, I have no. I have no problem with this whole washing the feet thing. And I wish I could actually say that it's true, but that wasn't true. Yeah, and I, I haven't had it done, but I I let a girl wash my feet with a handcloth. I, I yeah, I, I want have to, but no problem okay. with that. In, in some Asian cultures, it it actually used to be a thing, like yeah. all the time. For real, right? I, I know. I I'm, I've heard that, and uh, I don't know whether it's through movies or I've heard that, but yeah. No, it's for real, man. Don't and uh, like I said, don't knock it till you try it. Okay, so I'm not knocking it. So right. so uh, I heard also. This is not related to genocide anymore, but uh, I was told that at one point you had a subscription to a year-long subscription to a strip club, the VIP area, where you, you could just come in every day because you like bought it in advance for a whole year, and then you just would... Uh, no, 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 no. That no. never happened? Lifetime. I had oh, a lifetime. lifetime. Okay, okay. Lifetime. lifetime. Much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much bigger. And, uh, yeah, so uh, at the strip club that's not around anymore, uh, any time that I came in, I uh, once... Well, I could do it up to once a day. I got free bottle service. You know, red carpet treatment, best table in the place, et cetera. And how much did you have to pay for this? It, it, I mean, for what you, you you would think, it was only 5000 at the time. What, you paid 5000 You got life? Really? That's all it was? It had just opened at that time, so they were doing kind of a promotion. I don't know, maybe it wasn't best table, but if the best table was available, they would give you that. Uh, and then I think it went up to like fifteen, twenty thousand. But you only but paid 5000 like for this? To do it. You only paid 5000 for this whole thing? Yeah, and, and how long? Like, did the... And at the time, it was it wasn't just that; it was like an after hours club. It was kind of like a Dre's in a way, and so, uh, yeah, it was it kind of, it had normal people in it too. Now, what was what was the name of this place? Seamless. Seamless. And what, when did they go out of business? That was '06. I think I got that. So they were out of business probably. Again, I can be proven wrong on this. Probably '09 or '10. You know, how, like they always. Like strip clubs or clubs are always changing names. Yeah, they change every two, three years, rebrand itself, remodel it. Did that probably after three, four years. And then when, once they did that, your your subscription was was gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, did, did, I, I would I would call it my my lifetime membership. Now, did yes. you did you use that a lot? Were you going there all the time? Uh, I, I would use it like if I was out on, you know, a weekend. I wasn't like there every night or anything. Because unless there, it was a big weekend, of course. People have been saying, you know, Brandon Cantu is a big strip club guy. He was going to strip clubs. Is that true? Uh, I, I, I like myself a strip club. I can't say I don't like that. But you're like- entertaining from time to time. I, not much these days. That would, that, that would be a rarity. What, what's changed? Why don't you go much anymore? I don't know. I, do, I don't really go. I like I, for instance, I haven't even had a drink in 2017, so I haven't really w- went out. Hmm. Maybe I've went out once but in what's, 2017. What, so I, just don't go, I just don't go out that much. But but I you know I went from like you buying a lifetime subscription to a strip club to you say you don't even go out and you don't drink. Like what happened? What changed? What's different? Uh, you know, I have no problem going out, and I and I'm not sure why I haven't been out that much lately. And I usually go out more like when I'm on tour, but I've just been kind of focused. At least in February and March, I was more focused with playing poker and the LAPC, et cetera. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think you get older. 
you're talking when I was in my mid twenties to what am I doing now in my mid thirties? And where, where's here's here's another question uh, related to money here. What, what the times you have gone broke, and we heard about the time you lost uh, the one point four million. But when you would go broke, was it from things like that, from just playing really big, where you could lose it all in one night or in a few nights, or or was it from other leaks in your life or other forms of gambling where you, I, you shot it off? I never went, man. I never went broke until this situation. I, I don't want to say, I, or if I was, I wasn't like. No, I really hadn't. I, I don't believe I had. Well, there was a thing with, with Lissandro and, that happened, and I had and, lots of like maybe I was like cash poor at a time, but I had so many like assets and everything that it was you know you just you're just in a spot of like selling off assets and getting into that kind of situation. Well, no, but, but even going back to like like Lissandro like five years ago or whenever that was, like that. That was going on. There, there were some points you owed people money, and they were mad that you weren't paying them. Blah blah blah. And even this guy that saying was, that you, was exactly the same time as this. Okay, so you're saying am I wrong? You're saying that until like 2011. Exactly. So until like 2011, you had, you had plenty of money. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The whole time. Uh, you're, you're you're talking that happened the Lissandro thing. And tell me if I'm again. Tell me if I'm wrong. I believe that was at the same time. It may have been like I, I don't have the exact. For some reason, I thought it was fourteen. It may have been uh, not fourteen. I I thought that's what it was, but no. maybe I'm wrong. But no. it, no. the exact year doesn't matter. I'm just uh, I, mm. I've known a lot of poker players who've gone broke. So many of them have gone broke. And, a lot and, of money. And, and by the way, backing up, the Lissandra thing was like like a sports thing, like on credit. That and I'm not like like bashing that. It was just kind of like where I'm betting sports and have like like hundreds of thousands in credit, you know, and in just situations. And again, that's, that, that sounds crazy, but that's what I was betting a game. When I bet a game, I'm betting 20,000 a game. I'm not, you know, was betting 10,000 a game. So did that cause big losses when that, when you ran bad on that? Like, is that what caused you to go broke one of the times, the sports betting? Uh, yeah, I had one time, I had one time where I, I really, I, for a year, I was kind of like up and down a millionaire kind of in, and when I say broke, broke again to me is I'm not like, I'm not like, like in play cash wise, but again, somebody's, you know, I've got people like staking me and, you know, I have money to do and live my life. I just don't have money to, to throw people a hundred, hundred or 200,000. You know what I mean? That, that's that's kind of what I mean. Like I live a, like a very good life. Well, okay, so I, that's a good point. I'm going to bring this up. I've talked about this many times. This is a sh- very very key thing, actually, that needs to be talked uh, talked about. Broke to a 21 year old that's just coming up playing one dollar, two dollar. That's never played anything bigger. I mean, that's really broke. Well, okay, let, let, know, let me let me all. okay. Let, let me bring up a point here, though, because I've I've talked about this subject on this show a lot. Not about you personally. I haven't talked about you that much, but but. Uh, I've talked about, in general, people who owe money to others in poker, of which there are very many. And I've said that those who have a very big figure, you know, so one person, person A owes person B 100000 Well, person B right. feels like, well, I don't want to pay back person A a partial payment of this. Otherwise, I'm still going to owe them money. I haven't gotten anywhere, so I'm just going to hold off until I get 100000 to pay them. And, and uh, so, and then they never get paid because that person has a hard time ever getting to a hundred thousand that they can part with. So then the the figure sits there forever. Whereas someone who's owed uh, mm-hmm. one thousand from that same person will get paid quickly because it's easy to knock off that figure. But my question is, and I, I've brought this up on the show, wh- why mm-hmm. not make like a payment arrangement thing where you go to the person and say, okay, I 
I owe you a hundred thousand. There's no way I can pay you a hundred thousand anytime soon. But what if I send you uh, five hundred a week? Will you take that? Like, have you ever gone to these people who you owe money to and brought something like that up to where you pay them something reasonable? Because I know if any money was owed to me, and there's a few people out there who who have owed me money, and and I've tried to suggest this to them, and uh, they say, oh yeah, sure, and then they never send me the money, and I get annoyed because sometimes I'll even go down to something as low as like fifty bucks a week, and I still don't get the money out of these people. So I, I'm. Have you? Well, fifty dollars is a. I mean, we're talking again. No, not for a hundred thousand. Numbers that are so massive. Well, okay, so that's what I'm saying. For a hundred thousand, you can't do fifty fifty a week. I agree. But for for like a hundred thousand, they can do five hundred a week, and that'll that'll you know that's twenty six thousand after a year, which will pay off a quarter of it. In four years, it pays the whole thing. So, have you thought of of doing something like that? Where if you have a big figure with someone to start doing like weekly payments, especially if you're not flat broke. Maybe that's a way to fix this whole thing. Why haven't you considered doing that, or have you proposed this to anyone? You know, uh, I think, and that's a that's a great question, by the way. Um, that's a really great question. Uh, they're just, they're, 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 you know, sometimes numbers are just uh, they're they're too big to deal with at a time. And I think I think that's you're you're talking about two numbers. I and I could ask you the same question. Why don't you know the number's so big? Why why don't you just declare bankruptcy and start over? That's what most people would do, and I, I just don't. I'm not going to do that, and I'm also not going to do that. I probably could. And uh, well, I'm just, just saying that's what I would. If I owed money to people, I'd, I'd want right. I'd want to pay them back. But if I couldn't, if the, the numbers were so big, and I was uh, and, and and I was thinking, there's no way I'm going to get this massive sum of money anytime soon to pay them all back uh, or, or get some of these figures knocked up. I, I'd, I'd say t- t- let's, let's do some uh, installments and if they say no then I'd have to say F you then you just kind of have to wait but if they I'd yeah. at least offer some kind of reasonable installment that I could live with and I think most people would probably accept that because getting something is better than nothing that, that's my suggestion to you f- for this here they wouldn't they wouldn't it wouldn't have stopped you think that would have a a I'm not uh, a, it wouldn't have stopped this. For, you think if somebody's getting five hundred, I, I think if you were reliably you know, 500, sending five hundred, yes, a month I, for the no, next not not a month, every 20, like, like twenty a week. years or no, something. Like, like five, like, you think that's no, going to no, stop no. somebody from like, no five hundred, like five hundred a week, which I said will pay a hundred thousand off in four years, and and uh, if they're reliably getting five hundred a week, I, I think they'll they'll be satisfied. It's not as good as getting a hundred thousand in one shot, but it's better than getting zero. I'd be I, if someone God, owed me a hundred k, I'd be thrilled God, to God, get five hundred a week. The numbers are too big. They're too big. They're too large. And there's, there's well, so what's the total of all the numbers? Too large, what's the total of them? If, if you add them all together, forget the names of who, who you owe to. But okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's do this. Let's play this question, and I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, let's say we were doing this with Eric Lindgren, right? Yeah. You think when uh, when Lindgren was making three hundred fifty thousand a month from Full Tilt, people were upset because he borrowed or owed, and he and he paid, and all these people, right? He's got money flying everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you think that he's going to get out of a four million dollar hole or whatever it was that he owed or three million or five or whatever the number is because he's given somebody 500 a, a week or a month or and my whole my hole is nowhere near like, like i'm what, saying what that if, if you, do, if, do you think lindgren do you think lindgren's gonna get out i'm asking you well it would it may take a long time but as long as you're making progress as long as people are getting something every week not like not like a dollar not like 50 dollars towards a hundred thousand that wouldn't make any sense but like something like 500 where if the people think about it and go look if i just sit and do nothing and get 500 every week it'll be twenty six thousand by the end of the year that's not huge money but that's that's something that's something that's not just something you just say oh i don't really need twenty six thousand. okay but 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 it's going to be 
uh, 26,000 spread so, like, you know, saying that it was so many ways, and then you're yeah, down if, to if almost that, nothing. Well, yeah, sure. If you if you have that many people you owe money to, then yes, that's a problem. And then you then you may have to just I pick certain I people to do it. I don't have that many. Okay, but, but, so, but so, again, so if you, you add it all together. How many ways it's being if, if, you, if you add it all together of what you owe right now, you said that people owe you a million, and you don't have to name any names here, but if you add together all the money you owe right now to people, how much would you say that is? Again, it's just a personal number. I'm not going to say okay. that either. It's, it's if, up to you if, if you everyone, want to answer. But If everyone that owed you money paid you back, could you cover your debt? Yes, good question. There you go. And let me just Great say question. something. So what you guys were it wouldn't, about, And it wouldn't be close. It wouldn't be close. So what, what you guys are talking about in terms of making you know monthly or weekly payments or whatever, outside of the poker world, um, that's exactly what happens when you owe debt. You get your wages garnished. Where yeah. if, you, if, you're owed, if someone is owed money, they can go to a court, they can get your wages garnished so that they go to your employer, and before you ever see the check, it has that money taken out. And that's right, what and then and then what happens is somebody bankrupts them back, and then they end up getting nothing, and it's it's a vicious cycle, and it's it's a vicious cycle. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that in outside of the poker world, this kind of stuff does happen, where they there can be a big number owed, um, and someone goes to court and they get wages garnished. Now the the problem for for what situation? Give me an example. Regular, you don't have a regular paycheck that that can happen to. <laughs> so it doesn't work like that, you know? Exactly. And that, that's kind of my point. Uh, you know, people have to wait till I hit a score. And I've told, I've told people that, you, you know, you're so, so if, on the... So if you hit a big score, you're going to play the World Series this year, I presume? Right. Yeah, so, so let's say you hit a big score at the World Series. Uh, you know, let's say you win uh, one of these tournaments, $600,000, throw the number out there. There we go, uh, great number, $600,000. Would, would, okay. would, would, uh, would you pay a lot of people back at that point? Of course, I've told, and and that's why it's just to me it's kind of funny that this gets brought up. I've told, I've told people that uh, it's going, you know, when so, I so hit if, a score. So if you hit something like that, if you hit a, like you a six hundred thousand dollar win, there people can uh, wait for you at the cage there, and you're going to hand them uh, large sums of money that you owe them. Well, they won't be waiting at the cage, but I, I, well, I, I would, that, I would be uh, if you owed me. If you owed me, I would be waiting at the cage. I'd, I'd say, okay, time to pay up. Okay, but with, with, with most people that know me, uh, know that uh, uh, I'm good for it. And I think, you know, again, those were number, you know, numbers that were when I was playing so large. And those will have to just come when I, when I hit big scores and or a major, major rush in a, like, in a cash games. Okay, so, so we have Brandon Cantu on here for those of you that may have joined us late and uh, coming near the end of this interview. I wanted to ask you, how did you become friends with Phil Helmuth? When did this happen? How did you two become friends? I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, how did it happen? Um, I would say, like, I, we kind of really became friends, I think, uh, in the 2008 uh, World Series of Poker Europe. Uh, when it was in London, I remember there was, we just kind of started hanging out there, just watching NFL football games kind of like through the early morning hours. Uh, and then just kind of, I think, you know, maybe not such, such good friends then, but over the years, we just kind of started hanging out a lot and just became good friends, really good friends. Okay. And uh, has Phil 
has he backed you at all in anything? He has a lot of money. Uh, yeah, he takes uh, he takes pieces of me from time to time. Not as much as you might think, but uh, not I'm, when I say that, not as much is not not always. Uh, from time to time, and um, on on and again, only on bigger things usually, and it's mainly or usually tournaments. So, yeah, he'll he'll take a piece from time to time. But did he have a piece of you in that one he was promoting where you uh, were running deep in a Deuce to Seven tournament uh, a few months ago? Uh, when was I running deep in Deuce to Seven? That, that's what started the whole shitstorm with Mercier and all that, because he, he mentioned that, and then uh, and then people flipped out saying, well, oh, you know, maybe he'll that, pay me if uh, he wins. I think, I think he was deep. I think he, he, won, a, he won a No Limit Deuce to Seven tournament. I don't think that was me. No, no, he was saying it was you that you were running deep in, and then that's when people started up with, okay, well, hopefully he wins and he pays me. That, that's where the, that, that Weinman guy said that. Oh, that's what maybe, the whole maybe, maybe it was a deuce to seven, and I, and I don't recall. Or, or it was some tournament. Let's just put it that way. It was some tournament. and uh, uh, Right, and then I think somebody kind of made the, the, the smug Yeah, they, they did, but, the, but, but was, was Helmuth putting you in those? Or was he was the one who brought this people's attention that you were running deep. So was, was, did he have a piece of you there? Or was uh, it just... Yes, he 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 not putting me in, but had a piece. Okay, and and there is some uh, something where you got tased recently, and uh, Phil was the <laughs> MC for it. So what what was this about? Nah, that was a uh, decade ago, I, I, or so. I think it was that was a decade. Oh, was ago. That, was that long ago? And uh, yeah, that was a decade ago. It was just old news, and it uh, I just got tased for charity. You got, so for charity, it, is it, you, didn't, it you didn't lose a bet. You didn't lose a bet. You just did it for charity. Uh, correct. Oh, and, and, and Phil was the MC for it, right? Uh, yeah, I and, think but, so. but you weren't friends with him then? It was This is before you two were friends? Or maybe that was 08. Uh, that, that's about when we started hanging out. Maybe it was, maybe that was 07, 07, 08. Yeah, that's right in like the early times, you know, kind of, I think I did a charity tournament with him. Okay. And, uh, or at the time, I think I was one of the people I was one of the people that the charity kind of picked, and you know, doing a charity tournament, we flew private to uh, to Phoenix back in the day, and yeah, just the time we were hanging out. All right, so, so we, we, I, I actually got a quick you, you know, and Phil, Phil, by the way, Phil's been really good to me, and and uh, and I've always appreciated a lot, you know, if he ever takes a piece or and or. And it's just very nice. Okay, so, so Cal so speaking wanted. of a speaking of a piece, so genocide <laughs> said she didn't wash your your feet, but uh, was she a good lay? Stop! Yeah, I'm not, not even. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to answer. At least we have. At least we have other people. Like you know. You know. It's funny. I, I actually talked to Dustin Everwin Wolf today. <laughs> I talked to Dustin for the first time in a long time. In fact, maybe we'll have him on the show in the future. But uh, I, I was talking with Dustin today, so I, I guess we can ask him that question too. We have we have a number of people that we know that have dated genocide. Unfortunately, one of the people I knew pretty I'll well. Let, I'll let you. I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys ask him. I'm not. Okay. I'm not to well, rough. You're decreasing the value of the of this property, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying. You're, you're saying How am I decreasing? You're saying that everyone and their brother has had it. No, I'm just saying that I, I know certain people, and sadly, the one I, I knew a guy pretty well who dated her for some time named Scott Dove, and uh, I'd love to ask him, but he died. He died of a drug overdose. 
So we can't ask him anything, but uh, no, yeah, I guess you can't ask him. I but mean, but uh, you know, he actually died. He, he died owing me money too. I'll never. That's one guy I'll never collect from. He he owed me like uh, five hundred bucks, and <laughs> that I will not be collecting. But anyway, you guys are, you guys are tough, man. Well, uh, it, hey, listen. In any event, I mean, for look, a girl to be a look, really that's a, I hope I hope you're not dwelling on that. I mean, the guy. Don't know who no, I'm not dwelling on it. I'm just mentioning it. No, no, no. I, I haven't thought of the 500 that's got cold, me for a man. long time. No, <laughs> I haven't thought of it in a while. But it's just you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. It bugs me when people owe me money, even, even when they're dead. They don't completely get away from. It. I'm gonna one day, one yeah, day. Drunk, when, you got to let that shit. Go. No, one day when I'm dead and I'm in the afterlife, Jeez, I'm gonna collect brutal. from. I'm gonna collect from him in the afterlife when I die. I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. I'm drunk, waiting for that chance. You would be at someone's funeral. And you'd be like talking to their family and being like, "Hey, uh, you know, he he owed me ten bucks." Uh, do you think no, you know, look, look it, 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 over five hundred dollars. No, man, look, look, uh, look, when when I die, when, when Lord, I Lord, what's what's wrong with you? Listen, people? listen, when I die, if if I find myself in heaven, I'm gonna I'm gonna the first thing I'm gonna ask God is, "Is Scott Dove up here? Did you bring him up here? I hope he's here. He owes me five hundred bucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the five hundred from him in heaven. Okay, I'm gonna if he's there. If I don't know, I I don't know how well, he lived his life. What about if you're there? You don't know. That's right. We could both be in hell. That's true. Maybe I'll find him in hell and collect the 500. That's true. But, uh, Brandon, I mean, the, the God's honest truth is a girl has to work really hard to be a bad lay. So we're, we're going to assume that she was all right. Well, they, they don't have to work I'm that hard. I'm not going to talk about these. I, like I disagree that, with that. They, they actually can be without working very hard. It's, no, it come on, man. What, was or wasn't. doesn't matter. Okay. Druff, the average guy would fuck... A ripe cassava melon. No, you. Okay. But I know, but you can. But but then you you still you may not enjoy it very much. There's, well, you might not like the melon afterwards, but you'd still do it. You'll notice the difference though between the good experiences and the bad experiences. You'll notice that right away. Whatever. I have. Okay, so let, let's get back to him. I don't want to talk about me or you. Or we'll, t- we'll do that later. <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, you guys have asked some man. You want to talk about? You guys are dissecting my life. You're going over stuff from '06. This is. Well, I know. Uh, it's it's uh, we we did the research here. So okay, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to take phone calls here. Seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. If you have any questions for Brandon, now, I will only take one call at a time. So if once someone gets through, then. We are not going to take other calls until that person hangs up, and uh, we'll take a few calls. We're not going to go at this all night because uh, we have another interview to get to. Can't Your be- audience is going to be brutal. This is the online audience. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm waiting. Well, I, mean, I was going to say, Brandon, if you think our questions these are, are fucking crazy. These are my biggest enemies here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, these aren't your enemies. These people don't really uh, know you that well. But here, let's, let's throw one on here. Uh, okay, go ahead. Right, call- right, right. The, the trolls of online. Caller, uh, call you know, you're on the air. Caller, go ahead. Hey, I'm just wondering, did you um, leave genocide because the carpet didn't have the shades and the curtains? No, that was that is not why. <laughs> did you leave her? Or did she leave you, or both? Uh, I left her. Okay. All right. I... Hey, one one more thing. One more thing. You got to answer. You're a married man, right? Uh, yes. I can okay. only imagine what this Just, question is going to be. Whether <laughs> whether a carpet matches the shade. Go, go ahead. Well, go ahead. We all know as a married man, you don't marry the best sex ever. Was she the best sex? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, that's a safe answer. Oh, my, referring, referring to my wife? Yes. Okay, that's a safe answer. No, it, you don't marry the best sex ever. It can happen. That. Come on. Oh, come on, it can happen. I mean... Ah, there's a reason yeah, why you're not married. <laughs> yes 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 she is uh, the, the sex is great there you go all right 
Hey, thank you. 775-FRAUD55, 775-372-8355. We actually have good ratings on the show. We've got, uh, you, you brought us uh, an audience here. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you Good, what, I'm Brandon. glad to hear that. Brandon, I think, you, I think you come off really well, to be honest with you. I think you do. I think you're being very honest yeah. with your answers. I am being. You guys are getting, you're giving, I'm giving you my most honest thing. I yeah, mean, okay. this, is, this is all I can give you. It's funny, right, right I know now. We you don't... Guys all want me, I know you guys all want me to say sorry to everybody. I, I, I'm not. No, sorry. I know I, I don't want that. I, 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 you're not I, sorry. I, okay. So, why aren't you sorry? And if That's I want, if if I want to win everybody back over, you know what I would say? I would say sorry. I would say all these things, but I don't agree with that, and, and I can live with well, that. What do you What so... do you think, people? I, I wasn't expecting you to say sorry, but what do you think people are expecting you to say sorry for? Uh. Okay, maybe not expecting. I know if I wanted to win the hearts of everyone over, I would sit there and I would say, uh, you know, I'm so sorry and all this. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm not that way. I don't agree with how it was handled and I'm very defiant. And, uh, you know, I, I would, it, it, like, I would say sorry to people if they didn't, you know, come up like to me this way and they didn't bring, did try to bring this much headache and heart, you know. Uh, yeah, but Brandon, that, that would drive me insane. If, if I owed people money, but people owed me more money than I owed, that would drive me insane. Yep. Because it's like, you know, if these, you're getting grief for people you owe money to, but then on the other hand, you're owed way more than you owe people, and that's the other side of the coin. Well, that's why I feel he should. People that owe you money are getting a free pass. That's why I feel, yeah, that he should expose these. Maybe it'll make him look better. Who says who says they're getting a free pass? Well, but you're, you're not exposing you, them because you guys say that because I'm not making it public. Well, that that is a free pass. No, Nobody no, knows they owe no, you money. Because, you know what it is? They can't they can't afford they can't or not may not afford. They're not in. You know we all know when. Well, not always, but most of the time with top top pros or bigger live pros, you know when they're in or out of action. You can tell when we've seen them around playing bigger and. And we know that they'll be playing bigger if they could. That's what, just about all of them. And um, and I know I would get it if they could. Uh, in most cases, now there is a couple where I'm like, dude, this, this dude's never fucking paying me, and I know that. And you know, that's just something. That's a decision I have to live with. Uh, you know, I'm not there to embarrass him. Or in, in in the case of what Sean's doing, Sean's trying to embarrass. You know, my crazy ex girlfriend, Sean. He's trying to embarrass me, and he's trying to he's trying to make it so I have no credit. In, in fact, the reality of it is, I have no problem by any of my friends getting backing because they know they know that I'm always going to pay them back, and I'm a good person. And you can ask you can ask any of my uh, so called friends. I mean, you, if you ask Mattisauer, you ask Bill, they're going to tell you I'm a good person. And I'm a very good friend. Okay, so girl, so, let me let me say something. Well, hang on, we have we have a caller here. Uh, no, go ahead. Girl. Yeah. Hey, dude, I know this is Cantu, man. Look, Brandon. I mean, dude, you can talk all the shit you want, man. All, all of us know you back from the day when, like, in 1999, we all drove out to Vegas with 150k, and you know, usually you beat us. I mean, because Doug Saw, Vincent Musso, all, all the, the Alabama gamblers, we all know you, dog. And straight up, you're a pussy. Because uh-huh. you fucking have won a shit ton of money, and you still fuck people. Most of us have won a tenth of what you've won, and we still pay people. Wait, wait, okay, first off, I want first you to off, know wait. that, dog. No, I want you to know that because you know Vincent Musso. You know Doug Saab. No, no, no. You know the biggest players in the country. 
and you're acting like you don't, it's fine. Because you're Brandon Cantu. You, you, you think you're some kind of full-tilt fuckbag. Guess what, dog? You stole our money. Okay, hold on, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Call her, hang on a Let's let him respond here. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Let me uh, let me respond, and what would you... Okay, so you're saying I owe who? I would love to know this, actually. Who do I owe? Hold on one second. Drelf, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Is this I, really Brandon Cantor? Yes, it's him, 100%. For real? Yes. I understand what you're saying. I, I'm trying 100% to understand. this is him. I don't even know what you're talking about at the at this exact second. Just You're a little too emotional. Yeah, who, who does he owe money to? Take a deep breath. Who does he owe money to? to no, no, no. No, it's not emotional, man. It's not deep breaths. It's, I just got on the phone, so I realize I'm a little, I'm a little excited, but you have stiffed the poker community for at least 12 years, maybe 15 or 17 I know you didn't make your big score till nine or ten years ago, but you were fucking people before that, dog. All the Alabama hey, bookies yeah. know, bro. Bro, we're I, I'm from Alabama. Well, hang on, oh, hang we, on, hang we, on a second. We drive out to Vegas and then we book. Let, a let me ask him a question. Let me ask you, Brandon. Okay. Did you did hey, you ever hey, owe money hey, to Alabama hey, bookies? On that, that that's the most false. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I would tell you if I did. I, I didn't even come on. No, the no, no, dude! You're the dude on Choctaw that's making fun of Doug, Doug Polk. Look, Doug Polk's won what you've won in one day. I mean, he. I mean, are you are you kidding? Yeah. You're, uh, by the way, oh, <laughs> this I, is I, a joke, I, dog. I, I, okay, so who is it that I? Hey, man. For? Hey, Brandon. Can I borrow five thousand? Oh, let me make it seven. Oh, wait, no, I need 12. Oh, it turns out Phil Hammond's backing me, but he didn't want to say it on, on face. Who the fuck are you, Dad? You want to fuck Carmy Gallon? Man, you fucking stole so much money to people I know. Are you kidding me? Okay, but let's, yeah, let, let's get back on track here. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, caller. Let's get back on track here. Okay, hang on. This is legit, but hang on, caller. I, I want to hear the name of I want to hear the name of someone. This is a false caller, by the way. No, no, no. I, I even know who. No, I know who it is. It's, it's not a false caller. But but I, I do. It's not I, a false caller, man. I'm Jordan Morris. I'm fucking Ryan Wolf. Everybody knows me in poker. Are you kidding? I'm giving decker bags of $100 bills to the richest people in this fucking country. Brandon Cantu's going to act like he's somebody? Are you kidding? But, but I want to know, who, who, does he, who, who does he owe money to? Who's who you Raw Wolf. right now? Raw Wolf. Who, right does, now who, today, does, he, who does he owe money man, to? You, you're, you're eight figures. All right, okay. I, I, I had to let that go. Dude, I mean, my God, how long are you going to let that go? Okay, that's... Uh... Uh, I, I was trying to let him get okay. to his point, but making, he's, he's making no sense. And, I, and again, as we pointed out, that when I was, that was to be a funny little bit where I'm like, Sean, give me 5000 Sean, give me 2000 and and Sean, give me another five, and I start putting money in my pocket. I mean, that was a funny bit. Yeah, I, well, I, I was, I was both, trying, I was trying to get this. Documented. I, I have no idea what he's talking about that I owe. So you've never owed uh, Alabama bookies any money? Some Alabama, some Alabama bookies, that, or, uh, bookies plural. I, uh, back in 2006, just to let you know, I hadn't even come on the scene uh, in, until... Um, Okay. Well, uh, well, I I, uh, I I didn't even come on the scene until '06. I, I don't know what he was talking $2. about there, so we'll, we'll move past that. We have a caller here from <laughs> caller. Go ahead. We, we have another caller now. Go ahead. Caller, speak. Go ahead. I just want to wait. Can't can't do you suck? <laughs> okay. What? Is there anything else you'd like to say? Is that it? That's it. Okay. Thank you.
Well, that's, Jesus Christ. That, that was that was I guess more of a comment than a question. Here we have a we have a call coming in from Canada. Let's throw this on here. Caller, you're on the air. Okay. Hi. Yes. Hello. Scott? Yes. Hey, it's uh, Mike in Toronto. Hi, Brandon. How much do you owe Mark Gregorich? I uh, that's something. Uh, I, again, I'm not. I would never talk about numbers. Uh, there's some bookies out there that I owe. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just not, they're just numbers that are ridiculous. And uh, that's what you're saying, Mike. You're hey, saying Mark Gregorich is a bookie? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you know. There, but it a, is for a, sports a, betting that you owe him a, quite a large number, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I, that, I, yeah, again, I'm not going to talk about numbers that I have. But I know on. for a fact that it's quite a large number that you owe him for sports betting. Okay. Well, a, lot of, a lot of people coming out of the woodwork here with the... Again, uh, again, I'm not going to talk about any numbers that I have with anybody. But you don't but deny don't that you owe, you owe him money for sports betting, you, right? Uh, you don't deny you, that. You guys could... Uh, you know, you guys can just keep saying this. I told you, you can ask this all day long, and I'm not going to confirm or deny any of them, so... Either way, whether I owe or they owe, if you guys are, I'm just not going to answer them. Okay. All so right. Griff, I know some guys that are on the other side of the coin. I know uh, I know a couple of guys that are sharps and they're sports bettors. And I don't mm-hmm. really have a whole lot of sympathy for bookies because I've seen bookies just completely fuck these guys over. I, I'm one who got screwed by a, by a bookie. No, I mean, we're talking about for a lot of money. No, mine wasn't a lot of money, fortunately. For but a lot of money, if the bookies realize that you're smashing them, They'll just say, forget it, and they're not going to pay you the money that they owe you, and you're just done. Yeah. You know, so. Again, I don't know. You guys are are so into. What? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. These are are our callers. I'm just letting them go ahead ahead here. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. All right. So. Uh, we're about to end the interview here. We're getting, we're getting, it's 1030. I, I don't want the hashtag King to say he fell asleep or something. So, uh, Brandon, I want to thank you for coming on here and, uh, and, uh, you know, taking all the questions, taking the phone calls and, uh, you know, there's some things you answered, some things you partially answered, some things you didn't answer, but, uh, it's of course up to I, you. I think I pretty much, I think other than telling you, uh, like names and amounts, either way of, of things, I think I pretty much gave you guys like, Everything you asked. Well, well you, you did, but you didn't tell us about genocide's punani. That's true. Now, there, there, was, there were some specifics you were short <laughs> on, but, but you, you did answer some. This was, uh, you know, I, th- I think we, we did get a lot of information out of this interview here. And uh, so I thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, hopefully the big score will happen this year at the World Series and people can get paid back. And then, uh, you know, maybe, may, maybe people will be singing a different tune later this year. Saying Brandon Cantu hit his score, he paid everybody and uh, or paid a lot of people, and you know people look at you differently. But well, uh, I you know, and if they don't, it's okay. I'm okay with that on how uh, people look at me now. So uh, you know, again, my friends are my friends, and I'm not going to change uh, the the opinions of others, and, and I'm okay with that. All right. I, I, I hope and, the people that owe you fine. money pay you back. Yeah, I hope that happens too, for sure. So, so again, thank you for coming on, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed this interview. Hopefully the listeners did. I know we have a number of new listeners tonight. Hopefully you guys will uh, come back in the future to listen to this show. And, in fact, we have another interview coming up, provided we can reach them. And uh, thank you, Brandon, for coming on. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. That was Brandon Cantu. With uh, you know, he didn't want to give figures on anything, which I, I I was hoping at least he'd list the people he owed money to and the ones that owed him. 
Uh, well, I mean, he did tell us that he he owes less than he is owed. Yeah. You know, is that the mean, problem. The, I'll tell you the problem here is that when you owe money, anybody can say, "Oh, I'm owed a lot of money by other people," and, and right. you can't you can't believe that unless you find out who these people are. And in fact, if if some of these people might actually have money or come into it, then it can be one of these uh, three way debt sort of situations where, so let, let's say, just you know, person A owes him a hundred thousand, and person A wins a bracelet this year and, and gets a nice score at the World Series. Then people can come to that person and say, "Hey, you know, I hear you owe Cantu money. Cantu owes me. You know, maybe right. Cantu can sell. You know, transfer the debt over to me, and I'll come and get from you." Like a, that could be a way to work things out too. Especially these are supposedly A list pros. They're probably going to sure. be put into into tournaments. So I I think that if there's people not paying him, he should come forward just partially to help his own rep by saying, "Look, I'm owed money too." Well, I think he was basically saying that most of the people that owe him money are just buried and never going to Yeah, that's what back. it looks like. like literally yeah. never. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I could be – I don't know the guy, so I don't know how to judge him or measure him or anything like that. But at least to me, I mean, it seemed like he was pretty honest about his situation, you know. But that doesn't mean that yeah, I couldn't be fooled by it, but he seemed pretty open to talk about stuff, you know. Okay, so Hashtag King, this is really weird. Oh. Uh, Hashtag King is messaging me here, so I, I think he's going to come on. But the weird part is that uh, he doesn't know his own phone number. He just changed his phone number. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the way this show goes. For those of you that are new here, I know some of you are new because I see the listenership is up here tonight. Th- that's the way this show goes. I- I'm shocked we even got Cantu on. But uh, not, not, nothing against him here. It's just we, we don't have good luck with getting people on as scheduled yeah so, but your phone will tell you what your number is. yeah i don't get that like how, how can he not I, i'm not even gonna figure he, he says uh, he's gonna call in i gave him the yeah. number 775-372-8355 uh he says when do i know uh, let me know bird he's already calling me bird <laughs> so druff i want to hear it from you you're at the poker table brandon Cantu is there he he busts out and he says hey todd can i borrow a thousand no, a- absolutely not. No. All right. No. All right. Well, you're tough, man. You're tough. I don't, I don't think this is him. I think this is somebody else. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, this is uh, hashtag king. Is this really the hashtag king? This is really the hashtag king, guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, I, I, I can message you your phone number, by the way, if you don't know your number. I see yeah, it. I mean, I can find out, um, like, you know, I got a new number for a reason. So, like, that's fine. Like, I don't need your message. That, you, you, had posted, know, you posted your number uh, publicly before, right? So that, well, that's the thing. I posted it publicly, and then I literally got everyone and their mother calling me, like, 70 times a day. So, <laughs> and, you know, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Most people that call me call me from private numbers to try to, like, you know, talk shit and, like, get a, get a reaction out of me, but... You know, I keep telling them, I'm like, listen, buddy, like, I'm right here, you know, you know, I'm at the Venetian, this is my fucking room number, you want to come, like, talk shit? You know, I'm waiting for you, bro, and no one ever shows up. Okay, so, like, well, like, well they're, they're number- calling you from fucking Minnesota. Yeah, they probably can't show up, they're probably, not, they're probably nowhere nearby. But okay, anyway, welcome well, to the show, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, I'm glad uh, you came on here. I was a little bit nervous that you weren't going to show up, because I, I was told there was some other show you didn't appear on earlier, which I, I don't give a crap about. In fact, I'm happy you're on this one and not that one, but uh, right. But I, I was worried that you're just vanishing on everybody, and uh, so I was a little... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, I had, I had probably 
I think, three to four interviews prior today. I did one other one because it was around like three o'clock. Then I had, I think, two of them scheduled between six and seven, and I missed both of them because, you know, I was up for like three days, and, you know, I, I literally just passed out, and I don't know how I woke up, but I guess, I don't know, like maybe maybe it was destiny that I come, come on the show because, you know, usually I would, be, I would be out cold, you know, for like a lot longer than just like five hours. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's good. You know, I, I start the show late sometimes, and people criticize me. People also <laughs> criticize me for starting this show in the evening, so the East Coast people have a hard yeah. time listening. But I, I think it's good here that us, by us starting late and us having another interview before you, then you were able to wake up and, and be here. So that's good. So, okay, welcome to the show. I, I don't know if – have you ever heard of me, Dan Druff, Todd Wattella? Have you heard of me before today? Uh, honestly, I have I have not. That's like, fine. I don't, I, don't, I don't follow poker, you know, like that's – like I do me, I follow myself. No, that's fine. Look, I, I, not everybody's heard of me. I've uh, I've been around for many years. I, I'm uh, 45 years old. I've been part of poker for about 17 years, and uh, I, I've been fascinated with all your antics here. And and we have a show here. It's it's an uncensored show. It's uh, uh it's a live show that you can also listen to later on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, a bunch of other apps. So uh, we we'll have on anybody who is interesting at the moment and that people are talking about and i'm not one of these people who's going to say oh i don't like the way hashtag king was was acting i don't want to give him publicity oh screw that you know you people are talking about you there's so much talk about you everywhere the last week or so especially so i said i gotta have you on here so i'm glad you're here and uh you know i've got some questions for you this is uh you know i you, you as you said you don't know me and and i i don't know you i've never met you before i've never played with you before uh i only became aware of you you know, within the last few months, and so I, I have nothing against you. Uh, I'm also, you know, obviously not friends with you. This is, I, I'm totally neutral. I have, I have questions I, I've written out. It's going to be, you know, candid questions. And at the end of this whole thing, we'll take some phone calls, and uh, I'm sure that there'll be some people listening who want to ask you a few things, and uh, we'll go from there. But it's just going to be like open and honest here. And uh, the only thing I yeah, ask, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, the only thing I ask, and so far so good. Pe- people were saying, oh, don't have him on. He's just going to ramble for two hours and he's not going to listen to you and you're not going to be able to shut him up. So just, I'm going to ask you questions and, you know, go ahead and answer them and say what you need to say. But then, you know, if, if I need to interrupt or ask another question, just, just let me. So, so he can have an orderly conversation here. That's the only thing I ask of you here. You, 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 you can, you can use profanity all you want. This is uh, an internet radio show, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you should be yourself. So that's, uh, anyway, let's, let's get into it here. Uh, okay. You you came out of nowhere last year. I was looking at your results on Hendon Mob because I, I was wondering, you know, what's this guy's deal? Is it some like guy who's been crushing it like Fedor Holtz that I just hadn't heard of, or or is there uh, or or not as much? So I looked it up and I saw that you kind of came out of nowhere at the beginning of 2016 to win a WBT event for three hundred forty four thousand dollars. And before that, you, you really didn't have much as far as cashes. And uh, what were you playing before? What limits were you playing? Before that, three hundred forty-four k score last year. Um, you know, like I, I, I've been in poker for like, you know, at this at this point, I'm twenty-seven. Since I've been like fifteen or sixteen years old, I got introduced to poker through an old friend that I'm no longer that close with. And you know, I, I, I playing. I started off playing like one, two. Or no, honestly, I'll, I'll tell you, I started off playing in the cafeteria for lunch money. You know. And then I found out that, hey, there was these underground games in Toronto uh, while I was in university and while I was working that I could go and, like, play in. 
and I started off like playing like one two no limit, and then I started off, and then I moved up to like two five, and then I was moving up to five five, and then uh, we started playing like two five ten, and then you know five ten, five ten twenty, and I was just going up from there. The thing is, you know, the reason why I exploded in twenty sixteen is because in twenty sixteen I had, you know, I finally got into my CTA. You know, I had just quit my job at at Waterhouse, which is, uh, you know, the largest accounting firm in the world. Like, I was, I was doing work for people on, like, Shark Tank. You know, like, my, my, my group was, like, high net worth individuals and investment companies. And I thought, and I found that work too easy. You know, like, this is probably some of the most complicated accounting. And I found it such, like, you know, just way too easy for me. I decided, listen, I'm going to quit. I'm going to start my own firm. You know, I'm going to go off on my own. And then two months later, you know, having the freedom that I had, I took a trip to Florida. And right away, I crushed uh, a world poker series. I come in first place out of 1,700 players. And then the next tournament I play in, which is a world poker series in Niagara Falls, you know, they have 1,100 players. It buys about the same in Canadian dollars. And I final table that as well. And I literally go back-to-back final tables in the span of, like, I don't know, 130 days. And then that's, that's sort of what, you know, started my whole, like, poker career. Okay, so... You saying you prior to this 344k score in January 2016, you said you quit your job about two months before that at Price Waterhouse Cooper. What, what were you doing for them? Again, so like I said, I was I was in a specialized tax tax group because you know I specialize in tax. And to be honest, like I hate accounting. Like it is the most boring thing in the world. But if I were to choose, a, a, you know a segment of accounting that I was going to, you know, specialize in, it would be tax, because I find that the least boring. So, you know, I was, I was, I was there as a senior tax, as a senior tax guy working for, like, you know, a budget manager, and uh, I got, I got into some, like, uh, argument with one of my managers, and then I said, you know what, it's really not worth it for me to work here, like, you know, the job, the job stuff, you know, like, I feel like I'm not challenged, you know, like, I'm going home whenever I wanted, I was, you know, I had to be, I was just so bored, you know, like, it, it wasn't a good place to be, so I decided to leave. Okay, so, so, so did they fire you, or you just quit? So, we had, we had, we had, uh, we had, like, uh, a falling out, and then I just, like, kind of left. Uh, I mean, I can't really talk about it, because it's under confidentiality, but I wasn't fired, but, uh, you know, without, without, uh, kind of, you know, getting into trouble here, you know, I left and, you know, I got, you know, I got a payout to leave. And, you know, that's all I can say. Okay. I well, yeah, I, I've heard of this before. It's like I call that, in some cases, it's called a mutual resignation where they want you to leave, you want to leave too, but nobody is technically fired, nobody technically quit. It's kind of like we're both agreeing yeah. to leave at the same well, time. I, I would, exactly. So I would say, it, 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 again, without going into details, it, it, it was something like that, you know. I, I kind of got fed up with, with my managers, I thought that they were bossing me around too much. I, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Like when I came into that group, when I started working at Price Waterhouse, you know, I I was working at smaller firms before I before I started working at at this massive, uh, like massive, like you know, sixty billion dollar a year in, in revenue company. You know, I got into a lot of fights with 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 my authority there because you know I thought that the people above me were so fucking stupid. And this isn't me being like toxic. This is me being straight up. I thought they were so fucking dumb, and I thought, like, you know, I was in accounting for, like, maybe three or four years at the time. They were in accounting for, like, 26 years of their life, and, you know, I processed information so much quicker than them, 
And then when we saw, like, these guys were, like, you know, like, mentally challenged, I'm like, you know, how could these people be managers and senior managers of the largest accounting firm in the world when I'm coming in here with barely any experience in the field and, you know, I'm crushing their souls and, like, you know, I'm giving them the answer, you know? And, like, they're trying to figure stuff out when we're, like, in the board and hacking stuff out. And, like, I already know the answer. And they're, they're like, blaming they're still thinking about, like, what to do. So, yeah, hang, hang yeah, on a second. Got- we're, we're having some sound quality issues where it's a little bit hard to hear you. Sometimes it goes clear. Sometimes it kind of gets muffled. Are, are you changing the position of the phone as you're talking into it, or is it just a bad connection? Or so I'm just talking... Uh, I- I think I'm on speaker, so I'm going to lay my phone down, and like, I'm going to try. I'm going to not move it, and I'm just going to stay by the phone. Like, is it good now? Yeah, it's better now. Yeah. So, so uh, anyway, so so how, how long were you at Price Waterhouse Cooper before quitting? So, so before Price Waterhouse, you know, I had maybe like five years experience working at other firms. So I was at Price Waterhouse. I don't know, maybe like four or five months, uh, a little less probably, and then you know, I decided that it's not for me. You know. Uh, I got much better experience working at the smaller firms where I was, you know, I was responsible responsible for everything. But here, since it was a, a multinational, you know, billion-dollar company, uh, I was responsible for so little that I had so much extra time to do whatever I wanted that, you know, it wasn't a good environment for me. Because, like, you know, I'm not like one of these, like, pencil pushers that, you know, is going to sit there and do the same thing over and over for the rest of their life. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and, like, I'm going to take control of, like, the file and, like, you know, get it done from start to finish. But here, I was responsible for, you know, small portions of a file. And, like, I don't know, it just killed me that, like, it was just too easy and, yeah. like, I wasn't talented. Okay, so, that's right. yeah, so my question here is, uh, so you have a college education? Do you have a college degree? Uh, so, university of degree. In, in Canada, like, there's college, which is a lower level. That's right, it's called university. That's right, I forgot about that. University is higher than college. Right, you know? right. So, so you have yeah, university. So have, you have a university degree in, in what? Correct. I have a university degree in uh, in business. So I have a bachelor of commerce with a, with a major in accounting and a minor in finance. And I studied law and I studied marketing and I studied all these other things as well. Interesting. See, I, I and, never knew uh, that. I, I when I, I that's something new I learned about you. I for some reason I I didn't think that you had the the college background. Right, sorry, the university background. So. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so you had that score in January, and you had quit two months before that. So you haven't had a job since then, right? Right. I haven't been working. Like the thing is, I don't. Sorry. Go go on. It was just some kind of connection issue. No, I was just gonna say, like, at this point, I don't think I'm ever gonna work for someone again in my life. Like, you know, let's say let's say hypothetically, I go broke, and like. The accounting firm that, you know, now I'm kind of, you know, like dwindling down because, you know, I'm kind of sick of accounting. Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to work for someone again in my life. So at this point, you know, I've had the freedom for, you know, the last two years to, you know, live my life how I want to live it, you know. And it's been very, very excessive, you know. And, like, my lifestyle is, you know, it's very outlandish. You know, I I stay at the, the, you know, most expensive hotels with the most expensive suites, you know, everything costs. And the, you know, the reality is that if I keep up this lifestyle, you know, I, it's just not healthy. Like, I won't be around, you know, like that long, you know, like I have a hashtag that I use a lot, like living till 30, because, you know, if I keep up the lifestyle I live with the no sleep, you know, and the gambling and, you know, the, you know, the excessive eating and everything else like that, like, you know, I don't do drugs, but everything else, you know, I just won't be around for a long time in life. So. 
I'm kind of like at the point in my life right now where, you know, I hit number one in popularity according to Hendemob in the world. You know, I beat out Daniel Nazario, who's the guy that, you know, I actually don't like him. You know, I did like him before, but now I don't like him uh, because of some beef we have on Twitter. But, uh, you know, like, I'm here to be straight up. Like, I'm not here to, like, you know, pretend to be the hashtag king for the image I put on for, for like, Coconut America and Live at the Bike and, like, on Twitter and whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just, like, tired of it. And, like, I'm going to take a break from progress because I'm going to go away on vacation. So, I don't know, like... Yeah, we'll, know, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. But I, I want to ask you about something else before we get to that. In the last week or so, especially, uh, you've been kicked out of a lot of different places, mostly casinos, but you even got kicked out of uh, um, a bar or something or a restaurant, which we'll get to also. But, but you've been kicked out of so many places, far more than anyone I've ever seen in like a week's time. Just you, you, And you record them, too. You put them on your phone and you, uh, you record yourself sure. getting kicked out, which is kind of funny. But why do you think this is happening? Why, why are there so many places kicking you out? Do you believe it is the fault of all these places, or do you think it's your fault for causing the issues to get kicked out? Okay, so, like, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, you know. Like, I set a goal, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, after I found out, after, you know, I set a goal probably less, you know, less than, you know, if I really think about it, less than a month ago. And Mike Dentale is a good friend of mine, and, you know, I didn't even know this, Sort of, uh, you know, this was even like a thing. But Mike Dentale sends me like a screenshot, you know, of after the Kate Hall match, and he's like, "Look, look, Solomon, like, you know, I love the guy. Like, he's really, you know, a lot of people hate Dentale, but like, you know, Dentale is like good friend in poker, and like he, like, you know, he's probably one of the realest guys, you know, you know, all these guys are saying he's so righteous. Like, Mike Dentale, like, he's he's a great guy. So he sends me a, a screenshot of him being number one most popular player in the world. And he shows me that I'm in 20th, and then he's like, you know, Solomon, like, step up your game, bro. Like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, hmm, like, let me, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, I'm like, I kind of want to be number one because, you know, you know, I, I kind of want to excel at everything I do, like, like I did in school, like, I, you know, I just with everything in my life. And when he sent me this screenshot, and I had no idea this was even, like, a category, like, you know, it was a category of most popular player, I'm like, you know what? fuck it, I, mean, I, I want to do this, and I think I can do this, and you know, I, I kind of want to see if I can break a record and do it in like, the shortest amount of time. So, so you were trying, on the, on the, you're trying the Hendon mob. He's talking about there's a, uh, a metric on there of, of how, how much people are looked up in a given week. So you're saying you, you were trying to be the most looked up player on Hendon mob in, in, in a period of time. Right. After then, Sally sent me the post where he's like, step up your game, bro. You know what? And I kind of like took this challenge. I'm like, listen, bro, you know, you know, in a very short amount of time, bro, I'm, I'm going to send you a screenshot, and I'm going to tell you, yo, bro, step up your game. So you're saying, you, you're saying you did all this here to get kicked out of all these places just to get to the top of, of the number of people looking you up on, on Hendon Mob. Why was that so important? So, I, 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 honestly, like, it, like, you know, obviously I'm going to be realistic, you know, and there are players out there that are definitely better than me, you know, and this is probably the first time I'm going to – say this publicly because, you know, every other time I'm always, you know, I have a hashtag image and I'm always like, yeah, I'm the best, you know, like, fuck everyone else, like, no one can beat me, you know, but, like, I'll, I'll be straight up, you know, like, obviously there are players better than me, you know, like, I've been in the game, you know, like, the cash game of business I've been around for a long time, but the tournament scene, you know, I've only been around a few years, and, like, I'll be straight up, people are better than me, and I want to do some, I want to get number one as something that I thought was realistic, you know, 
And I know that, you know, when I show up to these, like, games, you know, private games in Toronto, or even live at the bike or Pokemon in America, or, or like, even at casinos, you know, I know that I know how to get, like, an audience rattled up. I know how to get them excited. I know how to, like, you know, get a team viewership. I know how to do all these things, you know? And in the last three months, I've been kicked out of, like, 20, 20, 20 places, pretty much all of them, uh, casinos with hotels in them. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing, man. You know, there's, there's, the common denominator is obviously, you know, like me, you know, so I'm gonna kick out of everywhere. But at the same time, if you look at my record, you know, I've been kicked out of 20 places. And, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the times, it's not my fault. Like, if you go through, like, I, I started posting everything on YouTube now so people know exactly why I'm gonna kick out. And I can really, to be honest, only think about one place that I've been kicked out of that was truly my fault. And that so, so hold on, hold on. You, you, th- you think that uh, of like 20 places that only one out of the 20 were your fault? How, how is that possible? Because everybody else doesn't get kicked out like you do. Listen, I'll, 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 tell, you, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you how it is, man. Like, and like, I'll, I'm being straight up. You can look at the videos and you can judge for yourself. You know, like I got kicked. The only place that I can legitimately say that was my fault for getting kicked out of was in Niagara Falls when I destroyed a hotel room. Like, I almost like, you know, you can, you can pretty much say like I, I like burnt that hotel, hotel room to the ground. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing. I've never been arrested. I, like, I've been kicked out of everywhere, but never been arrested. And I don't have a criminal record because I'll tell you one thing. Like, I went to school for 10 years to become a CPA. And one criminal, one criminal charge, just one criminal charge. And, you know, like, you know, bang, bang, like I lose my CPA. I wasted 10 years of my life. Well, yeah, you know, that, yeah it's very possible. Look, I, I believe that you're, you may not be doing super extreme things to get kicked, where, where it becomes it you know, becomes a criminal matter. You, you, there's a a point where they'll not want you there anymore, but you couldn't be criminally charged with anything. But but exactly. still, it's a matter of uh, you, you have to think with with twenty places kicking you out, and with nobody else getting kicked out, or being rare, even those that do get kicked out. There's got to be a reason twenty places kicked you out in a short time, and okay. and nobody else. I'll, I'll- I'll, I'll tell you straight up, man. Like, like obviously, I put on an image, you know? Like, if anyone thinks that this is anything other than an image, then I'll be straight up. Like, you're fucking mentally challenged, you know? Because I've been kicked out of all these spots, you know? And, like, you know, odds are, you know, people will get arrested after being, you know, causing so much, you know, drama. But at the end of the day, I know exactly what I'm doing. And for, for the fact that I've never been arrested... After being kicked out of everywhere, that, that should like tell you that like you know I'm I'm actually you know and I understand law very well you know I, I studied law in, in university and, you know I took a minor in law as well as finance like, I know what's up and I know my rights and so I started posting all the places I've been kicked out of and like recently the two really big places I've been kicked out of is I've been kicked out of Caesars and I've been kicked out of MGM at Bellagio so all of MGM and I'm banned right now for life but I'll tell you one thing I I posted the videos online about so that the world could see. Both those times that I got to that, it wasn't my fault, you know? And, like, I have video proof of exactly what happened at the Bellagio, and I have video proof of exactly what happened at Caesars, and it's on my YouTube channel, hashtag, so you can check it out. And if you look at those videos, you know, I, like, literally, like, I had nothing to do with anything, you know? Caesars, I got into an argument with, with the lady at the front desk, but, you know, she threatened me. She's like, you got to pay your bill right now. I'm like, listen, my bitch. Like, and here's the thing about me, you know? Like, I'm very good, and you can ask this to any of my friends, I'm very good to the people that I love and the people that treat me well, you know? When someone treats me well, 
I will go, you know, like I'm going to use the poker term. I will try to execute them, you know, that much better than they see than me. But when someone treats me badly and I feel fucking disrespected, I don't give a fuck if you're my mother, if you're the president, if you're like God, you know, I'll kind of see you worse, you know? And sometimes if, it, if I have to like hurt myself to bury someone, I will fucking do that. And, you know, I don't care. Okay. About the so, so, so here's, see, so here's, here's the question though. Uh, does it concern you that large casino groups like, like MGM and Caesars, have kicked you. You got kicked out of the Bellagio. I assume you can't come back to the MGM properties and Caesars. So does, doesn't this shut you out of, of a lot of uh, large casino groups where you, you just can't play? Isn't that a problem? Listen, I'll, I'll tell you one thing straight up. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I, I, I play poker because, like, yeah, I enjoy poker. But I also like, you know, I'm like an entertainer too, you know. Like, I'm everything, you know. Like, whatever people want me to be, like, I get, you know, the thing with me that people don't understand is I, I, I'm a master manipulator, you know? People, like, you know, like, Deep Stacks last year, WTC Deep Stacks, after I won uh, the, the Miami event, I went on to play in Park Casino. That's the first time I actually met, like, Mark, uh, Matt Glantz and, like, Mike Dentali and, I, you know, this guy, Will O'Connor, that was, you know... Uh, Doing interviews and like uh, writing for for deep stacks, and I'll tell you one thing: when I came on, when I came on to play at Pars, you know, you know, this is this is before me and Mike Dentali became good friends. Like Mike Dentali, you know, he hated me. Like you can ask him. Like we were going off at each other at Twitter, and you know, I don't care that he's a bigger, like he might have more muscles than me. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I took boxing for five years. If someone's gonna fight me. You gotta make sure you're ready to fucking kill me because if not, you know, if you're attacking me, like I'll kill you if you don't kill me. Well, that brings that then, brings up a good point. That brings up a good point. With, with all the trash you've talked, I, you know, I haven't seen any evidence of anyone actually fighting you or punching you. But ha- have you been ever punched or attacked in or outside a casino? Listen, I'll, I'll I'll tell you one thing, okay? I don't fight a lot because I don't have anything to prove, and I know, like you know, the last time I fought was in 2012, and. That was with my best friend at the time. And the only reason why I almost literally, like, killed him and, like, I could have gone to jail that night for, like, murder was because he punched me in the face. And I, you know, I don't get punched in the face very often unless I, I, I was fighting in the ring. You know, this guy punched me in the face. And, like, you know, I love myself a lot. You know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest about that. And I think, you know, I got a beautiful face. Like, that's probably my <laughs> best asset at the moment. No, and I'm, I'm being straight up. Like, I'm not even joking. And I always told everyone, I'm like, listen, like, you can, you can fuck with me, you can play around with me, you know, you can, like, punch me in the arm, whatever. But if you touch my fucking face, you know, I will destroy you. And, you know, I, you know, I happened to be blackout drunk at the time, and the guy punched me in the face, and, you know, I just, you know, I kicked the fucking shit out of him, man. You know, if he could have died, you know, I, I was scared, like, if, he, if people weren't around, you know, in 20, back in 2012 when this fight happened, again, I would have, you know, I would have been in jail. And then, Actually, there was a fight recently at Caesars that I had, you know, and you can, you can ask this, so like, so, I don't know, I'll get into this a little bit later, but, like, you know, I was dating this girl that now, you know, now I'm single, uh, because of, you know, you know, so. Oh, wait, you're, you're not, hold on, you're not with a girl anymore that was in these videos with you, if, like, last week? Right. So this is what happened, so I got kicked out of the Bellagio, right, and I don't know if anyone knows, if anyone watched the videos or not, well, actually, I, I know thousands of people watch the videos, because. You know, it shows me the views on my YouTube channel. 
But if you watch the video of me getting kicked out of, of MGM, the only reason why I got kicked out of MGM is because someone called in, you know, and saying that's from Canada, and they called in saying that I was suicidal. And, you know, you know, and this is what happened, and this is all on video, so you can, you know, you can ask, ask you know, Harrison from the Bellagio, from, uh, that runs, uh, like, runs games in Bobby's room. So, like, I, I, I was with my girlfriend at the time and this other girl, Sarah, and we were chilling in my room, right? And then my girlfriend out of nowhere, she takes a, she, she like says, oh, like, I'm going to go talk to my mom. You know, she doesn't even know that I'm in Vegas. I'm like, okay. She's like, yeah, like, I'll be back shortly. So now I'm in the hotel room with, with this girl, Sarah, and, uh, you know, I have an interview with Live at the Bike. You know, this is all live streams. And so Sarah leaves, and then, uh, you know, it's basically an interview that basically states that, hey, I'm going to come on the show. And I'm not going to use any racial slurs. I'm not going to use any, you know, I'm not, basically saying that whatever Live at the Bike wants me to do and however they want me to act, you know, I'm going to follow the instructions because, you know, I wanted to be a good week at Live at the Bike. Now, obviously, they canceled the show, but whatever. I'll get into that later. So, anyway, so I finished the show. And I'm on the phone with Ryan Feldman from Live at the Bike. And once again, like, Ryan, like, Ryan is one of, like, Probably the greatest guys I've ever met. Wait, hold on, hold on. We're, we're getting off track here. What about your girlfriend breaking up with you? How did this happen? No, so, no, no, so hold on. So I'm, I'm getting there. Let me let me get there. Okay. So so like I'm on the phone with Ryan, and again, Ryan's like a great guy. And and I walk out of my suite. You know, Bellagio, Bellagio. You know, I don't have history of play at Bellagio because it's all at Caesars. You know, but I went to Bellagio and I showed them a magazine. You know that it's you know I have a copy of the magazine. It hasn't been released yet. But May first, I'm going to be featured on Casino World uh, magazine, and I sent them a copy of that, and they did a piece on me on like my gambling and like the you know the fact that I've gambled so big in blackjack and made so much money in blackjack. And I showed them that, and just by showing them that and having no history, they gave me like an, like an executive suite at the Bellagio with like two different bathrooms, like. This this we runs like three four thousand a night. They gave it to me for free without even having to play a cent. You know, all I did was show them some cash that I had. I put it in some money account, and they gave me all of this for free. So anyway, so I leave the room and I'm talking to Ryan. And as I walk out of my room, there's like seven security guards with gloves. You know, they have gloves on, and I'm like, and I'm so fucking confused. And they're like, "Sir, is everything okay?" And you can ask this to Ryan. I'm like, "Yeah, like what the fuck?" They're like, "Sir, like." Is anyone in the room? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm like, Ryan, let me let me call you back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go live right now on Twitter because I have no fucking clue what's going on. This is very weird. And these guys, they have like gloves on, and they're like, sir, you need to wait here for the manager. I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm going downstairs because you know Harrison called me. There's a big game in Bobby's room. I think it was a twenty-five, fifty, a hundred, no limit. And he told me there was a seat open. So literally, I'm on my way down. I'm like on my way down to Bobby's room. And there's these seven security guards with gloves, and it looks like they're like trying to like. I feel like they have gloves because they're trying to like contain me or something. You know, I'm like, listen, guys, I don't give a fuck. Like, who's coming? I'm going downstairs to Bob's. Yeah, I saw that. I saw there. that video. I saw exactly that happen. But but you're saying they they just did this because you someone falsely reported you as suicidal. That sounds like an overreaction. <laughs> So let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm, I'm, it, it, gets, it gets even crazier, okay? So they, they, they do this, and I'm like, listen, guys, I'm going downstairs, and if any one of you touch me, I will fucking put you on the floor, and I will fucking destroy you. So you better fucking get, like, make sure no one fucking puts their hands off of me. So anyways, I walk downstairs, and I walk into Bobby's room, you know? 
and I'm like, Harrison, uh, is there a seat open? And you can ask, no, you can ask anyone down there. You know, I was waiting, I was like, I want to play right now with 2550. I had the cash in my hand. I'm like, can I buy in? And Harrison was sitting down and says, you want to do it right now? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So as I'm about to like sit down and buy in to play in this like big no limit game, uh, out of nowhere, we got, I get like seven foot police and like 30 Bellagio security walk into Bobby's room. And they're like, sir, let's go outside like right now. I'm like, listen, you fuck. I have no idea what the fuck is going on, okay? I'm not fucking moving from here until one of you fucks tell me what's up. Because like, I did nothing wrong, and I know my fucking rights, and if any of you lay a fucking finger on me, you know, we're going to throw it down, you know? I'm about to fucking fight all you guys. So someone tell me what's going on. And I'm like, listen, sir, you got a fight from someone from Canada. I mean, we got a call from someone from Canada, and we need to verify that you, in fact, are not suicidal. So we're going to search you right now, you know, so they kind of like turn me around like they're going to put me in handcuffs. And they're like, we're going to search you right now, and we're going to we're gonna assess whether we think you're suicidal or, and crazy or not, and we're going to check you for weapons, okay? So they search me, they find no weapons, and then they, they talk to me, and they're like, listen, if we think that you are in fact suicidal or crazy, we're going to arrest you, and we're going to send you to the hospital to seek mental help. So, you know, I spoke to them, and I'm like, listen, this is insane. And, like, I have half of Bobby's, Bobby's I mean, half of Bellagio, like, yelling at the cops, being like, I'll be, like, this is clearly a fucking prank. I'm like, listen, like, guys, you know, I'm so narcissistic. I love myself so much. I would rather watch everyone fucking die in this room right now than kill myself. You know, I would rather kill all of you before I ever harm my, my own self. You know, I would never, like, you know, I would never lay a finger on myself. You know, it's just not... So, so what happened? So, so, so what was the what was the result of all this? Did you did they force you to leave or did you stay? Like one thing, so so they did an assessment. They're like, sir, like you, like this is clearly like a joke. You know, this is clearly someone fucking with you. Uh, you know, you're good to go. We're not going to arrest you. We're not going to take you to the hospital because clearly you're you're in like a right state of mind. You didn't attack us. You didn't like, you know, utter any like crazy threats or anything like that. And, you know, we're going to let you go. But the Bellagio. You know, they're banning you for life because of this plank fall because they don't want to take the risk that maybe the cops are wrong and maybe one day they'll find a dead body in, in the hotel room of yours. And I'm like, this is fucking absurd, you know? Like, I, can, I can call right now and, and tell them that, you know, you know, the president of fucking Bellagio is fucking suicidal and what, are they going to fucking, you know, kick him off the board? So, so you're saying, they, you know, you're saying they, they did kick you out at that point? Yes. So they escort me out, and they grab all my shit. You know, I go upstairs to my room, I grab all my stuff. At this point, like, my girlfriend is nowhere to be found, you know? And I'm like, where the fuck, you know, where's my girlfriend? And, everyone, and like, no one wants to give me an answer. And I'm like, listen, like, my girlfriend left a while ago, and I'll tell you one thing. Like, I don't know where she is, and no one's telling me anything, but, you know, this is very strange, and you need to file a fucking missing person's report, because I don't know where the fuck my girlfriend is. And, you know, no one's, no one's talking to me. But then in my head, like, you know, I process information very quickly. But in my head, I'm like, listen, 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 uh, cops. And, you know, I've been talking to police that were very nice to me. You know, the fucking rental cops at the lodge, they were pieces of shit. But the police were, like, you know, they were fucking, they did their job. You know, they're fucking, they're sweethearts. And I told each, there's three cops there. I'm like, listen, I will give each of you guys $100,000 and you can come collect this money from me later on if my girlfriend wasn't involved in this. Because at this point, for her to disappear, you know, it just made no sense, you know? And they're like, I'm like, who the fuck called? I'm like, and then they're just like, oh, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. I'm like, listen, you need to find that out because I want to know what the fuck is going on. They're like, okay, when, you, when we go outside to the valet to get you out of here, I'm going to go to my car and find out exactly who called. So they escort me out to valet. 
And I'm like, who? I'm like, so who the fuck is this? You know? And there's just like uh, an, an Armando Ponte called from Canada. And at that point, like, you know, I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, my own fucking brother called like MGM to say that was suicide. I'm like, that's so fucked up. You know, but then, then I realized that, hey, like, my family, my family doesn't like what I do, you know, like, I come from a very conservative, you know, Jewish home, where gambling is not something that's accepted, you know, like, we live in a pretty, like, upscale community where, like, people have a lot of money, and everyone's, like, a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or, like, a big businessman, and, like, being a gambler is not considered a real profession. So, 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 so it really was so, your brother, it was really your brother calling in uh, about you being suicidal? Right, so it was my family and my girlfriend calling in uh, for me being suicidal, saying I'm suicidal, because they wanted to ban me from MGM, because they know the Lodge is one of my favorite places to play in Vegas. They wanted to ban me, and they thought that by banning me, I would stop gambling and I would come home. You know, now, now, you're, come you, home. now, your girlfriend was with you at the time. You're saying beforehand that she... How do you know your brother didn't just do this on his own or, or with your parents? How, what, what makes <laughs> you think your girlfriend was involved? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Like I said, like I'm not stupid. You know, I... I I'm very good at reading people, and that's why I'm I'm one of the best in the world in poker. I I, I figured out very very easily what was up. You know, I told the cops, I'm like, listen, where's my girlfriend? If you don't know where the fuck she is, before I'm leaving Bellagio, and I'm not fucking gonna leave Bellagio until this is done, I want to follow a missing persons report. You know, where the fuck is she? Because I know either something happened to her or she's involved. And then they huddle together. The cops go talk to the security. They're like, sir, your girlfriend is in no danger, and she's in the hotel. And right away, I know that she's involved. So then I'm like, I'm furious, you know? Like, I call my family, and I'm like, listen, guys, like, I'm never, like, you guys are all fucking dead to me. Like, my girlfriend is fucking dead to me. I don't give a fuck about you guys. Like, I'll be at your funeral. And, you know, I was just so angry because, like, Bellagio, I'm already taking out of Caesars, you know? And Bellagio, I actually like staying there. Like, it's a good place. But now, like, fuck them. I'm like, you know, fuck Bellagio. They they kicked me out over a fucking, you know, out of... Out of like a you know a random call. So, so are you are you banned from all MGM properties now? Yes, yes, I'm banned. And, and, and from and from, and from all Caesars properties too, right? Correct, correct. And I told my family, I'm like, listen, if you don't fucking fix this, you know, and you don't unban me from MGM, I will never in my life talk to anyone. Like I mean, that still sounds strange to me because what you what you brought up was true. If you you could just call this on anybody, I, I can call in right now, and uh, you know if. Uh, Phil Ivey's playing in, uh, in the Aria. I can say, yeah, Phil Ivey's suicidal. They're not going to ban him for life. But even taking somebody who's not famous like Phil Ivey, I could just pick some random there that I know is, is at one of the MGM properties that I don't like, and I could call him. Now, may, maybe coming from your brother, this may have uh, had may have been taken more seriously. But, well, but well, still, let me, you know. Let me the, tell you one thing, though. I, anyone can call in and pretend to be my brother. You know, I could be like, you know, I'm Phil Ivey's fucking, you know, husband, you know, that no one knows about. Yeah. And, like, I'm telling you he's suicidal. So just because someone calls in and says I'm their brother, there's no proof. Like, they have no proof. But, but this really was him. your brother. It really was him, right? Yeah. So in this, in this situation, it really was him. And, like, you know, I told him I'm never talking to you guys again. Like, you know, you're all dead to me. Like, you fucked up my life. You got me banned. Like, you destroyed my relationship with my girlfriend that, like, I, I still, like, obviously love. Because, you know, and we just literally broke up. And, like, you fucked everything up for me. All because you guys thought, you know, this would be the right decision. I mean, like, I could have, I could have had the fantasy, like, I could have gone off and, like, just started fighting these guys and, like, got shot in the head by a police officer, like, hypothetically. 
And, you know, they would have to live with what they, they fucking did. But I'm just yeah, surprised that there, there wasn't something more to this because, you know, just calling up and, and even if it is a brother, just calling up and claiming someone's suicidal, yeah, they do come up and do a welfare check, but they, I, I can't see them kicking out someone just by the claim of a third party that's not uh, verified or substantiated. Right, exactly. So, like, listen, all my stories, people never believe me. So that's why I always record. I always have proof because, because people, I, my stories are so bizarre and no one believes me, and I'm like, listen, buddy, don't, don't, listen, don't get it from me. Just look at what happened. It's all on fucking camera. Well, yeah, I saw, I saw the, I, I saw the, the, the video of this, but I didn't get to see the reason why. I saw that you were just, uh, that they were surrounding you there in, in the hallway, and then you said you're leaving and going downstairs. Told them not to touch you, and uh... I have that video where they, where they tell me the reason why. And you can ask anyone in Bobby's room. Actually, you know what? You can ask anyone at the below. They were like. 700 people crowded around Bobby's room taking pictures of me and filming what was going on because I was making such a big fucking deal. It's crazy. And there were so many cops. Do you think there were it's... so many security guards. And all they said was, we got to call you suicidal. And right now, Bellagio doesn't want you on their property no more. Like, listen, you do, know. Do you think it's I possible? You know, I, 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 I watched what happened in this video here. Do you think it's possible that they kicked you not necessarily for being suicidal? You know, they probably came to you in the first place for that reason. But do you think that perhaps when you were kind of aggressive back to them, uh, that that may have just put them off to you where they said, we don't want this guy here anyway and got rid of you? Do you think that's really what happened? No. 100% no. Because, listen, at the end of, at the, end of the day, you know, they're a private property, right? They can kick anyone out for anything. They can yes. kick someone out for giving someone a, a, the wrong stare if they want, right? They don't need a fucking reason to kick you out. You know, it's like when I don't want someone in my house. Well, that's it what I'm saying. What that's what I'm saying, where if, if, they just take, if they just take a dislike to you in how you handle their situation where they're saying we think you're suicidal, at that point they can say, you know what, we came up at first to check on this guy, but now we don't like his aggressive attitude, so let's just kick him for that. Like, is that possible what happened? I don't think so, because, listen, once the cops came, and you can ask the police for this, you can ask the cops, those cops were some of the nicest people that I've ever met in my life. You know, I had no issues with the cops. My issues were, were with the fucking rent-a-cops at the Bellagio that tried to fucking control me. I'm like, listen, you fucking retard. You know, shut your fucking mouth, you stupid fucking rent-a-cop. I have more money than all you fucking dumb security guards combined. And don't fucking yell at me, and don't fucking tell me what to do, because right now the cops are here, and they're going to handle this. So get the fuck out of my face before I fucking knock you out, you piece of shit. And I told them this straight up. And then we were in the hotel room. We were get, like, like I was gathering all my belongings. And I kept asking them. I'm like, should I grab my, I'm going to grab my girlfriend stuff too because like she's with me. And they kept saying no, no, no. And when they kept saying no, 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 right away I knew that she was involved. Because why would I Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Stuff? It's very possible what you're saying about her being involved is true. I just... I, no, I no, just, but let me tell you, it's confirmed. Like, I, I spoke to everyone. You know, I spoke to my family. I spoke to my girlfriend. I'm just saying, look, in- I, I've, been, I've been in casinos a long time. I've been kicked out of a few for, for different reasons. For, for Blackjack Card County, I've been kicked out and uh, told not to come back. But, but in any case, sometimes they just kick me out of the Blackjack game. But whenever I have the situation of, like, security guards surrounding me, I, I have to say, when I've handled it, it's a bit different than what I saw in your videos. I do, I'm, I'm very calm. I, I don't uh, get aggressive. I, I, I just uh, I try to keep any kind of controversy to a minimum or it gets, just gets worse. No, but I, 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 listen, when people come at me, and I think it's, you know, it's uncalled for, like I said, man, when people treat me with disrespect, I will fucking bury them. But when they treat me nicely... I will fucking treat them like a. But don't don't you think that's the reason that you're getting kicked out of so many places? That uh, because you come back at them. This is is the thing that people don't understand. 
is I don't give a fuck if I get kicked out of everywhere in fucking North America, you know? I, it doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, in the long run, I'll probably save a fucking shit ton of money. And if, you, if I feel disrespected, I'm going to make it known. And they're going to throw me out. And they're fucking, all these fucking places that have kicked me out, you know, they're fucking idiots. Because the amount of money, the amount of gamble, you know, like I have average bets that are fucking through the roof. And like, you know, I put in a lot of fucking time when I gamble big and back rather than fucking black bets. The amount of money these guys can make off of me, and for them to get to fucking you know throw me out, like they're fucking retards. Like you know, it's just bad business, you know. And I I can understand if I destroy a hotel room like I did in Falls, you're like fine, that's warranted. And even them, even them, they let me back in, but they're like, listen, if you the only way we're letting you back in, you know, is if you pay the damages. And I'm like, okay, what are the damages? And they're like, oh, two thousand dollars. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like I've been here. For two weeks, you know, I haven't slept, I haven't, like, you know, I barely showered, I haven't changed clothes, I've literally just been at the table, I have an average bet of 4000 you know, I'm down, like, over 100000 you know, in, like, one night alone, and you're going to ask me for 2000 Either you fucking comp this, but I'm never fucking coming back to so, so my where, life. So where was this that you lost, like, where was this you lost 100000 This was at Fallsview, and they're like, sir, oh, at Fallsview. sir, just, yeah. And you can you can look at the video. It's online. And you can so, so that's exactly that's where you destroyed that's where you destroyed the hotel room. And you wanted them to just yeah. uh, you know, eat that loss because right. you lost a hundred thousand. And if you look at my YouTube channel, you can see exactly what I did to that room. And it was it's not fucking. What, what is what is your YouTube channel for those of you that are listening that uh, may want to hear this or watch this? Just, just type in hashtag King into into YouTube, and you'll see exactly what's going on. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I don't I don't talk shit because I don't and I don't make up lies. Because I just don't give a fuck, you know? People that need to lie, it's because they care about what's going on. For me, I just don't care. So I'm always straight up, and I'll tell you to your face whether I think you're fucking ugly, whether I think you're being a piece of shit, you know, whatever it is. And I don't care about the consequences, because I know at the end of the day, it's just words, you know? And if you if you try to hit me and attack me, I'll fucking bury you. Well, so that, that, brings, that brings up a good point, though, with, with uh, how you come back at people if there's if there's any kind of problem. Uh, you had mentioned earlier about your beautiful face. Aren't you worried that someone's going to punch your beautiful face at some point and, uh, and then it won't be so beautiful I'll, anymore? I'll tell you one thing. I, I never fight unless I have to, but I love fighting, you know. If I'm, and I always wait for people to attack me, but no one ever does. You yeah, know? but doesn't that put your no beautiful one, face at risk? Doesn't that uh, make it so maybe your face won't be so beautiful anymore if it gets punched a lot? Listen, you know, like I know whatever happens to me, you know, if they if they hit me, like I said, the ten X rule, if they hit my face, you know, I will fucking put them in a coma. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you punch me in the face, whether you're my fucking father or you're fucking, you know, Donald Trump or you're just some fucking random in the street, if you knock if you try to knock me in my face, I will fucking destroy you. Like, okay. I'll make sure you're fucking unconscious. Uh, unrelated question. Do you know Matt Marafiati? I know he's from your area. Who? Matt Marafiati, do you know him? Uh, here's, a, here's the thing. People always ask me about like names of poker players. You never heard and, of him? like you know. Maybe I know him. He, he, I'll tell you. He he sounds very familiar, but right now I can't put a face on him. Okay. Now, you'd, you'd remember him if you you'd, you'd remember him if you Sorry? met him. He's someone you'd really remember if you'd met. So you probably just don't know him. The only way I would remember the guy is if we had some sort of bonding experience. So like I may have met him, and he may have, may have been crazy at the table. But unless we bonded in some way, I can't give a fuck who you are. You know, I I won't remember you. You know, I have a hard time remembering people I actually have like serious conversations with. 
let alone some guy I just see like. Okay, now, as I said, he's just like you. He's pretty memorable. So he's also from Toronto and a poker player and had some issues. So I, people thought maybe you knew him, but I guess you don't. Okay, so uh, I don't know. Okay, so. All this controversy, especially in the last few weeks, and, and with getting kicked out of everywhere, uh, is this an act for attention so people can uh, take note of you and, and look you up on the Hendon mob and, and all that? Is it for attention, or are we seeing the real hashtag king in these well, uh, in these uh, videos? Listen, 100% it's for attention, but also, you know, if you're going to disrespect me, you know, that's, this is the way I'm going to act, you know? Like, a lot of these places, like, these are I was banned for, I'm called for Playground poker, you know, they have a $5 million guarantee next week. Like, those fucking guys are such fucking pieces of shit. You know why I'm banned for life from there? Because Mike Gentile got into a fight with, like, the floor, and I defended him, you know, and as and they, they kicked us both out, and, you know, after they kicked us out, we went to the bar, we did our thing. But when they kicked us out, I'm like, listen, guys, I never want to fucking come back here again. Please ban me for life. You know, and I said this out of rage because I was so fucking angry at, you know, the way they were treating Mike and I was defending Mike. And the only reason why I'm banned from fucking Playground and why they won't let me back, and you can, you can call Mike, you can ask Mike, or you can call Playground and concern us, is because I told them I want to, I want to be similarly banned. But because I told them I want to be banned for life, which is something I said in like the heat of the moment, and like, you know, I want to be unbanned so I can play in this fucking tournament, they told me that you know, you're banned for life because you told us to ban you for life. But yeah, that like, happens. You know, I, I know. I've, I've known people who this has happened to before. Once casinos to kind of take that seriously, even if you take it back later, then they're like once you say that, they've they've got to kind of keep to that. Otherwise, it can look really bad for them if they don't. So I, I understand that more. Uh, so, but listen, like I, I said this to like a fucking rent a cop. You know, no one heard. It was just like a rent a cop that was escorting me out. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I never want to come back. You know, like, this is literally like some rent a cop. You know, this guy was talking shit. I'm like, listen, buddy, like, if you want to fight, let's fight. And then everyone's like, oh, you don't want to fight with this guy. Like, you'll, you'll be buried, like, in, in, in Montreal. This guy, like, is like a gangster. I'm like, listen, man, I don't give a fuck if you're the, you know, if you run the fucking Hells Angels, man. If you come at me, you know, I'm going to fight you back. And you better be fucking prepared to fucking kill me or else I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay, so, uh, speaking of someone you have a beef with, Sean Deeb, you know, you really went at him pretty hard on Poker Night in America. Uh, what What's the reason for this beef with Sean Deeb? Why don't you like him? How did this whole thing start? Okay, so, like, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. The reason I don't like Sean Deeb is because I think Sean Deeb is a piece of fucking shit on the table and off the table. Like, number one, like, he finds it funny to slow roll people, you know? I run a I run a lot of poker games in in Canada, you know, where we make a shit ton of money off the rake. You know, like I'm talking like in three in two three three days we make like forty thousand dollars off the rake. Obviously, there's a lot of cheat and there's a lot of collections that need to be to, to be taken care of. But we make a lot of money in these games. And I mean, if you if you slow roll someone, you know, the whole fucking table, I mean, if your best friends on the table, the whole fucking table will get up and just beat the fuck out of you. So this guy takes pleasure. And like fucking with people in the sense of like you know he's fucking with them money wise you know like this is someone like they're earning a living and I don't care if it's for the show or not for the show but slow rolling someone you know you don't do that and like Mike Madison told him he's like if you want to fucking slow roll me again son I'm gonna knock you in the fucking face so that's number one why I don't like this guy and I'll tell I'll tell you one well, thing well did he ever know? hold on did he ever slow roll you or you just saw him sl- yeah, slow yeah, so roll no he did so like so like in the hands like. I went on Poker Night in America, 
you know, I, I brought 25,000 to Tofta, you know, I ended up losing, you know, almost all of it, uh, before I even sat down in the fucking game. So I, I was only able to buy him for 7,500 in that game. And if you, if you look at that game, you know, every hand that was bigger than maybe like a couple hundred bucks, I won every single hand against every player. And this isn't me just talking shit. You can just watch it. I won every single hand that I played in, except the hand against Sean where he got lucky on the turn. And he turned a, a queen, you know, to get two pair against my ace king where I had, you know, top pair. But I knew right away that Sean was going to slow roll me. But if I hadn't watched that video of Mike Matisau being slow rolled by Sean, I don't give a fuck that I'm on camera or not. I would have knocked him in the fucking face, you know. I would have fucking knocked him out on, on the fucking camera live, you know, for everyone to see because you don't fucking slow roll people. Like, that's disgusting. Like, I had just lost, you know, like $9,000 and you're going to try to slow roll me. You know, I thank God that I saw that video, like, literally the day before I got on the show. I've been slow rolling Mike, but I, I knew it was coming. But if, if he had fucking done that and I hadn't seen the video, you know, he would be fucking on the ground unconscious and I would probably be in fucking jail. So, okay. So that's number one. So that's number, number one. That's yeah. why I don't like him. But the, the main reason why I don't like Sean, okay, is because he talks shit about Sorrell, you know? And Sorrell, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a fucked up past and, like, I don't know whether he did what he did or not. You know, like, at the end of the day, everyone goes through hard times and people do things when they're desperate. But for Sean Deeb and Doug Polk and all these fucking other assholes, to talk about throughout the way they do, like, they're so fucking righteous. And, and, you know, like, that makes me fucking angry because, you know, people fuck up and people should be given second chances. Well, I, I know your friends. I, I know your friends with Sorrell, but you do realize over the over a period of years, he he got involved in a lot of different shady things. There's a lot of things he did over the years that that were dishonest, and that's why there there it wasn't just right. one incident. And listen, 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 listen to like how I how I treat people. Okay, I don't give a fuck if you went away from murder. You know, if you're good to me, you know, I I judge someone based on my experience with them. And Sorrell has done nothing. But be, but be a good fucking friend to me. And because of that, you know, I don't care, you know, if he killed Sean Deeb's wife, you know, I would still fucking, you know, I, I would still fucking, you know, you know, love the guy and be like good friends with her because he has done nothing wrong to me. So, you know, I, I think, I think everything with a grain of salt and I don't give a fuck that everyone t- says like, oh, like, be careful with the guy, like, he's gonna fuck you, like, he's gonna fuck you. I'm like, at the end of the day, he hasn't fucked me. And, well, know, okay, no, I understand. Just, I understand that if if you didn't, if you don't want to get involved in other people's feuds with with Sorrell Mizzy, and if you if he's been a good friend to you, that you don't want to get involved. That's fine. What what I'm saying, it seems like you're angry at Sean Deeb and Doug Polk and others for criticizing Sorrell, but but Sorrell has really done these things that he's being criticized for, you know, multiple uh, things over a, a period of years. So how can you be mad about that? Fine, that's fine. You know, like maybe he's done some of the stuff he's done. Maybe he hasn't. Like, I, I don't really know because I don't follow poker that much. I know he admitted to some stuff. But I'll tell you one thing, man. You know, the poker world is not a good place for people to be, you know? Like, shit happens. Like, it's a shady fucking bit, like, like world to be in. And, like, yeah, he's fucked people over. But, you know, I believe in people being able to change, you know? And, you know, when he's fucked he fuck people over, you know, it's because he came under death at times, like, I'm sure he probably went broke or whatever the situation may be for him. If he actually did fuck people over, and you know, like I think he admitted to one thing, uh, you know, he did it not because he wanted to fucking scam the person. He did it because he was so fucking desperate and so in need of money for whatever the reason may be. Either people are trying to kill him 
or, you know, he's trying to fucking help his family, or, you know, whatever the fuck the reason may be, people do things when they're desperate, and at the end of the day, yeah, they need to, like, man up to it, but people need to have compassion, and people can change, you know? Like, I don't know, I, there's a, there's apparently, like, some story that, that Doug Polk made up on, uh, on Coconut America about Sorrel feeding some random guy named Rory, who's apparently dating Sam Abernathy, and he went on the air and said that, like, Sorrel cheated this guy, like, seven months ago to a year ago, and that Rory's gonna come after him, and Rory, like, wants to kill him for it, and, you know, Sorrel called me that night, and he's like, I'm fucking serious, like, I, I am pressing charges against Doug Polk, and, you know, he's like, I'm, I've spoken to my lawyer about this, and, like, Sorrell's lawyer is my lawyer, and I know that this is, in fact, like, the truth, and so I was like, listen, if this guy doesn't fucking apologize, like, publicly apologize, I'm going to sue him for defamation, and, like, I don't know, he was serious, and again, I don't know if it's true or not true, but I don't know, he seems to say that, like, he had no involvement in the situation with Rory, with uh, with like focused on like some online. Well, yeah, that, the, the accusation was that was that Sorrell was under a different account, and that uh, they both made the final table, and that he he was uh, when he was talking to Rory, he was hearing about his strategy at the final table and what he thought about other players, and he he didn't tell him, hey, by the way, I'm there too under a secret account, uh, and and you know he got a lot of information out of him, and that that's that's the story I heard, and that's what was going around, right. and that, and and that's exactly the story, and I don't know if that's true or not, you know. But it's like he, Sorrell seemed to, to, you know, he seemed to be pretty sincere about that really not being the case. And I don't know if it is or if it isn't, you know. And again, even if it is the case, I don't give a fuck. He still hasn't fucked me. Like, listen, like everyone, everyone has warned me about Sorrell, you know, everybody, you know. You know, like, you know, people very close to him have warned me about Sorrell. And if, if Sorrell has such a bad track record, why would a guy like Rory, like, why would he trust Sorrell, you know? If people, like, think so poorly... Well, but there's, Sorrel, there's a lot of yeah, trusting people, because he probably was like you. He probably, you know, had, up till then hadn't had any bad dealings with him and thought, okay, well, you know, there's other people who don't like him, but he's always been nice to me, so I'll trust him. There's a lot of times people are like that, and it seems like you're like that. But let's get away from Sorrell. Yeah. I, I don't really want this to be, like, a Sorrell interview. He's not even on the on the phone yeah. here. But, uh, so, so, Sean Deeb, you're at the table with him, and, and you're taunting him, and, and uh, he definitely was... He, he wasn't coming back very much. You, he was kind of just taking it. So, so yeah, you, listen, you, listen, you listen, kick- Sean Deeb's a bit. I'll, I'll, like, if I was Sean Deeb, you know, I would have fucking tried to knock me out. And like, yeah, he would have gotten destroyed, and he would have been in the hospital if he tried to come at me. But at the end of the day, for the honor of my family, you know. Well, I so let's talk about. It. That's what I was going to bring up. That's what I was going to bring up. I would have murdered. I would have tried to murder me. And you know, so I'm so why so why did you do that? That's my question. Why, why did you come after Sean Deeb's wife, who had nothing to do with anything going on there or anything bad that Sean Deeb may have done? So I'll tell you one thing. Again, like the ten X rule, Sean Deeb brought up family in the first place. He claimed that I, like, you know, I criminally sexually harassed Janine Deeb, who's apparently not her sister, but he said it was his sister. So once once you open the door, you know. There's no, there's no, like, mercy. Like, I'm all out. Like, you know, I'll go after your kids. I'll go after your fucking wife. I'll go after your mother. Like, I don't give a fuck. If you open that door, you know, I'll go off. And I'll tell you one thing. You know, Max Lance, before I came on the show, he told me, like, Solomon, I really want you on the show. I know you're going to be great for ratings. I know you're going to be great for, for views. And obviously that's what happened. The views doubled. The ratings, you know, would be the least. 
And he's like, listen, I want you on the show, but I'm very, I'm very worried because if you, if, if you go off and you say certain words, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna lose our, our contact with the casino, right? So we're not gonna, and I think they get paid by the casino to show up. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna kick us out, we're gonna lose business, and you know, it's gonna be very bad for our students. So he's like, Solomon, I need you to promise me that when you come, come on the show, I want you to not use three words, you know, and he told me straight up three words. Everything else that you do or say, I want, you have the green fucking light to go off, you know? And he told me, he's like, listen, I don't want you to use the word faggot, which is a word I love to use, and I don't mean it in like, you know, I don't, like, I, I love gay people, and I have a lot of friends that are gay, but I just like using the word faggot, you know, I don't mean it to, to harm anyone, but at the end of the day, it's 2017. Donald Trump is a fucking president. I'm going to say faggot when I want to say faggot. But he's like, don't say the word faggot. Don't say the word cunt. Again, cunt is a word I love. And don't use the word nigger. And nigger is a word I don't really use so often. But, you know, when I'm around, my, like, I have a lot of black friends. When I'm around them, I'm using the word, like, nigga, which is not derogatory, which is nigger, which is actually, like, a, a racial slur. You know, I use it around them all the time. And okay, like, so, you, say, so you said you can't say, so what is it? You can't say faggot, nigger, or what was the other word? Cunt. Cunt, okay. By the way, you're getting a little muffled again. Is it something we can do to improve the sound quality here? Yeah, is it better now? Much better, much better. Be like that. Stay, stay yeah, in that I'm position. Don't, don't move. Okay, so, so, okay, so, yeah. so you, you agreed not to say uh, the faggot, nigger, or cunt, and, and, and you stuck yeah. to that? You didn't say those three words? Right. I, I listen, at the end of the show, they came up to me, Todd and Matt, and they're like, Solomon, like, good job. You fucking killed it, you know? You know, I just wish you didn't talk about family. I'm like, listen, Matt, you gave me th- you gave me instructions specifically not to say three words, but you gave me the green light to go off. You know, family wasn't a, something. No, I, I agree. They probably probably didn't specifically mention that beforehand. Now, I I'll have to ask Matt. I I know Matt too, so I'll ask him um, what what he told you beforehand. He on on Twitter today. I have text messages. You know, if obviously if Matt denies it, I can show you text messages. But Matt's not going to deny it. Like he's a great guy. There, he's like three things. You avoid these three things. You know everything is Gucci. We're good. At the end of the show, he's a great job. Viewings were fucking through the roof. They doubled. Ratings were amazing. I just wish we had sat you down and said no, no family. You know, and, and listen, if he would have said no family, well, but but he I can't. He can't clarify. So we got to figure this out because. It's unlikely they would have thought about whether you're going to bring up someone's family. That's something that only you really think about once it right. happens. So, so, exactly. so, 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 so they, they either, yeah, if, if they really told you you can act whatever way you want, except just don't use those three words, then um, you, you didn't violate anything you promised them. But at the same time, we, we do have to, we do have to wonder. And just, you know, everybody seems to agree, uh, even the people who who like you and seem to be on your side. It seems like just about everybody agrees that it's still, no matter what you think of Sean, isn't appropriate to. On TV, say these bad things about his wife, who didn't do anything to you. Listen, and I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent But again, he brought up family, you know, and I wouldn't have gone off so much. He didn't bring it away to like he he was accusing me of a criminal offense on his sister, and you know, and when you lie and you talk about shit, like you know, stuff such fucked up shit like he did, you know, I'm gonna bury you, you know, and I'm gonna bring up the family, and you know, I was waiting for Sean to punch him because like if I was Sean. I don't give a fuck if I was, like, 60 pounds. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm, like, you know, 330 pounds. You know, I don't know what I am right now, but, like, when I did the weigh-in with Pharrell for the weight loss stuff, for the 32 weight loss stuff, I weighed in at 330. I don't give a fuck that I'm 50 pounds. I'm going to come at you at full force. 
full force. I don't want to try to fucking knock you out. You know, the truth, the fact is you're going to get fucking destroyed and end up in the hospital. But for my family's honor, it, that's worth it. And if I, like, Sean is such a bitch and such a pussy, you know, and he started the whole thing with the family, and he said it on, on Dillingham's, uh, you know, podcast. And right now me and Dillingham, you know, we're not talking anymore because, you know, I think he's kind of a scumbag too, but we'll get into that later. Um, you know, if he had not mentioned family, I would have never gone there because I know what it's like. To, 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 you know, when someone talks about my family, if you look at Live at the Bike, me and Dez, you, you know, we got into a fist fight almost because he talked about my mother. Who, 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 who are you talking about? So you can watch this on YouTube. There, it's actually a huge video. It has, it has like 100,000 views. There's a guy named Bear Jew. Oh, Bear Jew, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, he's, he's involved in controversy himself right now, so... Uh, with what? Uh, the people supposedly owes people money and things like that. So there's a what, yeah, what, whatever. So anyways, like uh, so anyways, you can watch this video online. And the video is like from Live at the Bike. It's called like hash, video is called hashtag King Solomon Ponte gets wrecked in the twenty thousand dollar pod. Okay, and so they show me pretty much call off my stats for twenty thousand with like a six high. And you know I did that because like I just don't give a fuck. I have enough money to fuck around. You know, I, I had a straight draw, I had a fluster on the turn. You know, I was never folding in that spot. In the tournament, I would snap fold in a cash game where I can rebuy unlimited amounts of time. I don't give a fuck how much money I have behind. I'm always falling in that spot. But anyways, uh, so they, 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 they aired that hand on YouTube. The part of the hand, they show me going off and basically saying, like, like listen, listen. Like, I, I went off, you know. You know, I'm like, listen, uh, like, there you or Elba. I will fucking murder you if you bring up my fucking mother's name again. You know, I will fucking destroy you. I will fucking kill you. And then he's like, yeah, you want to go? Let's go outside right now. And he gets up off the table to go outside. And I follow him out there. And I follow him outside. I make it like three steps. And then they call me back. They're like, wait, you're in, you're in a hand. You have money involved. You know, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, okay, hold on a second, you fucking piece of shit. Like, let me finish this hand. You know? And I ended up losing, like, I don't know, a few thousand in my hand, and I kind of wish I did go outside right away just to scrap it out. But, uh, you know, when it was time to go outside, after the hand was done, I had lost a bunch of money. The security was there, and they're like, you're not going anywhere. And, you know, like, that that was a fight that was a murder. Hmm. So, so, so there's almost, there almost a fight there. I, see, I hadn't seen that video. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a video. And I, and I, and I, I threatened him. I, I gave him death threats. I'm like, and you know what's funny? It just happened to be that I was flying out of America the next day to see my mother because she was having surgery, and this guy kept going off about my mom, and I kept telling him, listen, man, stop, you got to stop this. He says, you know, like, stop it. Like, and he just kept going, and then I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, well, but don't, don't you see here, if, if, if this got you so angry, which, which is understandable, uh, why did you do the same thing to Sean Deeb? Uh, wouldn't you think this would make him feel the same way? Okay. Like, no, a hundred percent, a hundred fucking percent. Like I said, though, he brought up family in the first place, and, and and when you started with me, I'll fucking end it with you. But I was just waiting, you know. I, like again, like Sean Deeb is such a fucking little bitch, and now he's like boycotting everywhere, and he got me banned from like live at the bike. He's like, I'm not gonna show up anywhere with a hashtag team. Like, if you have the hashtag team on your show. I'm never going to be. Yeah, I I'm saw that. I, I saw that. How he's saying he's not going to come on live with the bike or any other thing that has you in the future. Yeah. I'm like, listen, Sean, you're, you're just some fucking, like, you know, fat, ugly poker player with, like, a double chin that claims to have all this fucking money, you know. Like, I, I don't know how much money he has, you know. Maybe he's won a lot of money. At the end of the day, 
it doesn't matter how much you've won. It's how much you fucking have and how much you're able to hold on to. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all know poker players have won millions. You know, some of them 20, 15, you know, 15 to $20 million in their slap broke. They don't give a fuck how much you, 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 you know, you claim to have won. It's what you have in the bank at the moment. So and I told Sean, I'm like, listen, you're a fucking little bitch. And I called him like a faggot off there. And like, I don't give a fuck to use that word. Because again, I love that word and I'm going to use it. You know, if I'm not being, if I'm not on a show, if I'm on a show and they tell me not to use it, I won't use it. But, you know, on Twitter and, you know, you know, freedom of speech, baby, like Donald Trump says he's going to grab a, uh, you know, a girl by the fucking pussy. I'm going to say tag it. Well, here, anyway, let me, let me ask you another question about money here. So you won this 344K at, at the World Poker Tour. I, I don't see, as far as tournaments, any other large scores. I saw you final table telling me you got like 11,000. So, um, you mentioned losing 100,000. Gambling at Falls View. You said you're living a uh, an extravagant lifestyle. Uh, how much money do you have right. left? Are you almost broke now? I mean, how much how much money could be well, left at this point? Well, I have I have a decent. So here's another story. And everything like there's a mag, Casino World magazine May first. They're coming out with a magazine. I'm in it. You know, I'm a, I'm in a good chunk of the magazine. They they go over my life and they go into more detail about it. But no one knows is in January. I went to the Hard Rock. You know. I went to two casinos, and I went to the Hard Rock. I took $2,000. I turned it into a quarter million in you know, like half an hour. And then after that, I went to another casino called Seneca Niagara. And you can confirm this with my, like on, on Instagram, on my Instagram, hashtag KingCA. If you follow me on Instagram, you can also, also follow me on, on Snapchat. I saw him in Ponson. You can confirm this on my Instagram account. You'll see a check from the Hard Rock. You'll see a check from Seneca Niagara. You know, I took 2000 turned it into a quarter million, and I took... 3,000, like the following week, and turned into 160,000 U.S. So, like, you know, in the last, like, three, four months, I, I've made more than I've won in that tournament because in the tournament, I was taxed, you know, there's a 30% withholding tax, but when you're playing table games, there's no tax. So, I, I took home a cold, like, you know, close to half a million dollars, whereas in the tournament, I took home 350, but I was taxed 30 points. So, you know, I made more money in Black Deck than I have in fucking Poker. But, but haven't you lost and, a lot of it back from things like that 100K hit and, and other times you may have lost here's, it? Here's, here's the thing. Like, like you know, I had a big hit in November at the WPT Deep Stack, you know, championship, which basically it's like they have a big tournament. You know, all the winners of all the other, like, uh, it's like the tournament of champions in, in Florida, you know. They all get a free buy-in and they all get whatever. So I had a big hit, and I played a huge PLO game, like a hundred, two, a fifty, hundred, two hundred PLO game in uh, in uh, Calgary, and you can confirm this with, with like you know the deep stats because we were there to witness a lot of it. I, I lost like a hundred and fifty thousand Canadian in like one night playing in the, in the fifty, hundred, two hundred game. Like, like you know that was my biggest, that is my biggest loss to date gambling, like whether it be blackjack or poker. Like that was my biggest hit ever, and you know I lost a lot of money. But then, in, so that was in November. I lost 150,000 Canadian. Then in January, I you know I won half a million American, and yeah, I lost also 100,000. Wait, wait, how, how did you win 500,000 American? Where, where did that happen? So again, you can just confirm all of this through Twitter, or, or just call the fucking casino, or call my casino host. I, I took 2,000, turned it into a quarter million. Oh, that, oh, that one. Okay, okay. So and then I and. Then, 3,000, I turned it into 160,000. So, so you, you, have, you have plenty of money at the moment, you're saying? Yeah. Like, listen, I can show you, if I show you my text messages and my emails, 
I have casinos that I've never been to in my life. I don't know how they get my information, but they're calling me up. Listen, Solomon, do you want to meet Tom Brady? We'll get you like a private, like you know. And I don't, I don't really care for sports. Like, yeah, I'm a big sports fan, but that's just part of the gambling. I don't really watch sports, so I could give a fuck to meet Tom Brady. But, like, if you want to meet Tom Brady, we'll fall. Oh, no, I, I, no, I believe you. That what happens is, friend. yeah, they, they, they kind of sometimes they, they're not even supposed to do this. Sometimes uh, hosts will steal information and give it to their friends, and things like that will happen. To where casinos will contact you that get information somehow that you're playing big at another casino. So I, I believe you've been playing big at casinos. I'm just trying to well, determine. It's, it's all recorded. Like no one has to believe anything. All they have to do is go to my Instagram account. Well, I know, I but that sho- but that shows wins, but that doesn't show the losses. That's the problem. So no, but I, I also I also show the losses. I show the losses. Of, okay, of okay. Well, let, let's let's get to a related topic uh, about uh, you challenged Doug Polk at the table to a million dollar. That's wrong. That that information is is very incorrect. Okay, we got to get the facts straight on that one. And 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 Joe Ingram, he did a video of was the hashtag king wrong or not. And I fucking blasted him. I'm like, listen, Joey, we're gonna have a big problem here because I don't care that you're like a reporter and you want to get views for your fucking show, but you need to report on the facts. And the facts that you reported on and the video that you made, they're just clearly incorrect. And you can ask Doug Polk and you can ask... Eric but but I watched it, my, I watched it myself. There, you, how did you not challenge him? That's what I saw, too. I saw you mean? challenging him to a million dollars. Go to Doug Polk's YouTube channel. He tells you that he's the one that challenged me. I didn't challenge him. Okay. He's the one that brought up a million dollars, not me. Okay, well, may, may, maybe you're right. But I, I seem to remember the other way, but it's possible. You, I only watched no, it once. I only watched it once, so it's possible you're right I'll, here. But... I'll, 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 I'll give you $100,000 if I'm wrong. No, no, no it, 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 look, it doesn't matter who challenged you. That doesn't really matter to me. But but the, the point was there, there was discussion there. There was discussion back and forth. There was discussion. If you think about it, it, it does matter because Doug Polk right now, I'm trying to call him up to, to play him for this million dollars, and he's MIA. Okay, okay, but that's, that's that's the point I'm trying to bring up. That's why it doesn't really matter who challenged you. Let's let's say he challenged you, which, which might very, I think it's a- may very well be the case. Okay, so he challenged you. And, and you guys had a discussion at the table for a while about how to guarantee this match takes place. So you wanted him, you wanted both sides to escrow a million, and right. he wanted just that same night for each of you to escrow 50000 as pretty much like a deposit to guarantee you both no. show up. So this way, if, if you back out, then, then he keeps the 50000 If he backs out, you keep his fifty. You kept not wanting to do the fifty. You were saying, no, I only want to do a million. People at the table kept trying to say, no, 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 look, you can't get a million together in one night. Fifty, you probably can. No, so no, no, That's not the case either. That's not the situation. Okay, so what is? So I'll tell you the situation. So he's like, I want to ask for you, I want to ask for 50. And it wasn't in one night. You know? this, this wasn't the case that we had to do it tonight. Because obviously... We, we're not going to do it tonight. You know, my money's in Canada. You know, it takes a long time to get a wire. This was not going to happen tonight. The the he just wanted to. He's like, listen, I'll play you for the million. I want you to escrow fifty thousand if we agree to this at some point. You know, we'll give it to like Ryan because you know, like like I told Ryan. Ryan, so this is how the Doug Polk heads up started. This, this is before Bulgaria in America. Ryan Feldman. He he like when I first came on the show and I you know I you know I caused the scene. And I, I like increased the views on their show also. They like he came up to me, he's like, So you're the best player in the world, Solomon? Like he's like in, in the in the live stream when I was doing some commentary. He's like, So you're the best player in the world? I'm like, Fuck yeah I am You know, when I was playing on the image, they're like, You'll play Doug Polk heads up? I'm like, Who the fuck is Doug Polk? And then he's like, Are you serious? You know what Doug Polk? I'm like, Brian? I said on my fucking life, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, I don't give a fuck who he is, but I will play him heads up. And then Ryan's like, Okay, can you do you wanna do like a Snapchat video? that we're going to send to Doug Polk. 
and you're gonna say you're gonna say I'm heads up. I'm like, sure. Then the video, I'm like, listen, like whoever the fuck you are, like you fucking bitch. I will like that folks, I will pay you heads up. And this is how it all began, you know. And then and then like three months later, that folks finally agrees to pay me heads up. I ride at the bike, but only in the fall. Like we don't agree that right now. But he's like, listen, you know, I'm gonna pay hashtagging heads up, but I only can pay him in the fall. But my only concern is that he's gonna be broke by then. I'm like, so then I, 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 you know, I respond to that. I'm like, listen, Doug, you think I'm gonna be broke by the fall, you like little bitch? You know, let's play tomorrow. You know, let's play fucking in a week from now. Why do you only want to play me in the fall? And he's like, oh, you know, like I have other commitments, blah blah blah. And I'm like, listen, Doug, let, let's get one thing straight. You know, if you want to actually play me. You know, and, and you're going to run your fucking mouth and say that I'm going to go broke. I mean, let's just fucking pay tomorrow. You know, like, don't fucking run your mouth and tell me you're only going to pay in the fall. Like, you're not that fucking popular, man. At the end of the day, people need to fucking stop being so righteous. Because at the end of the fucking day, you know, that post is to be one of the, you know, the most famous guys in Tokyo, like, you know, after me. But if you <laughs> walk into a fucking nightclub, you know, in fucking New York, no one, no one's gonna fucking know who we are, you know. Like for the most part. No yeah, yeah, that's true. Us. Okay, but but hold hold on a second. Here's what I'm not understanding. I'm like a logical guy, and so I, I'm trying to follow this whole thing. It's just very simple. Um, escrowing a million dollars is always tough. It, it, it's it's tough to do. It's tough to get to get unless you're super super rich. You can't. It, it's hard to right, just, just pick up a million dollars. So, so 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 hold on, hold on. So I'm saying here that fifty thousand is is a good enough sum of money. To where, if you think someone is going to flake on you, and and you can get them to agree to fifty thousand, and if one flakes on it, then the other gets the fifty without even having to play. That's great. I mean, I'd I'd love to get just a fifty, a free fifty thousand landing in my lap for doing nothing and risking nothing. Yeah, but so, I, I'm not like that. No, but why not? It's a free fifty thousand well, dollars for. So, for, for let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Okay, I I support that super fucking heavy, you know. And I've been losing over the last three months forty thousand dollars a week. You know, fifty fucking thousand dollars means nothing to me. You know, and you can check with my bookies, man. I, I, I don't win in sports. Like, I've, I've lost between twenty and forty thousand dollars for the last like three months every fucking week. You know, I'm down like you know close to a fucking quarter million dollars or more in sports betting. Fifty thousand dollars means shit to me. You know, if you're gonna fucking give me a number and you want to play heads up for it, like a million dollars, like you fucking claim you're gonna do, you know, you're gonna fucking ask for the million fucking dollars. You know. I don't give a fuck about fifty k. Now, are you are you, say, like, are you saying you have a million right now to play? Let's say he said he could play tomorrow. Would you have a million to play with him? Listen, if he wants to play for a million, you know, I'm not going to say whether I have or don't have a million. I will get the million. You know, whether it's through my parents, my family, or whether it's through fucking you know selling action, I will get a million together. You know, but you know, I'll tell you one thing. You know, and this I know for a fact: whether Doug Polk has a million or more or not, you know, I, and I, I, I kind of question, I, I kind of think he might be broke. Whether he has the money or not, he is going to get fucking investors. He's going to get backers for this fucking, you know. Yeah, he probably will. That's, that's probably true. What? Yeah, he probably will. No, this is 100% true. Like, it's, it's like a fact. Like, I, I can almost guarantee it. And, you know, I can, I'm, I'm starting to do the same. You know, I started like a, like a, like a Twitter donation page where people can come and give me money and be part of history and if this actually goes down, and if that's what, you know, at the end of the day, the talk is cheap, you know. And I've been trying to contact this guy for the last fucking, I don't know how long, to play heads up. He's always been ignoring me. He doesn't want Ryan Feldman to, like, give me, to give me, like, his number. I don't know why, you know. The guy thinks so highly of himself. But at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck, you know. Why do I care to have your number? You know, I'm not going to fucking tell to anyone. Like, listen, 
Off your fucking high horse. You're not that fucking famous. Like, let's be fucking real. And he doesn't, he's been ignoring me. And I think even if he's broke, which may be the case, but he doesn't have as much money as he claims to Well, have. I, th- I think he just doesn't believe it's really going to happen, so he doesn't want to give it too much time unless it's going to, unless he's well, listen, sure listen, it's going to occur. Again, again, when people run their fucking mouth, you know, I'm going to fucking call them out. And he's the one that said, hey, I want to play you for a million. And, like, listen, you can maybe think that I'm the one that offered. I'll, listen, if if I indeed if I indeed was the one that offered, I'll give you on air. I'll give you a hundred thousand. Well, okay, I, I think this is his concern. Okay, I, I think you're right that he's probably not going to slap up a million of his own money, even if he has it. He probably will get back just to control the variance there. So, right. I, so, so, so here's the problem. I think he's afraid that if he takes this seriously and you're not serious, and he goes through the trouble of raising a million dollars from various people that will buy pieces of this, and then you know, goes through the whole effort of this and says, okay, I've got my million and then you don't come through on your end, then he's just wasted his time. So I, I think that's why he wanted, something, he wanted something easy that, like 50 put up front to where then it's, if his time gets wasted, he still makes 50K from it and it's worth it to him. I can understand that. Hold on. We, we have a, a co-host on here, a Cal Watt. He hasn't spoken yet, but uh, he has a question for you. No, I, 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 I mentioned I something talk earlier, talk but to drop the, the natives talk, or get. I, I just gotta hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold hang, on. Hold hang on, sir. Hold on. Drop the natives are getting restless, man. They want uh, they want to be able to call yeah. in and talk to this guy. He's okay. kind of going okay. on. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, after we're done with the Doug, after we're done with the Doug Polk topic, we'll we'll take some calls. All right. I, I, I just want to wrap this up, okay? At the end of the day, like Sean, like Doug Polk, oh, he, he, you know, he wants me to take a seriously. Like Doug. No one gives a fuck about you, you know? Your time isn't that valuable. Like, stop fucking saying, oh, I'm going to waste my time. Like, shut the fuck up, you know? What's your time really worth, buddy? Like, shut the fuck up. What work do you need to put in? Really nothing, you know? Just set up a fucking, like, GoFundMe or one of these fucking stupid things and get the million dollars, and I'll do the fucking same. I'll fundraise. I'll get backwards because, yeah, I can put up the million dollars also. But why the fuck would I put up a million dollars of my own money? Well, I, I know, don't. Th- I, I just don't think this is going to happen unless he, unless there's something put up beforehand that's like a guarantee he's okay. not wasting his time. But okay, so look, listen, look, let's let's move on here. Hang on, we're we're going we're gonna to take some phone calls. So the phone number, if anybody I, wants to call, I don't in. give a fuck if it happens or not. He called me out. If he wants it to happen, then fucking tell him okay. to stop the, being the, a fucking bitch. The, the phone know? number, I don't fucking heads up. He fucking wants to put me heads up. Okay, the phone number is seven seven five. Three seven two eight three five five. That's seven seven five fraud fifty five is the phone number. Seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. You can also call the Mount Charleston line. Seven oh two four three oh eighteen oh eight. Seven oh two four three oh eighteen oh eight. We have a call right now. Caller, you are on the air. Where is Bonnie? What? I don't know. Let's let's take it. <laughs> This, like, like, I'll, I'll tell you straight up one more thing before we go to the call. Sean Deep says I'm broke. Sean Deep says he's speaking to people in Toronto that I owe them money. I will, I will, if I owe anyone money, and you can, you can, this is on air. You know, I dare someone to come up on air, or, like, you know, or on Twitter and t- tell me that I owe them money. The only people that I owe money to, okay, and this is a fact, you can ask anyone, I owe money to fucking nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. The only people I owe, I owe any money to are my bookies. And every fucking week, you know, the week after, I settle my debt with them. So on a consistent basis, the only people I owe money to is my bookies. And I promise you, you will never find a single fucking person at, at this moment in time in my life that I owe a fucking penny to. And if I'm wrong, you know, call me out on it. You know, come, come out of the fucking woodwork. 
Okay, so we have, we have a challenge here. If, if anybody knows of anyone that uh, he owes money to other than his bookie, let, let us know. Okay, 775... Yeah. All these people tried to call when I wasn't taking calls. Now I get one weird call. Here comes another call from uh, 847. Uh, call, you're on the air. <clears throat> Go ahead. Does this guy know he's full of shit? Does this guy hear himself talk to... Uh, hash, hash brown king. Do you, do bro, you, you hear yourself talking? Uh, do you have a question or not, bro? You oh, know, my God. Yeah, my, uh, you yeah. heard my question. Are you for real? That's my question. I'm speaking on behalf of everybody. Are you for real? Are you for real? I'll, I'll answer that. Bro, do you, you not you sound like the most... Okay, hold on. Let, let's person. let him answer. Let's let him answer. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, hang on. I'll, yeah, I'll let you answer. Go, go ahead. Let him answer. Can you fucking take that the dick you have out of your fucking mouth, bro? You sound like you're fucking sucking dick right now. Am I for real? What, what does that even mean? <clears throat> like, am I for real, like, in what sense? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And take the fucking dick am out I of your mouth. Am I not speaking clearly enough to you? No, bro. Am I not speaking clearly enough to you? It sounds like you have a fucking dildo. You don't sound, you don't think you sound like the most entitled rat ever? Are you fucking drunk, bro? Oh, I'll get my parents to do it. I'll uh, get my chair. What is that? Who acts like that? You are not you know, normal. I don't know what this guy's what this guy's saying or what he's asking, but if you if you know what the question is, let me know and I'll answer it. Yeah, I'm asking. Do you think what you're doing is normal? Do you think you act normal? Listen, is your buddy, behavior normal to you? Listen, buddy, I think you're a little bitch. You know, and don't worry about my fucking oh, okay. behavior. Okay, I, I just want to know. I just want to know. First. Do you think you well, are that, that's, that is a reasonable question? Do you, do you think hashtag King? Do you think your behavior is normal? That is a reasonable question. Okay, and no problem. I'll answer this. Listen, at the end of the day, hashtag King is a fucking image. You know, it's an image I fucking portray. No. you know what? Well, let, oh, let, let, him, let him answer. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a portrayal now. Let him okay, answer. Let, let, let's hear his answer. Go ahead. You want me to go? Yes. Yeah, okay, so. Obviously, it's a fucking image, you know? But at the end of the day, there are parts that are real. Like, at the end of the day, if you fuck with me, I will fucking bury you. And that's the bottom line, you know? So in that sense, it's real. But, you know, when I go on air and I talk smack and I do all this shit, the things I say to people, for the most part, unless it gets personal, I don't mean any of that, you know? I'm just having a good time and I'm just making poker entertaining to walk, fucking watch. And the numbers don't fucking lie, you know? All these guys that were on Poker Night in America... They've been on the fucking show before, you know, and they haven't brought the numbers that I brought in last week, you know, like Doug Polk and Sean Deeb and Ben Talley and, you know, all these guys, you know, they've all been on the show and I don't know, friends, I don't know, but, you know, they've been on the show before and the only reason why the, the views have doubled and the ratings doubled is because of me, not because of any of them. And that's a fact. Hmm. Hey, hashtag, I don't know I'm, how you can think you're normal. I'm getting a, hashtag, I'm getting uh, a, 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 listen, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I'm getting, I'm getting a report. Hashtag, I'm getting a report sent to me, and uh, guy's telling me he grew up in your hometown, and he says that the last fight you got in was in middle school with a girl, and you lost. Uh oh, is that true? Okay, so like I said, listen, buddy, anyone can claim whatever they want to claim. Give me the no, 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 I'm not claiming. Okay, so when was the last fight no, that no. you were in? The last no. like fist fight. Anyone and say I did anything. At the end of the day, I want the person's fucking name so I can talk to him and we can I can find out which girl he's talking about if this is actually true 
So listen, I don't fight with nobody unless they fight with me. And, you know, middle school is so fucking long ago. I don't fucking remember middle school, you know. I remember the fights I had in my recent history. So if you can find me whoever this fucking little bitch is. Wait, hang on. Did you actually fight a girl in middle school? Is this true? Did you really fight? Did you really fight with a girl in middle school? Did she win? I don't remember I don't remember fighting with any girl in fucking middle school. And if I did, you know, give me the name of the girl and, like, let me know who said this because, you know, I'll fucking call them out. All right. I will ask. <laughs> okay. Let me know. All right. 775-FRAUD55. The phone line is open again. 775-372-8355 is the phone number if you want to ask any question of Hashtag King. You're going to have that phone number again. People They say I'm broke. They say I owe people money. Like, like tell me who I owe money to, you know? If you can find someone I owe money to, you know, I'll give you some free money. You know, okay. Because I don't know any, and you're not going to find shit. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Bill from Boston. Yes. Yeah, this guy, um, he was on the WPT at Foxwoods, and I heard he stiffed a poker club around here, 75 grand. <laughs> I've never been to Foxwoods, you fucking retards. Never? But, Never in my life. So confirm that. There's a picture of you on the wall at my poker club. You stiffed the place for okay. seventy-five grand. Show your okay, face buddy. at Foxwoods again and watch buddy. what happens. Your fucking mouth I will fucking you head. into a baby. Shut your fucking buddy. mouth before I knock you out, you fucking faggot. You yeah. know, come up uh, here to my fight for rolls. Step foot in Foxwoods. Skip the poke. Fight me for rolls. We'll each put up a billion. What? This guy wants to fight you for a billion dollars. Are you accepting? No, a million. A million. A million. I'll fight this guy. No problem. Sound like a fucking retail. You're probably also sucking Sean to talk. You want to fight then? But no problem. All right. When, when do you want to fight? World Series of Poker? Bro, what World Series, bro? I'll fly you up. Bro, I will pound you into tomorrow. the cement. I will crush what? you like a cigarette. Okay, bro, I'm waiting. I'm at the fucking, you know, you know, you know where I'm at, bro. Come to the Venetian tomorrow. We'll settle this. You're going to be in a casino because you're banned from the mall. You're probably so fucking broke. Yo, don't worry where we fight, bro. Don't worry where we fight. We're going to fight broke. somewhere. Yeah, every time you go on TV, you're stacked. You're stacked every time you go on TV. You are horrid at poker. Stacking okay, them up with six five. Stop sucking Sean's fucking dick, bro. You know, your mother's a whore. Shut your fucking mouth. Hmm. So basically, you won't fight me and you're broke and you have no money. Listen, bro, like I said, come to Vegas tomorrow, you know? You you want to be a fucking tough guy? Come to Vegas, you know? I'll, I'll pay for your flight, you know? Come to Vegas, buddy. So, so you will fight this guy if for a million? You'll, you'll fight this guy for a million dollars? Yeah, if I come to Vegas and we fight, how about the loser sucks the other guy's dick? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, do, do your thing. You know, come to Vegas tomorrow, we'll fight tomorrow. Bye. Actually, I might just come to Vegas and beat the shit out of you. And then make you my bitch. Okay, bro, make me, make me your bitch, bro. I'm waiting. I'll gut you where you stand, motherfucker. Yo, give me your information, buddy. Let me Give me your address. Let me book you the flight so we can uh, finish this tomorrow. You know, send me your information if you're, if you're fucking serious. You know, I'll pay I'll, I'll your flight, no problem. Okay, but are, what about the term about uh, whoever loses sucks the other's dick? Are you okay with that, or is that is that too too far? Listen, I don't engage in weird activities, you know, so that's not going to happen. Okay, but so that, you, that, that term won't be part of it. You know, Sean, Sean D's offering, so if he wants to do it with Sean D, like, let him, let him go ahead. I'll let you suck me off for free. Okay, you're, you okay, listen, Sean D will take that offer, no problem. Okay, thank, thank you, caller. All right, that was... Uh, that was interesting. Okay, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. Uh, here comes another call. Where's this rapid-fire calls here. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah. Hello? Yes. 
Yeah, hey, uh, I just wanted to call. I, uh, you know, I, I haven't been watching poker for a long time, and I heard about this hashtag guy. I actually think he's very entertaining. Um, I haven't watched this much poker locked on in years. Uh, with that said, you know, if he can tone down the, uh, you know, the, the, the family insults, what you guys discussed, I think, I think the guy's hilarious. You know, I mean, people shouldn't take him so seriously. Um, I mean, think about it. Yeah, that's actually a good Most point. Those... Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, you know, I think I agree with this caller. I think if I think you may actually have a good thing going where you might be able to re-energize poker on TV, where people will uh, might enjoy watching you if you toned it down some and didn't get so outrageous that you pissed so many people off. What do you think of that? Of, of, of the, toning this down? This is a... Ira from the Jewish Anti-Defamation League in West Palm Beach. Hello? We have denounced Lalaman as a Jew. What the hell? We have another call. This is Ira from, from West Palm Beach. We have the yeah, I don't know who the hell that was. <laughs> he is no, no longer look. welcome among our people. Uh-oh. No problem. I've never been to, to Palm Beach, buddy. Have fun. Like, do you think I give a shit whether you denounce me as a Jew? Like, have, have fun, buddy. Get the fuck out of here. So I think, I think Ira's saying that you can't retire to West Palm Beach if uh, you want to get older. Absolutely. Lalaman isn't welcome. <laughs> That's any stupid horror. If I want to retire to West Palm Beach, I'm going to retire to West Palm Beach. If you want to do something fucking about it, you know, come at me. Okay, well, Ira sounded pretty old. I don't think I don't think Ira wants to fight you. I, I think Ira's just saying that you were. Uh... Ira can send their fucking like retarded son at me too. You know, if you want to talk shit, put your fucking money where your mouth is. If I want to retire at West Palm Beach, I'll be at West Palm Beach. You know, I'll be waiting for you guys. Okay, uh, so uh, um, caller, you're, you're you're the one who saw them before, right? Yeah, I called him. I don't know if I was done. What I was also trying to say is, you know, people talk about respecting the game. I mean, I play small limits. I'm not, I, I don't play the, the, the limits of, of hashtag. But what I got to say is most of these poker players, I mean, they talk about respecting the game. Most of them are dirtbags and they're all broke and borrowing and stiffing money from each other. Look, again, I don't, I don't agree with everything this hashtag guy does, but as an, as an, he, he's straight up saying he's, he's, a persona, right? It's not really who he is. Now, whether he is or not, like I said, I don't agree with everything he does, but as an entertainment factor, I think, you know, the guy's doing what he's doing. I don't know how long his fab's going to stay, but it's entertaining. Okay, well, that's an interesting view, and uh, yeah, I agree and, with some of it. And let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. If you get me on TV long enough, I will bring Coco back to the days that, you know, Coco was great. Because, listen, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit, and I, I speak the truth. And yeah, I, I could tone it down, but if we if we sit down, you know, next time I'm on the show with Matt Glantz, you know, which hopefully will be soon to play Doug Cloak for a million dollars because Live at the Bike no longer wants to wants to do the hashtag King Week thing. Like if we if you sit down with me like we did last time and he writes out, Hey, no family, no bitches, no punch, no faggot, no nigga, if he writes us all down, I will promise you I will not say any of those words, you know? It's just a matter of, you know, how far you know, how much you want to control me, you know? He gave me three rules, and I didn't break a single one of them. Everything else was fair game. Okay, we, we have another caller on the air here. Hello. Caller. I guess he's not speaking. All right, so um, let me let me get to another topic here. Actually, here's another call. We'll take another call, then I'll get to another topic here. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up? Go, go ahead. You have a question or a comment for the hashtag king here? Yeah. Hi, this is Melvin from the Rainbow Flops. We just wanted to get hashtag stance on gays and poker, please. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what is your opinion on gays and poker? My name is Melvin from Rainbow Flops. Get rid of this guy. Oh, listen, 
My my this, my opinion on gays and poker is no different than my opinion on gays overall. You know. Get rid of this guy on the other line. Well, what? hang on a second. I wanted to hear from Melvin. So, so hang on. We'll let yeah, right. let let let, let, let uh, hashtag King answer Melvin, and then we'll get to your question. Go ahead. Thank right, you. Go, go ahead, hashtag King. So, so yeah. So the question on the gays in poker. You know, my opinion on gays in poker is the same as my opinion on gays overall. I have nothing against gay people. You know, I have plenty of gay friends, and you can ask. You can ask around. You know, I'll, I could. You know, I can name you some gay people that I like that I'm friends with. You know, I have nothing against them. You know, I just like to use the word faggot. And I don't, when I say it, it's not going against the gays. Again, you guys stopping a bunch of little bitches and, you know, stopping so fucking righteous. Your president is fucking Donald Trump. He said he's going to murder someone and get away with murder. He said he's going to grab a woman by the pussy and get away with it. So please, shut the fuck up. Okay. Well, okay. well then the Rainbow Flops would love to do some business with you. <laughs> okay. okay. Th- thank and you. This with them, you know, like, uh. I'm not gay, but like whatever else you want to do, like let's do it. Mm. Okay, so we'll make poker great. We'll make poker great. We'll make poker great for the gays. You know, we'll make great poker great for everyone. You make poker great again for the gays and everybody. Okay, thank you, thank you, Melvin. Okay, so uh, caller, uh, uh, other caller, go ahead with your question. Yeah, about yeah. Me. God, these callers are weird. But anyways, hashtag it's uh, Greg from Thunder Valley. A buddy with Sorrells and hashtag. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of hearing about this stuff. This guy's not broke. He's got flow. Um, you know, we all go out to dinner. We got a lot of money on us. We're making a lot of plays. You know, we need to shut these people up. So hashtag just tell them to be quiet. It's really funny yeah, to watch, though. At the end of the day, you know, the reason I'm number one in the world right now is not because of the people that like me. I'll tell you that much. It's because of the people that hate me. That the ones that are closet hashtag king lovers. Like, I have a lot of fucking closet hashtag king lovers. Because at the end of the day, the haters, they love me more than the fucking lovers love me. And that's because of, that's why I'm so fucking famous. Do, do you think there's a, do you think there's a silent majority of poker players that actually love you but don't want to admit it? Listen, I'll tell you one thing, man. And I've heard this from like everyone in the game, you know, all the big name pros. They come up to me and they're like, Solomon, like we want to fucking hate your guts, you know, we want to fucking just like kill you. Cause you're such a piece of shit on air. But then when we meet you in person, you're so fucking nice that we just can't hate you. It's just not possible to hate you. I even asked like Jake, Jake Schwartz. He's the one that told me this. And like Harrison, like all these. Hang on a second, caller. Call, call, you got to turn off your radio in the background. Caller, call turn off your radio. Yeah, my radio's off. Okay, uh, caller. Uh, what's your question for the hashtag king? I don't have any questions. I know the hashtag king. I'm just tired of people hating on him. So I just wanted to call and say, you guys need to shut up. He's got flow. Wow. Is it a, few, a few different uh, supporters here that have called in here. we got this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're all homies. So you make fun of Sorrell. You make fun of hashtag. You know, it's not cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, so you guys have been listening. You're calling to offer your support for him. And you're saying he's, he's. Well, I mean, it's just funny to hear that people talk about the poker world as being like this affluent moral place when it's all just full of scum and everybody's lying to each other at the table anyways so why are you standing up for each other when it's really just a bunch of scum i mean it, it is what it is people multi-tabling people playing from vpns this is how the world works but we I have, mean, an, we have another call, we have is. another caller here uh, are, are you on the hashtag uh, side too yeah. this new caller well yeah always um Always been. He knows me. No, not really. But I was just wondering how many times he said at the end of the day, and I'll tell you one thing: what's the count? Wait, what? What's the count on at the end of the yeah, day? Yeah, you, you said and... the words the the end of the day a whole lot of times. That's 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 what uh, he's saying here. You really have said that pretty often. Is that your favorite phrase? 
Uh, I think my favorite phrase, to be honest, is calling people fucking birds. You know, well, I, I haven't, I haven't heard that yet. I haven't heard that yet. But you've said at the end of the day like two hundred times. Like there, there's actually a drinking game in the chat room for when you say at the end of the day, and and like half the chatters are passed out now. Listen, it, it is what it is. I may say that a lot, but when I'm at the poker table, and even when in life, you know, I call my parents birds. I call my ex-girlfriend a bird. You know, I call everyone fucking bird, and I fucking love using that word. And I would say that bird is probably my favorite fucking word. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I hear I just cleared the lines. added another call. Uh, call, you're on the air. Todd. Yeah. Hey, hashtag king. Big fan here. Couple questions for you because one day you're gonna grow up and you're gonna be like me, okay? I've been banned from a lot of places. It ain't fun, buddy. Okay. I am a big fan of yours, so I want to give you. Look, man, I'm a big fan, so I'm okay. trying to give you advice. So when you grow up, you're not gonna be like me. Okay. Okay. I do have some questions for you. You ready for them? All right. All right, you say you're going to borrow money for your family. Your family must be rich. I'm assuming that's correct, right? Well, listen, you know, we're Jewish. You know, the 1%, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, hey, that's great. I'm not hating, buddy. Hey, I'm not hating. I'm just asking a question. I need a yes or no answer. You're going to borrow from them. Are they going to listen to this? Well, they're listening right now. What do you mean I'm going to borrow? I've never asked my parents for Wait, your, your parents? Penny. your parents are listening right now in Toronto? Of course, I've been working since I was 11 years old because I like, and I'm a CPA because I, I spent eight years in school to get an education where I can easily make, you know, between one and five hundred thousand dollars a year, like easily, because I love money and because I love enjoying life. You know, I've been working since I was 10 so that I could buy myself whatever I wanted at 10 years old. I think that's so, like, I think that's I don't, right, need, but... I don't need money. You know, I haven't asked them for a penny ever. You know, you know, and yeah, they've given me a lot. No, it's because they want to give me money. It's not because I was in debt or because I needed money. No, 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 no. That's great. You know what? This is the first time that I think I've heard you be calm and collected, and it's very good. Where has this hashtag well, king I'm, always I'm, been? Sorry? I'm just asking, where has this hashtag king always been? I'm a big fan of yours, man. I want to see you blow up. I mean, you are you are the shit. If I get to see you at the WSOP, I'm going to ask you for your autograph. Thank you, thank you. I'll give you a free hat. Just tell me you were the, you were the caller that asked me this question. I'll give you a hat. What, what's, the, what's, what's the hat going to say on it? What do you mean? It's going to be the hashtag king hat. Oh, you, oh, there's a hashtag king hat? I didn't know that. The whole clothing I, line. Go to you just, made my, you just made my Christmas for me, and I'm a Jew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, so thank that's... You, thank you. Okay, so... Unfortunately, uh, I'm the World Series of Poker, so I will not be attending... You know, I'm banned from. MPM. That, that's right. You can't. You can't play the World Series because of the Caesars ban. That's right. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so yeah, uh, I have another question for you. Uh, you I'm gonna take. I'm gonna suspend the calls for a second. We'll take them again at the end here. Uh, you said a number of times that you're waiting for a wire uh, from Canada to get more money in certain situations, but there's been accusations yep. that this is a story and that there's really not any money to wire. So, okay, but you know what? Oh, you know what's funny about that. You know, so obviously the show, you know, you know, they're doing production, you know, like they, they want to, like Joe Ingram, you know, was the one that, and Sean Deeb and Doug, they're all the ones talking the most shit. But at the end of the day, I showed up to Chalk that with 25K, you know, ready to issue like five tables at a time. 
you know, because I, my variance is so high. But I ended up losing all of that in black there before that I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I have only 7,500 left. I'm going to buy in the full 7,500. Then I went bust, though. So then I had to get the wire. And at the end of the day, I managed to get 3,200, right? I needed 1,800 for the full buy-in. I showed everyone a wire for 5K. That I, was so, I showed everyone that I was going to buy in for 8,200. But no one wants to spot me, you know, for 20 minutes until I got the cash. And I showed everyone the wire. Like, there's no denying. I, I'm like, here's the money. And that's why they were about to do it. But I don't know these poker players. Like, listen. If I show someone money coming in and I'm at and I'm at the table, you know, I'm gonna give them, you know, the full amount and I'm not gonna ask them for anything because if I know that someone's such a big action player, you know, I'm gonna want them to stay at the table and I'm not gonna piss them off. So they pissed me off, you know, and then twenty minutes later I'm sitting there just chilling, waiting for the wire, getting a massage in the background, and then I'm like, Oh, look guys, like the wire's in and then they're like, Oh Saul, like hashtagging, wanna come sit down? And I'm like, No, fuck you guys, like I'm going to go blast this in PLO, like I was playing 1025 PLO, and then in Blackjack, you know, I'm not going to give you guys any more fucking action on this show, because you were so fucking scum, you couldn't lend me 1800 fucking 20 minutes. Okay. Right, so, uh, so, but would, would, would you be willing to show some third party, uh, like a neutral third party, I'd even volunteer to do it, uh, some third party, you know, some online banking account that were that that has a lot of money in it to show that they're. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, and I've said this before. If Sean Deeb and Doug Polk show their fucking bank accounts, I'll show them a bank account with ten times more money. Okay, but I'm not going to show no one money, you know, just to show money. You know, if Sean if Sean Deeb if Sean Deeb if Sean Deeb and Doug Polk show me the money, I'll show them the money. And I'll, I'm going to say one more thing, you know. When, when Donald Trump shows the United States of America his fucking tax return, I'll show you guys my tax return. Well, that's not really related to all the poker stuff going on, but okay. Well, no. Listen, at the end of the day, I don't need to prove anything, you know. I'm showing up to casinos. I'm getting everything comped. I'm getting fucking crazy rooms. You know, obviously there's money somewhere, right? So I don't, I don't need to prove nothing to Well, nobody, at some point you know? there was, but it, it could be gone now. That's, that's what people are saying. What? It could be gone. So like I said, like I said, the offer's out there. Doug Polk, Sean Deep, show me your fucking bank account, show me a date, you know, and I'll show you a fucking bank account with ten times whatever the fuck you have. And that's out there, you know, show it to me and then I'll show you mine. You know, so let's see what let's see what they do. If they both show me their fucking bank accounts, I'll release mine. Okay. Let let's let's get to another question here. Uh this incident at Pot Liquor, which is, is some place in Las Vegas that you went to and got kicked out and you put that, yourself on video. That makes a fun what, what 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 happened over there? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. And the fucking owner, the fucking employees, the fucking security, and the fucking cops, they're all fucking scumbags. They should all fucking be arrested for being fucking terrible fucking human beings, okay? Because I'll tell you straight up what happened, okay? So my buddy, my buddy's in the UFC. His name is Julian Lane, okay? And he told me, he told me, he's like, listen, Saul, uh, you know, my show is tomorrow because he's on the Ultimate Fighter. I want you to come show your support. You know, we're, gonna, we're going to this bar. The bar is telling us that they're going to cover our entire meal, okay? They told us they're going to cover our entire meal. I really want you to come. I'm like, listen, listen, uh, listen, Julian. Like, I want to come, you know, but I'll tell you one thing. When I'm in Vegas, I don't pay for anything except for the fucking, you know, if I want to, like, go out one night. And even this, I don't even pay for, you know? Like, like the limo to, like, I don't know, let's say the strip club or the nightclub, you know? This is the only thing I'm really paying for. Because I gamble so big that I have everything for free, you know. Well, they're I, not I, you know, they're not comping the hookers though. Yeah, but I don't I don't deal with hookers. But anyways, um, and yeah, casinos do not comp hookers. That's a fact. But anyways, I don't deal with those with you know the shit like that. But anyways, let's just uh, let, like 
at the end of the day, I don't pay for shit when I'm here because I gamble enough to have everything paid for. And I told them, I'm not, if I'm showing up to this bar and I need to pay for my meal, I'm not fucking coming because, you know, I can go downstairs at the New Center. They have a thousand restaurants. I can spend fucking $3,000 on a meal on my own, eat nothing of it, feel satisfied that I, you know, I'm fucking the casino for some money, eat literally none of it, charge it to the room and not have to pay for it. And at the end of the day, you know, I showed up to the fucking bar. You know, there's a couple owners of the bar, apparently. So the, the tall guy, the first owner, you know, that guy was a sweetheart. Like, he's a good guy. You know, he's like, hey, like, you know, whatever you want, take it, it's on the house, no problem. You know, then what happens is the guy leaves, right? But then what happens is there's, like, this prick, this little, like, midget of an owner that's, like, left there. And, and he's like, oh, like, here's your here's your bill. Like, I gave you a 25% discount. And this bill was for me and Julian. And, and Julian's in the fucking UFC. And, you know, we shared, we shared our meal, you know, because I wasn't really that hungry. And we owed a, a combined total of eighty dollars, you know, split two ways of forty bucks. And I'm like, listen, you fucking retards, I don't have any money on me because I don't, I didn't bring cash, and you know, I don't pay for shit. But you know, you told me, um, you told me I don't have to pay, so you, you know, you guys are fucking scum, and I'm gonna record this. But you know, I'm not gonna run away from this place so that you guys can call the cops and get me arrested. I'm gonna wait for a wire to come in, and I have my buddy. You can confirm it with him. You know, his name is Charles. He's a, he's a super high-stakes cash player from Toronto. He's, he's my business partner. He's also my bookie. He runs, we run a lot of games together in Toronto. We make a lot of money. And he told me, he told me, hey, uh, I hear you need some money. Do you want me to wire you some money? And he sent me the money, okay? You can ask him. You can ask him whether this is true or not. He sent me the money. But the problem is, I'm from Canada. And when you, you transfer money overseas, you know, sometimes it can come in 20 minutes. Sometimes it can take two hours, you know? And then towards the end, I'm like, listen, guys. Like, it's well, 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 hang on a second. I, I, I've dealt with a lot of wires, and you can't, you can't get a wire at that time of night. Once it's nighttime, well, you've got to wait till the next well, business I'm talking, day. I'm talking about email money transfer wires, not bank wires where you need to be in the bank, okay? So email, there's something in Canada, I don't know if you have it in the U.S., called email money transfer, and you can confirm this with any bank in all of Canada, you know, whether it be TD, BML, CIBC, RBC, whatever you want. You can send money via email to any fucking person's email and they can accept it if they have a Canadian bank. You, know, you can confirm this. You know, so I told him, hey, I'm, I'm waiting on the wire. It's been sent, but it can take, you know, up to like, I don't know. You know, Wait, but you, didn't, you, didn't have $80, you didn't have $80 on you? That's, that's very little money. Why would I bring cash on me? I, I don't pay for stuff, you know? I don't, my, the only cash I have in Vegas is to go to the table. You know? Oh, I know, but $80 I is very little. I'll, I'll tell you guys, anybody who wants to mug me out there, I walk around with more than $80 at all times. So you, I'll always have more than 80 on me. And I'll if- tell you guys, if you want to mug me, I don't walk around with any fucking cash ever. You know, because I put everything on my credit card because I get points. And, you know, I didn't even bring my wallet to the thing because they said it was pumped. So if you want to come and mug me, you know, for, uh, you know, my credit cards, please, I encourage you to try but I will fucking murder okay, you. But, okay, so I, I watched this whole thing with, with uh, Julian Lane, and at the beginning, uh, you said you came with him, and he said, no, you didn't. Like, he was uh, he was denying that you were even with him. Listen, let me, let me tell you one thing, buddy. Go on Snapchat right now. You're going to see pictures at the table. You're going to see pictures with me, Julian Lane, and Misha Tate. For all of you guys that don't know Misha Tate, she's one of the most famous UFC fighters in the world. She's got millions of views, and you're going to see videos me right beside Julian Lane eating dinner, you know, so Julian Lane can't deny shit. But I'll tell you one thing, Julian Lane was embarrassed, you know, because he didn't bring cash either, and he, it made him look bad that he couldn't pay for the bill, even though we thought it was going to get calm. 
But Julian Lane didn't want any involvement because he knows it's going to be bad for the UFC and for his reputation where I'm blasting this fucking, you know, piece of shit restaurant. And I'm pretty sure I saw rats. And, like, I think I may have even seen, like, a skunk in the restaurant at, at one point. You know, this fucking restaurant, you know, they have live animals, like, walking around this fucking restaurant. Like, the food is garbage, you know. The, the waitress was a fucking whore. The, you know, the owner is a little midget that runs his mouth like a bitch. You know, the bouncer is some fucking guy who thinks he runs the Mexican mob. This is the worst place on the fucking well, planet. Here, 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 I, I want to play this clip for what people, the very beginning of your, your video. Listen to this. There's many videos. I just, I just showed one of them, but yeah, let's see it. Here it comes. I just want everyone to know that I'm at Pot Liquor. I came here, I came here with Julian Lane. They They told us. So, so that was Julian Lane's only part in this video. No, you didn't. Uh, he was outside. So you, I'm sure you know Julian Lane. I'm sure that's, you know, he's right outside. What, what do you mean? Listen, all you got to do is look at my fucking Instagram. I, I'm in the bedroom. You know, I called Julian Lane. I'm like, listen, Venetian's comping the fuck out of me. And you can confirm this. <laughs> Julian Lane brought his brother. You know, the night before, you know, it was like 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh, I want a snack. You know, I want a little snack. So I ordered, you know what I ordered? You know, I ordered $700 worth of food. I, and I showed the bill. You can check on Instagram. For me, Julian Lane and his brother that I've never met before, you know, I, I treated this guy for a $700 meal. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to use my comps on me. And, you know, Julian Lane is, was staying with me for, for two nights, you know, and you can confirm that he was in my bedroom sleeping. And I, I posted plenty of snaps. You can ask, you know, Ryan Sullivan, you can ask Matt Lance, you can ask Mike Gentile, you can ask Jeff Gross, you can ask Terrell Meese. But, now, but why, weren't, why, weren't they, why weren't they mad at him, too, equally? with you? So, like, what? there was some confusion. You know, it, I was the one that was being hostile, you know? I was the one being hostile. I'm like, listen, you guys are fucking garbage. You're fucking scum. You told me it was free, and now you're telling so, me it's And what, what happened? And why did, why did they do that? Why, why would they say it's free and then go back on it? Do you know? Because they're fucking scumbags. They're fucking liars. They're fucking cocksuckers. They told me they're gonna give me, they're gonna give it to me for free. Now they're like giving me only a twenty five percent discount. And I told Julian straight up, I'm like Julian, I will not come, I will not leave the casino to go eat a meal and pay for it because I get everything for free. And you can confirm that with Julian. The night before, we had six hundred dollars snacks. You know, our snacks consisted of like fifteen meals. And just check Instagram. You know, go to my Instagram account, hashtag Team You'll see Julian and Julian's brother sleeping on the bed beside me. With a mountain, a mountain full of food. You know, we ordered $700 full of food, and maybe I had, like, fucking, you know, two bites, and the rest I just, we just threw in the garbage. Now, there's there's a quote. So, someone sent me that Maisha Tate somewhere, I don't know if it was on Facebook or somewhere, said that she supposedly wrote, Dude, I don't know you at all, but I'm extremely embarrassed by your antics. Can you remove me from all your posts because I don't want to be associated with with you or your antics? Did she really write this? Right. Uh, so, listen, I have no fucking idea whether she wrote that or not, and I'll tell you one thing. I did not know who the fuck Misha Tate was. When we got there, I'm like, Julian, who's the most popular UFC fighter here? You know? And then he's like, Misha Tate. I'm like, who the fuck is that? She's like, he's like, oh, it's some retired girl. Like, I had never heard about her because I don't, I don't give a fuck to watch sports or watch UFC because I'm busy with my life, you know? I don't really watch TV because I'm, I'm very busy with my own stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. If I text her, I should have like millions of followers. I'll, I just have to get a picture with her. And then you want to know why she probably wrote that? Because she... The reason why we went to that bar is because I think she's friends with the owner, and I made I made that place look like a fucking you know doghouse. You know, when you have skunks and fucking rats in the fucking restaurant, you know that's disrespectful. That's fucking disgusting. That's you know like health, health services Las Vegas to go fucking you know shut them down. So is is uh, is Julian Lane mad at you now? Listen, I don't know if Julian Matt Lane is mad at me. I could give two fucks. You know, 
The guy ran away. You know, this is on camera too. Julian Lane ran away from the cops because he was scared he was going to get arrested because he had no money to pay the bill. You know, the bill was eighty dollars, but I only owed forty of it because me and Julian, you know, we ate half. You know, we went in half and half. And the fact is that Julian Lane owes me money right now, and I don't know where he is. You know, I don't know if I'll ever collect it from him, but you know, I'm hoping that Julian Lane MMA pays me back what he owes me. I don't know if he will. And listen, I love the guy, but he ran away because he didn't want to deal with it. And I'm like, listen, Julian, like I'm not a criminal. I'm not going to run away because if I run away, it's looking like you know I'm dying. I'm you know I'm committing like a dining dash. So, 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 so you're saying when, when, when this video is going on, he actually ran away right after that when he said he's not with you? Listen, listen, listen. After the show. Send me a message and I'll send you the rest of the videos and it'll show everything that happened and you can post it on your on your anywhere I don't know where you what you have what kind of social media platform you have you can post it and be like look Solomon was telling the truth and you know the funny thing is throughout the whole ordeal I'm like I'm sitting there waiting for the wire the cops give me a citation they're like this is this is a schedule to this is a form to appear in court for not paying your fucking bill I'm like listen you fucking pig and I was very rude to them. And, you know, I told them they're fucking garbage, they're pieces of shit. I don't know which video you saw. There's a bunch of videos out there. There's a bunch of videos I haven't released yet. But if you want me to send them to you, I will. Yeah, I saw, I saw one that ended. I didn't see you with the cops. I saw you when, uh, like, a security guard, a black security guard walked you over, and you were just starting to talk to him, and it ended. So I'll tell you one thing. There's more videos out there. There's more videos on Instagram, not just YouTube. The security guards, they were there when everything happened. And you can they can vouch for me, you know? They were very, very... They were very, very nice to me. I had no issues with them. But the second the cops showed up, those fucking two police officers, and I have a video of this, you know. Now, the, you, the cops, uh, after they took off, they almost ran a girl over. They went through, like, I don't know if they went through a, a stop sign or not, but there's a girl in the video, in one of my videos, like, being like, what the fuck, that police officer almost killed me. Well, okay, well, let, here, hold, let, let's put this aside here. I, I, I want to know more about uh, <clears throat> this thing with the, the summons you guys. So you, you have to appear in court over this, right? So listen, I have to appear in court, but tomorrow morning I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, file charges against them, and I have this on video, so no one can deny anything. They, you know, forcible confinement, death threats, and the fucking bouncer like he like shoved me a bit, and this is all on video. And you know, if they want if they want to press charges for eighty bucks, no fucking problem. I'm gonna fucking press charges for forcible fucking confinement, you know, death threats, and fucking you know aggravated assault. And if you think I'm joking, you know, I'll be at the fucking police station tomorrow if anyone wants to come to me. But, but are, you, are you going to show up to the hearing, though? Well, obviously. Like, listen, you know, I'm Jewish, you know, and I, I know, you know, I, I have a lot of fucking connections, you know, and it's being taken care of by lawyers that I've never even met before, you know. Like, I have connections, you know, you know, here I, in Israel, you know. And so, I don't so wait, know the are, these, are these lawyers, know they're, working, they're working for free on your behalf? Of course. I'm Jewish. By the way, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish too. By the way, I just want to let you know that. Sorry, I'm also Jewish. Oh really? Oh, yep. Fuck. Now I like you more. That's good. Listen, the Jews gotta stand like stick together. You know. You know. We kind of run the world. Like I'm throwing it out there. You know. People might get mad at me, but I'm stating a fact. You know. You know. Jews. You know. We make up the one percent for the most part. You know. Jews for the most part, they're pretty rich. Obviously, there's some Jews that you know uh, are not that wealthy. Just like, you know, anyone else. But the majority of Jews, they're fucking smart people. You know, they're not fighters, but they got a fucking brain that can make money. I'll tell you that much. 
I see. Okay. Uh, callers can call back in. 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. I've asked everything I have on my agenda for him. So uh, we'll take a few more calls, then we'll uh, end this interview and, and complete the rest of the show of our other topics that we have. This has been uh, all uh, Brandon Cantu and Solomon Ponte, the hashtag king tonight. Uh, so unusual. We, we don't have that many interviews on here. So this is uh, an unusual night where we... Took a number of hours here with someone saying uh, Mike Dentali and Matt Glantz should call in. Uh, maybe Matt Glantz might at some point, but I don't think Mike Dentali is calling. I don't think he's ever heard this show. Though Matt Glantz, you know, uh, you know, uh, hashtag King. Matt Glantz listens to every episode of this show. So okay, and listen, I love Matt Glantz, and like he'll tell you the same. He loves me, you know. Like I have no beef with him. Like he's he's a great guy. Poker in America, they're great. Todd is great. I got kind of chalked up for, you know, something I didn't, you know, I couldn't control. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, these are people I want to work with. And, you know, you know, with my help, you know, and with the show that they have, because they run a sick fucking, you know, they run a sick fucking live stream. They, wanna, they run an amazing fucking, like, TV show. I think with my help, you know, we can get poker back to the fucking days where everyone's getting sponsorships, million-dollar fucking sponsorship deals, poker's back in the USA. I think with my help, you know, a guy like me, he can fucking make poker great again. Now, now hold on a second. You had said that uh, you're taking a break from poker. I even saw a Facebook post. You said, uh, you said, so, you, this is what you wrote. You said, it's been a crazy yeah, no, few months. True, ever, let, me, let me read this to people. It's been a crazy few months ever since I decided to attain number one in popularity in poker and I achieved my goal. A lot of people thought I was going crazy and embarrassing myself, but it was all an act to achieve number one status. There, there's a reason why, even though I was thrown out of almost 20 places, most of them being casinos, that I was never arrested. I know the law, and I would never risk getting arrested by hitting someone or doing something else illegal. At this point, I've decided to put my poker career on hold for at least a month and go study at OHR Someach in Yeshiva until I figure out what else I want to do. My only involvement in poker in the next little while will be to play Doug Polk heads up for a million dollars if he's not too scared. Other than that, I have a 10-month trip to Israel that I will spend in Yeshiva to clear my head and go on vacation. In regards to Max Bachneck, he did bring the Hell's Angels to my house to, to threaten an attempt to hurt my parents, and he did rape that girl. Uh, that's, that's all I see of this. So, so tell us about I, – I forget that stuff at the end, but t- tell us about uh, are you really taking a 10-month break from poker? Listen, like, like, it's obviously a very big commitment, but, like, I think this will be good for me. And, like, yeah, I have, you know, my return date to, like, the USA is, is March 2018. But that doesn't mean that I, I can't take, like, a weekend off to fly in, do, like, a, a, an episode of Pokemon in America. It doesn't mean that I can't fly in for a weekend to fucking face that full heads up if he ever chooses to do it. Like, right now, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm not going to say where I am, but I'm sitting right here. I got four rabbis beside me, and, you know, I haven't felt this, you know, you know, supported in the last, you know, in the last six months, you know. And we disagree with his language, though. They don't, they don't like my language. Oh, I hear the rabbis, and you're not kidding. There's rabbis in the background. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I got four rabbis beside me listening to this entire thing. Wow. Yeah, you know, you know, and, and they want me to go, you know, they want me to go learn some Torah, but I'm taking time out of Torah learning to, you know, be on the show. You know, and these guys, you know, they're great people. They don't want me to disclose where I am, so we don't need anyone coming here. That's, you know, undesirable. Wow. I got four rounds. You know, these guys are great. You know, I just met these guys, and, you know, no one's been as nice to me as these people have been to me, you know, in the last six months of my, like, degenerate, like, gambling career. 
All right. You know, if, you guys, if you guys want to donate to a good cause, you know, private, you know, send me a private message. And I'll talk to the organization. If I feel that you're not going to, you know, try to like, like do anything like back to them, I'll give, I'll give the name of the organization that I'm at right now, and you guys can give a donation to them. If you want to, you know, maybe I'll match it. Even they want me to say I'll match it. Maybe I'll match okay. it. Okay, caller, caller, you're on the air. Hey, uh, I saw the YouTube video where the waitress said that all nine of your credit cards are declined. Now, you're carrying your nine credit cards, but not your wallet. And why hey, were all nine of your credit? Why were all nine of your credit cards declined at the bottom maker? Why were what? Why 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 were all uh, nine credit cards declined at Potlicker? Okay, okay so you, you carry the credit cards around without your wallet. Sorry. You just carry the credit cards wrapped in a rubber band. You said you didn't right, carry cash. You, didn't, you left your you left your wallet in your room, yet you carried the nine credit cards, which all got declined. Uh, Are you sure uh, you're not uh, broke? Well, let me answer the question, okay? I, I got your question, okay? So I told Julian before, and you know, these are I got these credit cards. You know, they're all going to decline. I'll tell you that much. And he, Julian was begging me. He said, "Bro, like, please just try." I'm like, Julian, listen. I've been in the U.S. for a long time now. You know, I'm a big fucking gambler. I take a lot of money out of my credit cards. You know, when I don't have wires available. None of these credit cards work. And, you know, I have a shit ton of credit because, because you know, because my credit's amazing, you know. But all these cards, I've been on such a bender, like, gambling in the last six months. Like, you know, I'm tapped out in terms of credit cards that work in the United States, you know. I'm not going to use Canadian credit cards because every time I fucking charge my card, you know, they charge me fucking, they rape me in the ass on foreign exchange. But all my U.S. cards that I have, and I have a fucking lot of U.S. credit cards, you know, they, they're all capped out, and I know that. It's doing, like, bangers, it's real, like, you're going to make me look bad, like, please subscribe. And I'm like, listen, like, here you go, Julian. Like, have fun with the credit cards. I know they're not going to work, and at the end of the day, they didn't work. So, so, so you, but you, you, you handed Julian nine credit cards? Yeah, well, I handed the waitress. Bro, ask the waitress. Ask the waitress. But, but hold on. He was, he, so you were saying that you left your wallet back, so what the caller's asking is, if you didn't have your wallet with you, how are there nine credit cards on you? Listen, let me tell you something. I have, a, 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 like, a small wallet. The, attached to my cell phone case. In that cell phone case, I carry, like, credit cards, okay? Just to have. But my actual physical wallet, where my cash is, is in, uh, is in my hotel room. Like, I can take a picture of my phone case right now and, like, send uh, you a Snapchat. Thing. Okay, well... I, uh, my phone okay, well, case also is... also sounds like uh, oh. Max Bachneck is your bookie that you owe in Toronto, and that's the reason that the Hells Angel visited you. Is that correct? Listen... Uh, my beef is Max Bachnick, and yeah, he did bring the Hells Angels to, to my house, and yeah, he did rape this girl, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Max Bachnick, on Friday night, showed up to my house. He threatened my family. He brought these two big guys claiming to be from the Hells Angels. Right, because you owe so much money from the, from the sports bet that you lost, right? Let me fucking finish the story, okay? Don't fucking okay. speak if you don't fuck going on. Let me just fucking finish, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. He brought, what? Sorry, sir. It won't happen again, sir. Okay, no problem. He fucking brought these people to my house. And listen, I'll tell you one thing, man. I thank God every fucking day. I thank God every fucking day that I wasn't in Toronto Friday night and that I was in Troxa. Because if I was in fucking Toronto Friday night and I had found out the two big but you, you didn't guys. answer the question, though. Is he a bookie and do you know how much do you owe? Don't fucking interrupt me. Let me finish the fucking story. Sorry, sir. Okay. Sorry, sir. Let me my story, okay? Let me finish my story. 
Yes, you know, and for the rabbis, it's time to leave him. But let me just finish. I'll tell you exactly the story with Max Walker, okay? And I thank God every fucking day that I wasn't in Toronto Friday night. I was in Toronto on Friday night. I would have went to fucking Max's house, and I would have fucking slaughtered his family, and I would have been in fucking prison, okay? Because if you show up to my fucking house, and started my family... My family has nothing to do with me. My family's older. You know, my fam- my parents... Listen, if my parents would have had a heart attack, okay, Friday night, I would have flown back to Toronto and I would have murdered everyone related to Max, you know? And this is on record. I would have killed all of them and I would be in fucking prison right now. So I thank God that I wasn't in Toronto, you know? God saved my life. God saved Max Falker's fucking life. If I was in Toronto Friday night and that happened, you know, I'd be in fucking prison right now. Okay, what, well, what, the, what, the caller, yeah. what the caller's asking, though, is, is Max Bachneck uh, your bookie, and it, do you okay, owe him money? Okay, is that what caused this? Let me tell you about Max Bachneck, okay? So I have multiple bookies in Toronto, okay? I have, I have two bookies, and I have two $20,000 accounts. I have one bookie, you know, he's in, I'm not going to say his name because he'll get mad at me, but you can confirm this, like, off the air. And I have another bookie named Max Bachman. And they both work for the same people, which is the Hell's Angels, supposedly. Okay? You know, so every fucking week, you know, I've been losing 20K with Max, 20K with my other guy, you know, and we always settle the Thursday of the following week. Okay? So obviously, I've been in the USA for, like, quite some time. And the one bookie that's also beautiful, you know, I, I'm not going to get into details of how the organization actually works. I'm going to get in trouble. But, you know, the one bookie I deal with, he understands that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in the USA, but he knows I have a lot of money. So, you know, every fucking week for the last fucking, you know, three months, I've lost twenty to $40,000 and I've never not paid them. You know, just sometimes I'm not like, you know, I'm not in Canada and I can't get them the money right away. But they know the second I come back to Canada, I sell them with, with them right away. And you can confirm this with my other bookie, you know. And then my other bookie, he's also my business partner. We run some very big games. In Toronto, we make a shit ton of money. He's never worried when I'm late on payment. But anyway, so this Max Bachnick guy, he's like a 22-year-old fucking punk. He's also a fucking Jew, which is, well, you know, this is the, the worst part. The guy's fucking Jewish. And, you know, he spends, for all, all the Jews out there, like, Shabbat dinners, Shabbat meals, I'm my lunch with my parents. You know, my parents have fucking fed this guy. My parents have been good to the guy, you know. And we've gone to dispute over how much I owe them versus how much he thought. You know, you know how much I owed him versus what he thought I owed him, and you know over a little, a little sum of money. You know how much I owed him. You know that he's claiming. I I, I told him I I owe him twenty five thousand. He's claiming I owe him thirty thousand. I'm like, doesn't matter. Here's twenty five thousand. You know, just fucking talk to me again. I'm never gonna do business with you again. I've already given okay, you like a hundred thousand. and you owe some money. Okay, so uh, one last question. One last question. So if you do end up in prison one day. How long, and you run up a commissary debt with the homies, how long do you Wait, think they will give you for the wire to, wire to come in? What? He's asking if, if you run he, up a cop, if you, if you go, if you end up in prison or jail and you end up, end up, you know, having to run up a debt on the commissary, getting ramen noodles and Snickers bars, how long do you think that the homies are going to give you to, for your wire to come in before they beat your ass? I can't hear a thing you guys said, but okay. All right. Um, well, okay, so if you, if you end up, I'll say it one more time. If you end up in jail or prison, here, you, I, here I'll say it for him. I, I cut the caller off. Thank you, thank you, though, caller. He's 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 asking if you were in prison and and you were playing for uh, a commissary credit or something. Do, do, do you think they would wait for a wire to come in, uh, or do you think they would not have that patience in, in prison? 
I'll, I'll tell you one thing. So again, besides my bookies, I dare anyone to find someone on this fucking planet that I owe money to. And it's an open invitation. Whoever finds me someone that I owe money to, I will give them, I don't know, however much, I'll give them a million dollars. You know, I'll give them fucking, you know, my entire bankroll because I know it doesn't, they don't exist. But I will, I will bet someone, you know, I dare someone to find someone that I owe money to and tell them to come forward and we're going to discuss it and we're going to verify whether it's true or not. Because I'll tell you right now, I would no one a fucking penny and I have the best fucking credit in all of Canada. And I show up to games. When I show up to games in Toronto and the underground world, you know, people know that when I show up to games, I'm right away entitled to, to the box. Right away, I become an equity partner and I profit in the sharing of, of the box. And right away, they will lend me, you know, anywhere from whatever amount of money I want, 100000 200000 to play in their games. I show up with no money to these games, and I, my credit is so good in the underground world and in the real world that, you know, if I want to borrow a quarter million in one night and lose it all, I will get that credit because they know I will pay them back the next day. Okay, so, well... Again, if someone thinks I owe them money, you know, please come forward, and we're going to talk, we're going to hash it out. Yeah, we, we definitely should. Okay, so so thank you, uh, Hashtag King, for coming on and for giving us a few hours. Uh, you can go back and study with the rabbis or whatever you're going to do yeah, for the, the rest rabbis, of the evening. The rabbis are like, no, they've been bothering me the last, like, you know... Like, Rabbi, tell them it's true. Uh, the only thing is you should stop cursing so much. And, <laughs> and, and I, it's all a facade. He really just puts it up. He really, in his naturally, he doesn't talk that way. He just does it when he's on the radio. Okay, well, well thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad we have some, uh, like, a live audience there for this show. I'm glad we're... Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're all, like, intrigued, but they want me to go in some tours. i got to get off the air soon. But again, like, I think I can make Coco great again, you know? And I think with either, like, like, like Live at the Bike, obviously they banned me, so I can't be on there anymore. But, like, if Mac, Lance, and Todd, they want to get together, and, you know, they want to destroy the ratings and, like, literally bring back poker to fucking America and make it great again, I think I'm the guy to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, if, like, you know, if, if you tone it down some, and, and it's not, you know, too much. Listen, like, like, like I said, I can tone it down. I can be whatever you want. If you tell me not to swear at all on the show... And we agree to that, and I sign a paper. Hey, that, like, that's you know, just that's just I my swear, advice from from watching. I know, I know, I understand. You'll you'll do what you'll you'll make agreements, and that's good because as a, a viewer, as someone who who watched this, who did want to see something entertaining, I can see how this may be too much for people. It may be uh, too stressful to watch this, and and that's at the end of the day, I was given the green light to go off. Except, don't say fucking nigger, faggot. No, no, I understand. I'm, I'm just telling you for, for the future of the show. If you go back there, if if you come on too strong, it'll become too much and kind of too stressful for a lot of people to watch. Yeah, but if well, it's, listen, like at, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do, and if like you know, I'm going to set ground rules with Matt, you know, before I play on before I get on the show, and we're going to agree to what, exactly what I'm going to say and not say. And I will agree to whatever terms they want before I get on the show. But, you know, if they leave something out, you know, everything is fair game. You know, if they tell me, you know, if they forget to tell me not to use pussy and they don't want to say you're a pussy, (laughs) I'm going to use pussy a million times. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, I I would say in the the upcoming World Series, I'd say hello to you if I see you, but I know you can't play there, so I I won't say that. But uh, thank you for coming on the show. And yeah. uh, this was. And, I, I know. You, if, if, I just want to say a word. Like, if I could get unbanned, I don't know if you, anyone has any power that's listening. Like, from Caesars, from Playground Poker, and from you know the MGM properties. Because I was, I was banned very unfairly. And like, you know, these companies are fucking stupid. Well, enough. here's what but I would suggest. Here's, let me let me close this interview. I'm going to suggest you, to you how to get unbanned. I'm not saying it's going to work, but this is your best shot. Is if you write a letter to them. No, and uh, I've done that. Like, so I've already done all of that. So like, I've asked them the process. 
They've already told me no. Well, then, and you're, I don't then give you're a in fuck. trouble. I'm just, I'm just saying it's bad for poker to not have me around. Yeah. Well, the, the problem the problem is once once they say, once you write to them and they say no, then you're in pretty bad shape because they just, they just don't have to change their mind. And if right. They but I, I, I'm saying for the sake of the poke of like the poker, you know, the livelihood of poker, they should let me play. Yeah. Well, maybe play. if you do, if you do befriend somebody who has some influence, like Phil Helmuth, he got uh, he got someone unbanned who is banned for life. Uh, so he got the guy unbanned. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, immediately. Listen, the thing is, I, I, I don't care enough to do anything about it. You know, like I'm going off on interviews. I'm talking about stuff. If they call me to say, yeah, like, yeah, like at the end of the day, they need me more than I need them. I can gamble anywhere in the world. You know, I don't care to get banned from everywhere in fucking America. In North America, because you know what? Maybe I'll stop playing poker. Or maybe I'll go to Europe to play. You well, know? Like, at, the, poker, at this rate, with like, been, with like twenty places huh? banning you in like a few weeks, you may get banned from everywhere in North America. It may happen, and that's fine. And, and, and I, I'm listen. At the end of the day, that's a good thing for me because if I get banned from everywhere in America, that means I can I can't lose money there. And you know that's pro, that's best case scenario. <laughs> you know because at the end of the day, the way I gamble, you know, I don't count cards. Like, I will go broke at some point, you know. It's, you yeah, know that's a good point. You, you, you need to stay away from the uh, the negative expectation games. So, okay, well, thank you for coming on, and uh, um, yeah, maybe we'll check on you in the future, see how you're doing, and, and uh, what else is going on with you, and thank you for answering all the questions that were posed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in Israel, uh, you know, pretty soon, probably a week or two, once I get my passport issues settled. But, uh, you know, it sucks that I couldn't be on live at the bike, but listen, you know, it's their, it's their business. They choose to... Uh, you know, do what they do, you know. They yeah. didn't want to take the risk with me. Obviously, Poker Night in America did. You know, Poker Night in America, like, you, let's play let's play Duck Polk for a million on Poker Night in America, you know. Well, I, 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 I hope it happens. That, that that I know everybody's going to watch if, if it does come to pass. Anyway, thank, thank well, you for coming on. that'll be the on. biggest game ever, ever, ever filmed. But, yeah, th- thanks for having me on. If you want to talk some other time, let me know. Okay, thank you. Good night. That was uh, the Hashtag King on a lengthy oh. interview. God, <laughs> you, you you feel worn out, even though you're uh, you're in the same time zone as me this time. Jesus fucking Christ, Druff. Well, <laughs> I mean that was brutal. There, it was it was a long interview, and uh, the one before it uh, took some time. It's a it's, it's a lot of time we took tonight on interviews. I I've... I thought the Brandon Cantu interview was fine, but this guy just fucking goes on and on and on and well, on. I, I try I tried to, I tried to control it to some degree. You know, I was trying to. At least, you know, people were warning me he's not going to let you interrupt. He he did let me interrupt whenever I wanted to interrupt. I'll say that. He, like he wasn't uh, he wasn't talking over me. He let me stop him. He just did get to get ramble sometimes. But you know, I, I knew that was the case. So uh, anyway, I, Jeff, that guy is so full of shit. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. He's just so full of shit. The the only thing he's ever fought with is a Dorito bag when he's trying to open it. You know, I, 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 what, what I think is, is happening here and, and what I think is going to be the end, and he's even alluding to some way, I, the numbers weren't really adding up between what he won and what he lost. And I, I, I do think that some of these large figures he claimed he lost are probably true or close to true. And I, I think what's probably going to happen is like many poker players, he's just going to shoot it all off in the pits and that's going to be that. That's, that's what I think. Well, and then he's, you know, he, he goes down to the restaurant and he doesn't have his, his wallet on him. He doesn't have any credit cards with him. He doesn't have any money because it's all comped. Yeah, that, that was And then somehow he's too. got credit cards and then, I mean, it's just, it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, there's the, anyway, that's, uh, you guys, I'm sure you got a very good idea of uh, 
the hashtag king at this point and what he's about. And uh, I didn't know Canada produced people like that. Oh yeah, Canada. There's a lot of stereotypes about Canada that aren't true. There's a lot of. Uh, I mean, what the fuck happened, Canada? A lot, a lot of variation. You know, everybody in Canada is like all gentle and polite. You know, there's a, there's a wide cross section over there. So, all anyway. right. So I'm going to ask you the same question. You're at the poker table with the hashtag king, and he asked to borrow a thousand bucks. No, I'm not loaning him money either. No, no, no. They're not getting. Neither of them's getting a thousand dollars from me. It's not happening. Well, hold on. Is there anybody that you'd say yes to? Um, yeah, someone that I would know that you know, I would, I would, I would loan it to you, for example. Oh shit! I would. Wow. I know there's there's people. Uh, that well, I, I wouldn't that, ask though. No, I, no, but I'm saying that people who who I think are just like just don't have it at the moment, but but right. definitely have it to their name and, and aren't likely to screw me and aren't likely lying. Well, this to guy's me. about to play. Uh, heads up for a million bucks. What are you worried about? Well, even, even he's admitting about. that he's, he'd be raising it from other people. So that's, uh, um, so yeah, that's, I mean, basically what he was trying to say with that, without directly saying it from what I could gather, was uh, that he'd be raising it from other people. And that, uh, well, he should be, though. I mean, that that's, oh, fine, no, but... no, of course. But, you know, and that he's not going to put up uh, a smaller amount. He may not even have that at the moment. Uh, and, and that uh, he either wants to put it all up, meaning getting from other people, or, or not do it at all, not put up some intermediate amount, and then lose it if he can't raise the million. I think that's what you he's know, trying to say. You know what? Listening to that interview felt like, and, and I, for the most part, just let you go, because like I said, there's no, there's just no room to interrupt. But that felt like I was just getting covered by layer and layer of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just slowly getting layered on like a, Stalagmite of shit well, here, I'll, building I'll up this, as I was listening. Th- this was the best rated show I think that we've ever had. Even right now, we have surprisingly high ratings for uh, almost one in the morning Pacific time. Yeah. And uh, the the only one that was comparable to this was the the Mark Lang show. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think the one with, about Brandy uh, Blakely got pretty good ratings too. So whenever the, whenever there's like some incident or issue that we're talking about or interviewing someone especially then uh, we tend to get uh, better numbers but if you're a newer listener you can stick around we're going to talk about some various things now i i want to talk about poker night in america briefly before we move on to completely other topics well do you think i should be worried Druff? do you think he's going to come he's going to challenge me to a fight now no no i <laughs> I, I think you're okay I mean, he may challenge you but i don't i don't think this, i don't think <laughs> I don't. I don't think you have to fear for your life here. But uh, no, man. This guy. The only thing he's fought over is the last ding dong. You know what I mean? I mean, this guy's fucking. So give, give me a break. He's a cream puff. So uh, poker night in America. They've taken a lot of heat. And you guys heard hashtag king. You can probably imagine how there's certain people who watch this show, especially with all the trash talk to Sean D. But about Sean D.'s wife, that were very outraged that poker night in America, which originally and for quite some time. What was kind of a more run-of-the-mill show of, of just players you've heard of in poker, especially if you're a poker fan, uh, playing each other. And, you know, not, not too much of a departure for things like high-stakes poker and the many other televised poker shows we've had. And, and more recently, in 2017, they've been uh, experimenting with new things, such as having the uh, the Mike Hall and uh, – or Mike Mike, <laughs> Mike Dentali and Kate Hall match – and uh, and now putting on hashtag king, and yeah, it seems like 
they, they put on Brandon Cantu. So it seems like they want to put on controversial figures to get people watching. And it's worked. There's been a lot more people watching it than before, people who weren't that interested in televised poker anymore, including me. I, I'm really not interested in televised poker. And, and I watched uh, all or some of, of these episodes I was just talking about. So, Well, let's give credit where credit is due. I mean, one of the big changes that happen to coincide with this is glance coming on and, and working on it right and i and i'll willingly give him the credit he's discovered that hey poker is entertainment let's make it fucking entertaining you yeah. know well mac glance has been associated with it for a while yeah it's been a, it's been like what year and a half two years something like that yeah, and I, I think yeah. he wasn't there at the very beginning, but he came on a little bit later. But but yeah, he's he seems to be very much involved in, in bringing people on. Right, and, and when you join a company like that, I mean, first what you do is you get in the swing of it. You learn what everything is going on. You don't try and uh, you know make big changes. I, I I really I wouldn't be surprised if this is his his influence involved. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is, and and that's yeah. and you know. I don't blame them for this. People say, oh, you're making poker look bad. Look, all they have to care about over there, they, they're not the stewards of poker's image. They, they're they're a, an entertainment product. The The goal of this show is to get ratings and make money. That's right. that's the whole point of it. And, and if they just follow the same path that all these countless poker shows that have existed over the years, including most of them in better times for poker than now, if they just follow that path, it, it's not going to survive. It's it's not going to get much the, viewership. When poker was fun, and, and and I grant you, or sorry, when poker was bigger, and granted there was a a bigger market for it because it was kind of a, a cultural fad for a while too. But it was fun. It was entertaining. It was about the personalities. It was about the people. And when it became just you know a twenty four hour live stream where you just saw every single hand and everyone's just sitting there with their sunglasses and hoodie and I mean it just is awful. Like who the fuck wants to watch that? Even if you love poker, who wants to watch yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And and uh and the the point is here like if you look at the Dentali and Hall match, they they got somewhere between ten and twenty thousand viewers live in that stream. And that's that was very big numbers for that sort of thing. And yeah. th- that's proof that People watch these things because they want to see entertainment, because they want to see drama. Because if if this was just a match between just two good internet guys, heads up, it wouldn't get anywhere near the live numbers like that. You could have the best two players in the world playing heads up, and if they just sat there and, you know, played solid, boring poker, you'd get way less views. Yeah, so, so that proved... That that was kind of a proof in concept there that people do want to watch this stuff for drama. So I'm sure Matt Glance noticed that and said, "Okay, well, let's move on to the next drama." So right. So he, they brought the hashtag king on. They brought Cantu with him there, and yeah, they they know what they're doing. They know they're they're putting uh, the human element. Yeah, is they, what makes it interesting, not the the technical prowess. Yeah, they know they're setting up a powder keg there that could explode, but they they're doing this because it's an entertainment product, and they're trying to have entertainment come from it and they're trying to put personalities together that will be entertaining when they're together and yeah sometimes uh, controversies will happen sometimes someone will go too far or say something that's that's too inappropriate but that's uh and they they tried to think of beforehand certain things they didn't want to say but you can't really cover everything and the point is here whether this is ultimately successful or not for poker night in america i 
commend Matt Glance for trying something that will set it apart from the other recent poker shows that'll get it the interest, that will get people talking about it. And, and the board wasn't upside down. Yeah, the board wasn't upside down. <laughs> they fixed that Ooh. too. So, so I don't, I don't blame him at all. And anyone who say, "Oh, look at how makes poker look," they, they're not understanding the whole point of this. They're not yeah. understanding this is not uh, that, that's not the whole point of these televised poker shows is, is to make poker look good. And, and the truth is, most people who play poker at this point, they're they're very aware that not every person at the poker table is. Uh, a fine individual that they'd want to you know, spend a Sunday evening dinner with. They they know there's a lot of people at the table that they're not going to like. And anybody who's played poker has encountered unpleasant people. And so uh, this is not going to be a shocking revelation. Oh, my God, can you believe there's someone at the table who's obnoxious? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, yes, this, this happens all the time when you play live. So, I mean, maybe not quite to the extent that you saw from Hashtag King, but you see obnoxious players all the time playing live, and the, the, there's no point to portray poker in some way that it isn't because then someone will go play and go, wait a minute, this isn't like TV. No one's friendly here. This is a – it'll be almost like a shock the other way. They're going to say this isn't what I was expecting. This is I was expecting more of like the experience that people have on TV, and this is uh, this is unpleasant here. So Well, and not just that. Like People watch entertainment in general as an escape and as something that's more interesting than their, you know, boring life when they got up in the morning and went to work and were stuck in traffic. I mean, they look at it for, for something interesting. And a lot of times if you're, if you're just watching, you know, boring poker being played, that's even worse yeah, than and, your daily life. Right. You know? And that, that's, that's true. And in fact, I remember the discussion, this has nothing to do with poker, but it's the same concept. I remember the discussion in, in uh, 1994 when the movie Pulp Fiction was a surprise hit. And they said that uh, the surprise was that it had a very wide audience that liked it, not even the demographic that they thought would like it, but not like the younger, edgier uh, audience, but 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 around the country, it seemed like a, a whole lot of people from different walks of life liked the movie, and they thought, we're surprised by this because uh, we didn't think a lot of people could relate to these characters. And they, it turned out that a lot of people liked it even if they couldn't relate to the characters just just as they got to see characters that were different from their regular life and that Absolutely. they enjoyed it for that reason and they don't have to because it's not actually really occurring in their real life it's, it's interesting for them to watch so that's a, the same thing with poker and uh so i agree with that and i think that uh there's a lot of the people complaining about Poker Night in America and who they're putting on and how it looks and, and how obnoxious it is. First of all, it's not for everyone. They they knew when they put on uh, controversial people that there's going to be a certain percentage of viewers that are going to be really put off by it going, I was just here to watch regular poker. I don't want to watch this crap. And they're not going to watch it. They're, they're going to turn it off and leave it. But if they get more people that are watching that otherwise would not have, then – they have a net win on their hands there. Yeah. And that's the hey, whole point. You know, that you, you mentioning that just made me think of something. You know how we're talking about Eric uh, Lindgren and his, his wife, Erica Lindgren, and, you know, what are yeah. they doing for money now and everything? That's yeah. something that she could do. She could make her triumphant return to the uh, the strip poker table. <laughs> you know? That's true. What, what was that thing called? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I forgot. It was some kind of strip poker thing. But she's she's a number of years older now. I don't know. Maybe there'll be uh, 
Oh, you think her her career in that path? Might I, be I don't know. There may, may be some sagging going on at this point. And oh, the, and she had a kid too, right? Kids, yeah. So this this may not be oh, as yeah, much that, of an option before. That I, I money know. maker may have dried out. It you're may right. have. I, I haven't seen her recently, but uh, I'm just well, bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, no, you're you're probably right. You're probably right. I don't even know how how old is she now? Like late thirties or something? I think something yeah. like that. Yeah, past her strip poker days. Well. Anyway, uh, I want to talk a bit more about Sean D, but nothing having to do with Brandon Cantu or Hashtag King. I want to talk about a beef that Sean D has with someone you're probably more familiar with than those two, and that would be me. Sean Deeb was on the Chicago Joey show uh, this week, and he spoke of me when someone brought up in the chat room Someone asked him a question in the chat room. Why do you hate Dan Druff? So, so, let, me, let me get over to it here. So I, I, have a, I have the show up here. And I want you guys to listen. It's near the end of the show. Uh, let me get to it here. An hour and ten minutes. An in. hour, right. As we're moving to it. An hour and ten minutes out of the hour 19 or so. And this is, uh, this is what he said. And then I'll explain the truth. He, he'll give you a partial story. I'm going to explain the truth. First time to wear tank tops on the show? He says Glance does. Oh, for the sex appeal? What does he think? The ladies are tuning in for the arms or something like that? Maybe. They're talking about Dintali. Maybe not. Fucking how would I? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, ask Sean why he hates Todd Wattellis, a.k.a. Dandruff. Uh, I mean, the guy just went off and spouted on his show that I was cheating in open face and quoted Barry Greenside when I was all bullshit. So, I mean, that was years ago. I've never interacted with him since. But anyone who just makes those accusations without even contacting me or even giving me a chance to defend myself is just clearly got one of those guys who were just doing anything for views mm. and you know those are what the type of people we don't want in poker anymore mm. sounds like his dog doesn't even believe him let me see here uh, I think a degen it. story <laughs> a degen story that's, okay. that's, that's, that's it with this little uh, segment but let me explain what really happened here and you guys can go back you know uh, you know at the end of the day you can go back and check that as uh, no 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 don't fucking pick that up <laughs> As a habit, I please, please don't. So, if you want to go back and check, though, because all of our shows are in the archives. Every single one of our shows is in the archives. And you can go back and check that uh, what I'm about to say is all the truth. And I even posted about it. But it, it bothers me that a partial incomplete and inaccurate stories being put out by Sean Deeb. Now, if he wants to hate me, if he wants to have a grudge, yeah, so be it. But here's what really happened. A story came out that on the Open Face Chinese app at the time that there was supposedly a cheater. And Barry Greenstein, in fact, wrote a blog on PokerStars, on PokerStars.com about this matter. And uh, so he was saying there's a cheater in open face. He wouldn't name the cheater, but said that watch out. Watch out on this app. This app is not secure, which it wasn't. There's a way to hack it. Barry said that someone who is technical actually showed him how the app could be hacked. And uh, so he warned them about this. And uh, so I was told when I was reporting this on the radio, kind of like during the radio show, someone messaged me in the chat room that the person who Barry was referring to and would not name was Sean Deeb. That Barry was suspecting Sean Deeb was cheating. So I went and said that. Which, to be honest, I probably shouldn't have done just because 
I, it, it, when you accuse someone of cheating, even if it's, it's a third party, uh, like, oh, this person said they're cheating, you have to watch out sometimes because that still can sound like you're accusing them of cheating. So I I probably shouldn't have done that without looking into this further. There was one of these things that just someone messaged me, oh, I found out who Barry was talking about. It was Sean Deeb. So I said Sean Deeb, okay? And it got back to Sean Deeb very quickly, and Sean Deeb called up and just yelled at me and was so pissed and told me, and this is during the show. He was on the show here, only time he's ever on the show, to go off on me that I had it all wrong. How could I be saying that? He's not a cheater. How could I be spreading these rumors about him that, in fact, he and Barry were working together to catch the cheater? So Barry would have never said this about him, he told me. So I apologize. I'm sorry. I must have gotten bad info. You know, and I, I, I was very apologetic. I was very nice about it. I didn't argue with him. I felt bad. So I thought it was done, but apparently he held a grudge about this, and I heard about this. I heard that he was uh, really uh, mad at me still, and this grudge carried on for years. But I said, okay, well, what can I do? I probably shouldn't have said that. Probably did get bad info. I feel like a fool. I even over time, I, I I came to believe that regardless of what Barry did or didn't say, I didn't believe that Sean Deeb was cheating. I believed that he was winning in open face at the time, just because he was one of the better players. Even uh, Cantu said that uh, they were among the early players of open face in the United States. They probably had to jump on everybody on uh, skill. So. Uh, Fast forward to 2016. In 2016, Sean Deeb appeared again on, on Chicago Joey's show. And was they were talking about a controversy at the time. This is three years after the whole poker fraudulent radio thing. That was in 13. Now we're talking about 16. That uh, Melissa Burr, I guess, owed 20K to Sean Deeb. And Sean Deeb called her out on Twitter. So Melissa Burr said, I'm not paying him because he's a cheater. So, of course, people are like, hmm, what's this about? So, Chicago Joey asked him about it, and Sean Deeb said something like, oh, well, you know, Melissa won't pay me because, uh, you know, Barry was going around saying that everybody's cheating, so now she thinks I was cheating him. Now, now she thinks that I was cheating her. And I said, wait a minute, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> this is what I said three years ago, and he called up to tell me Barry would have never said this about him. So, even if Sean Deeb was not cheating, which he probably wasn't, um, Barry was saying that, and I, I know this because uh, Sean Deeb himself said it in 2016 on that Chicago Joy podcast, and he's saying that's the reason Melissa Burr won't pay him is because Barry was saying that uh, he was cheating. He didn't directly say that Barry told her this, but he said that Barry was saying, quote, everyone was cheating, which uh, you know what he's trying to say there. He's trying to say that Barry convinced her that uh, she was being cheated when she lost to him. So that's why she's not paying him. I mean, that's definitely what's going on. So it's very possible that Melissa is incorrect about this. I mean, in fact, I think it's probable Melissa's incorrect about this and Sean did not cheat her. But that uh, the whole point is that my report about what Barry was saying was very likely correct. And at the very least, Sean Deeb seems to believe that Barry really said this about him now. So why is he mad at me? 
And he's not even coming out like he didn't say this is this thing I just played you. He, this was in the past week. It's not like he said Barry was saying this about me and Dreff repeated it and I don't like that. That I can understand. If he's mad at me for that, I understand that. If he's mad that I repeated something Barry was saying without talking to him or verifying it with him first, that's fine. I can understand that beef. But he's mad at me for saying something that, that supposedly Barry didn't say when on another podcast he admitted that Barry said that. So it's so strange. That's the that's the real story. And uh, you can if you go to the scam scandals and shadiness forum, or you can just search for it on Poker Fraud Alert in the scam scandals and shadiness forum. Uh, you you can find it. In fact, I can let me see if I can uh, tell you the uh, tell you this thread name. I'll search for it right now. Uh, yeah, here we are. It's a, the, the thread is called Sean Deeb yelled at me on PFA radio in 2013 for saying that uh, Barry was doing that. So, yeah, around the seven – here, I'm going to play this. This is at the seven-minute mark. It, this, this, this was in uh, May of 2016, so less than a year ago. Listen, listen to this. Well, that suck in poker. Those are the people who owe everyone money. Those are the people who do all the other shit they do. And, like, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling she had some involvement in deciding to include me because how much she personally hates me because I tell people exactly how she is whenever I hear her name mentioned. Interesting. Well, I guess the little bit I know about Melissa, I've always had some pretty good interactions with her. So I, I personally have not heard any of these things before myself. Is this, uh, are these things that are, I guess, well-publicized? Or people well, I mean, they're people? kind of the people in the, the Borgata Parks crew who grew up with her, who know her well. Like, these stories are well aware with her ex-fiancé and the stuff she's done to him. And then, this, like, there's been plenty of interactions where she's, like, called me a cheater. And I'm like, listen, I was better than you at open face. I'm literally, at that point, I was the best person in the world at the game. You lost to me. You didn't even lose a lot of points. You actually probably ran above expectation. My win rate was probably more points than what you ended up losing to me. But you're just totally oblivious that you were convinced by, I think, Barry Greenstein when he thought everyone was cheating in open face. Oh, well, there we go. There we go. You were convinced by Barry Greenstein when he thought everyone was cheating at open face. There we go. That, that's what I said. So I, I don't know why he still got this issue with me all these years later. Four years ago this happened. You think? And he even said himself it's been years since we had any interaction, which is true. It's been years. And I, I even tweeted to him a few days ago saying I don't understand why you're still holding this grudge about this. And I, I explained and I even said in my tweets I don't think you were cheating. But I was right that Barry was saying it. That's all I was saying. So it's like I think I'm kind of being killed as the messenger here is the truth. Anyway, that uh, just wanted to bring that up if any of you watched the Chicago Joey show with him on there. And as I mentioned, Chicago Joey. Get him on the show, Drew. Sean Deep, he won't come on. Get him on the show. You guys can hug it out. No, he won't come on. That's the thing. He's like, Sean Deeb, he, the attitude he has is like, and I know uh, Hashtag King alluded to this too. The attitude he has is once he doesn't like you, he just wants nothing to do with you. So he's, uh, someone even said something in the thread, are you worried that Sean Deeb's going to kick your ass to the World Series? No, no, I don't think that's going to, of course that's not going to happen. If Sean Deeb sees me in the World Series, he's just going to ignore me. And that's fine. I wasn't going to go up and create any confrontation with him. I'm just saying that, uh, this is what he does. So he's not going to come on this show. There's no chance he'll come on this show. He'll say, I don't like him. I'm not going to come on his show. I'm not, I want nothing to do with him. I'm going to ignore him. That's, and it's his right to do. He doesn't have to acknowledge me. 
But uh, yeah, he he won't come on. Uh, and look, I. I'm even willing to apologize to him for putting this out there that Barry said it, because I, I can understand his being annoyed at that. I can understand if someone is falsely accusing him of cheating, then someone else repeats what that person said and, and even attributes it to that person. It still is, is spreading the rumor further. So I, if he was innocent, which is a good chance he was, I understand why he's frustrated about that and frustrated at me for repeating that. And I, I'm willing to apologize for that. And I, I've said many times, even back then, that it probably isn't true, but uh, I, I, you know, if, since Barry really was saying that, and even he's saying Barry was saying that, that's who he should be mad at about this, not me. So anyway, let's uh, move on. But just, once again, just to be clear, I, I don't think that Sean Deeb was ever a cheater at, at Open Face. I've seen no evidence of this. The, it does seem to be acknowledged that at that time he was uh, one of the best players. It was a relatively new game to people then, and. Uh, he kind of got a jump on everybody, and that's probably why he won so much. So, uh, I just want people to be clear on that. I'm not trying to say that I proved he was cheating or anything. I, it's the opposite. I don't. If asked what I honestly think, I would say I honestly think he was not cheating. So, uh, I want to talk a bit about uh, Travell Thomas. He was sentenced to eight years in prison. Uh, in state mm-hmm. for uh, a collections scheme where his uh, collections company was breaking all kinds of laws to collect money from people. And and here's uh, here's basically what was happening. Uh, That's the first sound effect you played the whole night. Yeah, you know what? I, I'll tell you what was... I, I got traumatized by the 2 plus 2 people. When I had Mark Clang on and I was playing a few sound effects, I, I was looking at the 2 plus 2 people commenting on it and i it is after the show and i i shouldn't let this affect me because i i don't have a lot of respect for a lot of two plus two posters there's, there's some two plus two posters i like and i do have respect for but there's many i don't and many i think are idiots but uh there were some saying well that wasn't a bad interview but that sound effects are brutal i hate it I had no place here and like you know there are people just totally ripping on the sound effects so i was like so scared to play sound effects during these interviews because i was afraid it, it was going to ruin the interview, so I, I didn't play them. I just did the interview straight. Anyway, tr- uh, I, I had to play that uh, that effect, though, of course, for uh, Travell Thomas. But but he he was running a collections company, and uh, there, there are certain laws that govern how collections can be done. This this company he he ran was called uh, Four Star Resolution. They were based out of Buffalo, New York, not too far from where you live, and allegedly. <laughs> And, and uh, for years, the company was engaging in illegal tactics to collect money, including uh, threatening people, including uh, making up uh, stories that they're going to get arrested, making up stories they're going to get beaten up. He's uh, basically mugging people. Yeah. <laughs> and, Essentially. Uh, they also, when they'd, when they'd get a live one on the line, when they got someone who seemed very scared, then they would raise the amount that they owe. So, you know, let's say someone owed uh, $300. Once they got the idea that someone is so scared and will pay anything to make this go away, they, they may ask for $2,000, $3,000. I'm just making this up, but it, something like that was occurring. Anyway, uh, tens of millions of dollars were illegally collected through four-star resolution. And uh, I think they were also even impersonating law enforcement. They, they basically used whatever means possible over the phone 
to collect money from people. They, 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 basically, the MO they had was whatever you can say to scare the person on the other end to cough up money, say it. Doesn't matter how illegal, doesn't matter how threatening, doesn't matter how wrong, just do it and get the money. And if you find someone scared, then, then up the amount. And, and people, people were doing it. So uh, they, they finally came down on him. In fact, the one to come down on him was a big enemy of online poker, former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Preet Bara. And uh, back in November, Preet Bara said, this is when he was still uh, employed in that position, he said, uh, as he admitted today, Travell Thomas ran a massive fraudulent debt collection scheme through which he and his cohort stole over $31 million from his vulnerable victims. Holy shit. Thomas instructed his debt collectors to threaten, intimidate, and lie to their victims by overstating their debts and making false claims about what would happen to them if they didn't pay up. So that's what what happened. This is over a period of years, the $31 million. But yeah, they, they became very big and they were uh, – Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. $31 million? Yes. I mean, Cantu should just hire these guys <laughs> to, for the, the people that owe him money. And I mean, if they can get thirty-one million dollars, they can get the million he's owed. That's that's a great idea. Except now they're out of business. There's there's no more uh, four-star resolution. Uh, It's amazing how people can find money when they're threatened. Yeah, and it's uh, he and several other defendants all agreed to plea deals. In fact, he was the last one of all the defendants to accept the plea deal. Uh, He was facing a possible sentence if he had not done the plea bargain of up to 40 years and he agreed with a plea bargain that he could still face up to 15 and a half years but the judge gave him eight years and at one point he was trying to play the race card Travell thomas is black and he tried to allege that this was racial discrimination and the reason he claimed this is racial discrimination is that other collection companies in the Buffalo area that are run by white people supposedly get away with this, and they're only going after him because he's black. <laughs> Which is a weird claim because he's not even saying, like, I didn't do this, and they're going after me because I'm black. He's saying... Trust it's a Hail Mary. Yeah, he's saying, I did it, but, but you're letting other people get away with it and not me because I'm black. Well, that, that's not a defense. <laughs> well, look, man, you're backed into a corner. You got nothing else that you can do. You might as well just... Try the race card and see if anything happens. Maybe Al Sharpton will swoop down and something will go on. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so he dropped that as part of the plea bargain. They, 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 the government wouldn't budge. The government said, "We got all the goods on you. You can claim this racism all you want." It, it does. Whether we're going after other people doesn't matter. We've got the goods on you. You're guilty. You're gonna, you're gonna lose this case in court if you try to plead not guilty. And he eventually realized that's true and and uh, finally pled guilty and. He reportedly wept during the sentencing, which uh, was just uh, just a week ago. Yeah, he's going to weep when he takes it in the ass in prison, too. <laughs> so, uh, and what's interesting is he said that authorities saved his life when they told him he wasn't allowed to gamble anymore. because he was. Uh, so he went around the, the tournament scene in uh, the East Coast. And I heard from people that he was a fish. I heard that he was... Uh, that he was like the the chatty black guy type, but unlike some of these other chatty black guy types that are actually good poker players, he was the chatty black guy who was also a fish, and uh, I, I guess 
with just money rolling in so quickly from these collection schemes, it's it's not very painful when you lose. So seems like the the Justice Department is poker's biggest enemy in terms of taking money out of the uh, the economy. That's true. <laughs> they, they they took some dead money out of poker here. So well, it happened happened here. Happened at Live at the Bike. You know. Yeah. I mean, now now he did cash about five hundred k total. And what's funny is that. It listed in uh, a newspaper article about this that he was one of the nation's top poker players. <laughs> but I, I, I guarantee this 500K he cashed is a small sum of money compared to the amount he spent in buy-ins. Well, I mean, clearly that's false. We all know Hashtag King is the number one poker player. Yeah, he's the number player. one poker player now. Yeah, Right. <laughs> so... So now he does have uh, two World Series of Poker circuit rings, but uh, yeah, people who played with him told me he wasn't very good. I mean, he wasn't like a massive fish, but he uh, people were saying he wasn't very good. I mean, if you keep entering these tournaments over and over again and just sinking money into it, one of these times I'm sure he was a big longtime donor. Yeah, yeah, you're going to run hot enough and win, especially if you're, you know, if if you're aggressive or if if you're overly aggressive. And you're a loser. Occasionally, you will have that time you run hot and, and win a ring or two, but uh, yep. you're not going to be a, a long time winner that way. So anyway, he won't be at the poker table except maybe uh, playing for, uh, as you said, uh, or not you said it was a caller who called and said asked about the at the commissary if they, they give him uh, the way for his wires. Be the same situation here for Travell Thomas, who will be in prison for I don't know if it'll be eight years, but that's a sentence and. He'll probably serve at least six of them in the federal prison. So he will be out of the game for a while and, and probably uh, permanently because he's not going to have a bankroll anymore. He also was ordered to pay $31 million restitution, oh. which he's never going to come up with. But basically he's going to be broke for the rest of his life unless he finds some other uh, scheme and then hide to the money somewhere. Unless, like Cantu, he hits his big tournament score yeah. and then he's good to go. Yeah. Well, here's here's some uh, text messages we got uh, from the eight one eight to have the rabbi send the letter. That is to the uh, that, that's advice for the hashtag king. That's actually not a bad idea to have the rabbis write to Caesars. Maybe a a Jew will read it and have sympathy. Uh, from the three two three. It's so obvious he went broke when the Hells Angels showed up to his house. His parents called Bellagio and freaked out and then got him kicked out. You've got him asked about the fact that it's so clear that he's broke. He couldn't pay an $80 bill and nobody with him could pay $80. The weirdest thing to me was that that MMA fighter uh, couldn't pay the $80 either. That, that was weird. Like I, I you, you take like your just average person. Someone's gonna have eighty bucks. Yeah, it was so know? weird. I mean, it's, not like they, it's not like they ran up a thousand dollar bill they thought was comps, and then no one had it on them. This is eighty dollars. How do you? How do with two people there? One an MMA fighter and one this uh, uh, high stakes gambler. How could they not have eighty dollars together? It's so weird. Or a credit card. Yeah. Well, apparently he didn't have any, but then he had nine, and then none of them worked. I, how do you have nine credit cards and none of them work? <laughs> I, I also wonder if uh, if this MMA fighter was hanging as Julian Lane. I wonder if he has money problems because he was saying, oh, he stayed with me for two nights and I was buying right. meals. Like, a, I wonder if that guy doesn't manage money well either. And so they both showed up there thinking they're getting a comp meal and then they're not. They're both, they both couldn't come up with the $80 together. 
So that, that's such a – it's so funny he's broadcasting that too. Like, oh, I'm going to get kicked out. I was like, I can't pay $80. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying though? Like, I, I don't know. How how many credit cards do you have? Uh, a lot. Actually, I had, I've, I've, I've been closing them. I actually have fewer than I used to. But at one point I had over 30 active credit cards. Oh, are you doing like points and you're yeah, kind yeah, of – Yeah, yeah, credit card bonus yeah. whoring. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll just take every edge you can get. <laughs> All right. But, but here's the thing. So – what are the odds that if you go out somewhere that none of the credit cards you have on you are going to work? Yeah, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. You're the, how could all nine be dead? I mean, I understand. Well, not even like it, it's incredibly rare that you'll have one that doesn't work. But, hey, you know, maybe there's a problem. Maybe they put a hole on it because... You know, the last time you used it, you were in a different city. Well, and it I, I think he explained it. You know, and, you I think know he, whatever. He explained but not it. all nine of them. He explained it. This is what his ex- explanation was: that he had been gambling by taking money out of the cards and maxed them, and that he's that he handed them to Julian Lane. And said, "Okay, I don't think these are going to work, but try him." That's what he said happened. So I, I think it is possible yeah, he, 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 he you maxed know, them all. He, his story changed. He said he didn't even say he had them with him at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's very possible that. He's uh, he really has run through all the money through degenerate gambling. This is kind of the end, but uh, we will see. We will see if he vanishes from the scene. I mean, definitely somebody with a negative. Well, EV. there were, there were a number of situations where he didn't have money. Yes, yeah, I've he no, always I've had that. an excuse as to why he didn't have money. Right, right. And that's and always, that's always a sign. I'm sorry, that... <laughs> like you, you know, I can buy one or two, but it's not that many. Yeah. That's always a sign. As I said, we'll we'll see if, and that's. I remember he's saying he's disappearing from ten months for poker. So that also could be the sign that uh, there's no more money. Yeah, he's gonna go save up. He's gonna work at Home Depot for a while. <laughs> so, okay, let, let's uh, let's get to the other topic. I, I want to quickly touch on a few things. Uh, poker fraud alert. I put some time into making poker fraud alert. An HTTPS site. I have an SSL certificate and everything. I, I paid uh, big money for this, so it can now be uh, transmitting and receiving data securely. I paid for the certificate. Zero point zero. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, this was uh, sent to me by Calwatt how I could get this SSL certificate for free. That's why uh, I no longer had any excuses not to do it other than it was a pain in the ass. But yeah, uh, this is why I don't believe that you would turn down the, the free hand job at the Asian massage parlor. <laughs> but just whenever I, there's free associated with it, you just can't turn it down. Unfortunately, today I, I found that some things I had previously tested did not work anymore. I don't know what happened here, but uh, the, the radio is no longer working. The problem is when I when I changed all this, there were a number of things that that broke right uh they were before not set up to operate this way or especially pages with with mixed usage of http and https so i had to go through and fix all that i thought i got it all fixed and then the radio wasn't working today and and so i I still have to work on that a little bit i was able to do something quickly to make sure the radio works but uh i still have to work on that a bit the chat room Calwatch scared me and said, that's not working. I'm like, oh, crap. And this is like right, this is like after the show started. Well, it turned out he had Flash turned off. So that for once, there was Calwatch's mistake and not mine. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of upset because now I can't bitch about 
the site being insecure anymore. Yeah. So so I'm I'm if you guys see anything weird that used to work that does not anymore, please let me know because there may be something here and there I missed or something that broke again that uh I thought was fixed. Just uh you know, whenever you change something there's always uh side effects that can occur. So let me know if you see anything that has changed with a site that was working before and is not now, and I'll see what I can do about it. And, and please be, be as specific as possible. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, the main reason I did it was not for your security, but it was because Google is penalizing sites that do not have the HTTPS protocol uh, enabled. If, if you're only going through HTTP, Google is, is penalizing you in the right rankings, and I don't want that. So, I, uh, you know, we, for example, I don't want to lose things like for the first few days of when Charlie Sheen was revealed to have HIV, we were on the front page. And in fact, at one point, we were number one if you Googled uh, Charlie Sheen HIV. <laughs> People ended up there probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I thank Sonatine for that one. He's the one who made that post. So, the funny thing is I heard this Charlie Sheen HIV thing from two separate sources, from the Sonatine's post and then someone else separately who's been on the show before, Dave Lehrman, was posting about this too before it was uh, really talked about in the mainstream. So uh, I also want to talk again about my World Series of Poker. Unlike Hashtag King, I am not banned from the World Series. I, I will be playing. There are still pieces available, though they're, uh, they're starting to disappear. So if you do want to buy pieces of me for the World Series of Poker... 2017. Uh, you put you, the second package up? Yeah. You, oh, okay. You should yeah, do I so soon. Yeah, that too. And uh, you can go to tastysteaks.com. You can, it's a site run by CalWatt. You can look me up there, Todd Wattellis, or look for Dan Druff, and you can see my packages up there. Uh, that's going to be used for record keeping that site. You don't, you don't even have to sign up if you don't want to. You can if you want. If you don't want to, then don't. The money will all be paid to me directly. And so if you want to buy pieces of me, first of all, take a look at the package I'm selling either on Tasty Steaks or, or look at uh, the thread on the World Series of Poker 2017 forum on PokerFraudAlert.com. And you'll see about buy pieces of Dan Druff. Read it. See if you're interested. And if you are, then you can text me, 775-372-8355, which is the main phone number to the show. You can text it to 775-372-8355. You can text it anytime, even if we're not on the air, and I will respond to you. If you're interested, or you can email me, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com. That's all lowercase. No spaces, no dashes, no underscores. Just dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com if you're interested in buying pieces. And uh, as I said, they're, they're starting to move, so they may be gone even by next week. So if you are interested... That do. reminds me, I still got to pay you. That's right. Uh, I may have to sell off Calwatt's piece because he's a deadbeat. Hey, take it easy. I'll, I'll buy a piece of the other package, and I'll, I'll send you the total. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, so anyway, that's, uh, just wanted to mention that too. Last year, most of the people who bought pieces of me were radio listeners. It wasn't even uh, forum people. There's some forum people. It was mostly radio people, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate when people have the faith in me to invest their hard-earned money in my attempt to win at the World Series. And you, you guys know I will put out the maximum effort and, and show up prepared, show up in the, the right state of mind, physically and mentally, and uh, and always take it seriously. And hopefully I play well, and hopefully uh, the cards run my way. So, 
you know, I, I'll admit some some days I have it better than others. Some, some days I I walk away impressed with how I played. Other days I I feel like an idiot when I walk away and say I made stupid mistakes. And other days it's kind of in the middle. But uh, it's just anybody who's played poker has those feelings sometimes. You just uh, some days you, you have it more than others. So uh, I want to uh, let's move on to the Bellagio Twitch story. Uh, I guess to compete with Live at the Bike, or maybe just because they got the idea from Live at the Bike, Bellagio now has its own Twitch stream. And I, I guess they're, they're trying... Let's, here, let's take a look at it right now. I'm just going to click on it. Twitch.tv slash Bellagio... You're going to get an ad. Oh, I'm going to get an ad? Great. Bellagio Pots. Maybe I'll just mute it. See if I mute it fast enough. There we go. So it says, yeah, Bellagio Pots is B E L L A G I O P O T S. Bellagio Pots. Twitch.tv slash Bellagio Pots. I guess they're offline right now. It says you the channel's offline now, but you can check out its most recent broadcast on April 26th. So I guess it's a day and a half since they broadcasted. Let's take a look at that one. I'm just going to click over here. I'm not going to watch the stupid ad, which I smart enough to mute beforehand yeah you're forced to watch them on twitch and and some people that i've read who've watched this they they don't like it very much have you watched it yet i have not i'm gonna jump to random spots here as soon as this dumb ad is over so what are people saying they don't like about it uh let's see here let me see uh Let's see here. Uh, I know what this person like. So Alpha twelve forty three said, uh, "I watched the first stream today. They did a great job with the graphics. Best I've seen. I'm looking forward to checking out future episodes." I guess he liked it. Hooded N said, uh, "Dan Bryan, Dan O'Brien got fat as fuck." <laughs> I remember him making a reference to Big Macs in his podcast with Lady Longfingers. <laughs> Looks like he's addicted. Uh, D Moon, I guess, is Daniel Anderson is a also broadcasting there would definitely smash, even though she's been go- going a little heavy with the X fit, the CrossFit they're talking about. So, um, you know what? I guess I'm so. Just, he's saying he'd fuck her. He, he's saying that, yeah. Okay. He's saying that she should calm down with the CrossFit, though. I mean, I'm I'm glad that he let us know. I mean, I you know. Yeah, I'm sure she's glad too. Yeah. She, she's married, by the way. For those of you that don't know, so no, I guess there's not a negative thing. I, I guess I misread it, but hey, let's try to skip here. How, how come it's it's just like a, it's just like a countdown. Hold on, here we are. Turn on the sound. Still don't hear anything. Do they have commentators? They have to, right? Yeah, but I hear. I think it's, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. This is weird. I'm just not. Is it possible there's no sound? There's a separate volume control too. No, I, I, I turned it up to the top. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what to, I don't know what to say. If there's no sound, that's really lame. There's got to be. <laughs> this would be terrible if there's no sound. It just feels weird. No, there's no way. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at uh, at, at Danielle. She looks. She does look pretty good here. But I, I see what they're talking about the CrossFit. Would you smash her? I, I would, but I, I see what they're talking about with the CrossFit. Like she's. Here's the problem. Here's the problem that can occur. And this is, of course, just my opinion. But 
Um, how old is she? Is it like mid thirties or something? I don't know. I think I think that's how old she is. Let me see. Thirty-two. I thought she's a little older than that, but fine. Thirty-two. The problem is, the the older a woman gets, um, the more odd it starts to look if they start getting too muscular. Because I, I think that uh, they end up with too much like the muscle and bone look, like Madonna has. Madonna's like the, the extreme version of that, and it just doesn't look good. It looks like they have like no fat; it's just muscle and bone. So, like if they overdo that. Then it can so you like you like a little uh, cushion in the for the pushing. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's not just that. It's it's like a, like even if I think it looks better if, if a girl is is just thin than than like if, if it's just all muscle and and, and especially if they're older. Like, so you like don't the want them women. to look like something from an anatomy textbook. Yeah, and and uh, especially the older women, it just seems like they they get more of that muscle and bone look than the younger ones do, who who are into all the fitness stuff. But uh, yeah, overall, she looks good here, though. I see what the guy's saying. That uh, like I, I understand everything he's saying here. That she that she looks good, but she needs to ease up on the CrossFit. I I yeah, I'd you, agree with that. You just don't like women that can outrun you. <laughs> to be able to get away from you. Okay, so but yeah, overall, she looks good here, especially if she's married. You know, she you'd think that. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe when they're married, they just say, "Ah, screw it, I don't have to look good anymore." But she's, she's putting some effort into it. So I'll give no, her that. man, my my wife runs every day. Really? and and she, uh, yeah, from what I hear, she's you know she's a nice person and I pretty good at have poker. So always had good interactions with her. Yeah. She seems really really nice. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So yeah, nothing nothing bad to say about Danielle Anderson. Okay, so let's. Uh, so I guess I, I can't get the sound off on here. So I was, I was going to play parts of it and comment, but I can't get the sound working. I don't know if there is no sound or if I'm doing something wrong, but I give up. I'm not, I'm not going to screw with it anymore. Um, the win is going to build a giant lagoon park in Las Vegas uh, on their existing win property where the golf course is right now. Why? I, I don't know. But that's what they're going to do. Is their golf course not profitable or something? Uh, no, it's it's that they're trying to expand it. See, people always wondered why that big golf course is sitting there on such a prime spot on the strip. Usually, golf courses are kind of farther off. But that right. so they were wondering was the wind wasting so much space with the golf course? Well, I guess they were wondering the same thing. Yeah, but a lagoon park. It, it's weird. I. I with that, but I mean, you know, you don't go to Vegas and be like, "Hey, let's hit the Lagoon Park." Yeah. So, yeah. so here's here's what it says: uh, Paradise Park would be located on a nearly 130-acre golf course property owned by the company and adjacent to Wynn's existing casino resort in Las Vegas. The casino mogul, said, this is referring to Wynn, uh, Steve Wynn himself, said Tuesday the park would feature a quote twenty-odd acre lagoon in the middle of it, and then we'd build our, our meeting space, leave room for our new tower that could be a couple thousand rooms. The aim is to appeal not just to the lucrative convention market, but to families by offering a Disney-like park attraction off the Las Vegas Strip. Last okay. last year. Wynn indicated the waterfront would feature cabanas, new restaurants, and the lagoon would have, quote, a, a great show like they have at Disneyland, only bigger. So I I don't understand. It, it sounds like a theme park. It does sound like a theme park. And uh, But then, like, based on the lagoon, that's the weird part. 
But with with no people dressed up as weird characters. The first phase of its one. I didn't mean to play that, but uh, yeah, I I don't know exactly what they're planning there. It's weird. Who knows if it actually will come to pass? But that it's only the first phase of the plan they're laying out. So this could change a lot, and this could take a long time to build. And maybe when they analyze it, they're, they'll realize it's going to be a fail. I don't know if it'll be a fail, but it, it does seem kind of weird. And, and not only that, the win does not have a central location. So right. the win is not something you just walk by on the strip. Well, they're trying to make it into a destination in itself that people will just go there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's that that's what they claim they want to do. I think they're just it's just kind of they're just sitting there looking at this golf course, this big piece of land. And you see how big it is if you if you stay at at the win or any other property that's that's kind of near there that that looks in that direction. Like if you stay at the Palazzo and you look in that direction, you can see the golf course if you're high up. And you see there's this massive piece of land down there and then you go, "Wow. I I didn't know something that big was sitting right on the strip." But it is. You don't really notice it because it's it's blocked off by fences, so people can't just peer in. But I, I guess they realize that it's it's too valuable of an area to just use for a golf course. So I mean, Vegas used to be about gambling, hookers, and the mob, and now it's about theme parks. I guess you know. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to make they're, they're trying to get more and more away from counting on gambling revenue. Especially, it's, it's just kind of declining over the years. So they're. They've reinvented Vegas, and this all started back in uh, in '93. Now, is it is it that the gambling revenue has gone down, or is it just that they've expanded the revenue they're getting from the entertainment venues? I believe it's gone down, and I, I think some of this is the increased gambling options around the world, such as right. Macau, such as the East Coast. Uh, their expansion, yeah, that makes and, sense. And so they they want to present other reasons to come to Vegas besides just gambling. And no, you're it, right, because Vegas used to be kind of like this special place that if you wanted to gamble and cut loose, you go to Vegas. But now, it's not that not that special. You can go just down the road. You know? Yeah, and they've, they've, they've been expanding in this direction for the last almost 25 years. It was in 93 when they started building up the Strip, and you had properties like the MGM showing up, and... Uh, uh, many others at the time, and in the next few years, starting in '93, you had all these strip properties pop up, including the Bellagio, which showed up in '96, that were not there before, and they started to appeal more towards families and started to have other attractions other than just uh, gambling. And so it's been going more and more that direction, and they especially felt they had to do that after the crash in 2008 which really hit Las Vegas hard. And people had a lot less disposable income to gamble with. And they said, wow, we've, we've really got to find a way to get people to... Does Vegas still have people like those mole people living in the sewers or yes, whatever? Yes, yes. Yeah. Last I heard, they're still there. And these, these mole people living in the sewers, some of them will come up during the day and walk around the casino and grab these little you know, tickets that are left over or, or money left in machines that's like 50 cents and just you know collect a bunch of those and cash them out and this is actually illegal and this is that's the reason it's illegal 
Well, there's 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 a few reasons. One is they don't want to encourage people doing this, you know, just scavenging around the casinos to find uh, micro amounts of money in the machines. And they'd rather just keep that money. Right? They'd rather keep the money, and also they they don't want to open the door to if this is allowed, then what would st- let's say some let let me give an example. Let, let's say somebody is playing at a machine, and they, they have a uh, hundred dollars in there at the moment, and then they they have at the same time explosive diarrhea. So they have to go really badly, and they it comes on so quickly, they just go, crap, literally crap. I've got to just sprint to the bathroom, and if someone steals my 100, oh well, and they just run off. Well, someone may still, still steal their 100. That could still happen. But the casino does not want to open up that if you walk by a casino, a slot machine and find something with money in it, if there's no one there, it's yours. They They don't want that because that's encouraging people to steal that money. And then they can get away with it and say, well, I thought it was just there for me. I thought I was just there for the taking because no one's at the machine. They they don't want people to use that excuse. So this is illegal to do. So, But the mole people who live in the sewers there in, in Vegas, they, they do it anyway despite the illegality. And But, yeah, they, they're still there. And, and when it rains, they have to really watch out because if they don't get out of those uh, storm drains, then they they can die. Because you think that hashtag king guy, maybe in a few years he's going to end up being like king of the mole people down there? <laughs> he could be. He can be king of something. As long as he's king of something, maybe he'll be happy. And Maybe he'll get kicked out of there, too. He'll be kicked out of the sewers. <laughs> maybe he'll be kicked out of 20 sewers in the year 2019. <laughs> All right. So we'll see if this comes to pass, this weird... Uh, this weird uh, $1.5 billion Paradise Park. But right now, the the board of Wynn Resorts has given the green light to do this. So I, I think it's going to happen in some way. Mm. But it's, a, it's only in the first phase. There's no estimated date at the moment. We shall see whether it actually comes to pass. Uh, Nevada has approved sportsbooks to take bets on... The NFL draft. Nevada is very funny about prop betting. There, there's a uh, a lot of prop bets that they'd like to offer, but just are not allowed. So they have to give the licensing to offer prop bets, and and really, for the most part, the only prop bets you could do in Vegas was uh, betting on uh, the Super Bowl. And they have some futures bets. Those places have, like, you know, you bet before the baseball season who's going to win the World Series, things like that. But as far as prop bets from game to game or a specific event, it's, uh, for the most part, illegal in Vegas for those bets to be offered. But uh, Nevada books are licensed now to take bets on the NFL draft, which is the first time that has ever taken place in Las Vegas. And I don't know how many of you would be interested in doing that anyway. But, you know, it, it's at least, at least it's something. At least it's showing that they're getting more open to take to allowing prop bets. Because Vegas has typically been, or Nevada has been pretty anti that. So this is... Uh, an article from sportingnews.com. You can now bet on the NFL draft in Las Vegas. 
It says the Nevada Gaming Control Board has given permission to the state sportsbooks to accept the bets on the 2017 NFL Draft. While betting on the NFL Draft has been popular on offshore sportsbooks for years, this year's draft is the first which gamblers can place wagers in the state of Nevada. The types of bets Nevada books can take is restricted to ones that are not player or team specific. So you can't bet on uh, which player would be selected number one overall. But you can bet on team bets, such as how many quarterbacks would be selected in the first round or uh, which conference would have the most players picked. Now, why would they limit it? I don't get it. I I think it's still related to... Like, how could that be influenced? How could, like, someone be bought, you know? I I think what they're afraid of is is someone who's on the inside of one of these teams will pass it to their friend who they can then bet on it. So Uh. it's... Yeah. So I think that's what they're still worried about. They're they're very very paranoid in Las Vegas and Nevada in general that that of, of any kind of collusion involving sports bets, any kind of fixes. And that's that's why for so long there was such a uh, it seemed impossible that any team would ever exist in Las Vegas because they were so terrified that this would lead to game fixing and point shaving, but. I think the reason now that sports are coming to Las Vegas and this is not a concern is because athletes are making so much money it wouldn't be worth it for most influential athletes in these games to throw games or shave points because they're already making so much money it wouldn't be worth risking their career for this. Whereas before when they didn't make that much then it might be. So that's I think the main reason that they're softening on this. But they're very slow in the Nevada sportsbook world to adapt to modern times. Like they, they had this silly rule for so long that you can't be on a cell phone in a sportsbook. Why? Because, well, what if you're looking at the lines and reporting them? Well, a long time ago, that was something that, you know, they didn't want people line shopping. They didn't want people going from book to book to book to see which of the, and, and uh, which had the best lines and, and have teams betting based on that. But, but nowadays, with information sharing so quickly being available on the internet, to say you can't bring a cell phone into a sports book is a joke. Yeah, because that's what some people do, right? Is they they look around at the various sports books to find those soft lines. Yeah, and but now it's there's there's sites that report this. There's no point to ban cell phones. So right. <clears throat> I think most casinos have stopped that and have have stopped that ban, but I think some still have it. So, yeah, they they just they took a long time to get past that. They just they have a very hard time getting past the the old style of thinking with the, with the sports betting. So we will see if eventually we'll get more prop bets, which are beatable. In fact, prop bets maybe not these type with the draft, but prop bets in general are the softest. Yep. part in sports because there's uh, often not a lot of thought put into them and uh, someone who's very sharp with these can beat them. Such Yeah, as, that's one of the guys that I know. That's what he does. Yeah, well, Daly from our site is excellent with them. I mean, he was, for example, last baseball season, he was putting up these uh, strikeout props and he, he won like 14 in a row at some point and he was he was just destroying them. And he was also excellent with these NHL props uh, with the goalies. And, and and this was not just dumb luck. I mean, he he definitely 
had uh, a big time positive expectation on these prop bets. So, oh yeah. So that's why, uh, like sites like uh, Bovada, were shutting people down so quickly, who showed the sign that they could beat them, because Bovada was aware of the fact that they they would get killed by anyone who could bet these long term or even medium term. So, yeah, and that's you know one of the guys I was telling you about when we were talking earlier. He had a bunch of bookies that just stiffed him because that's what he did. He went in there and he just crushed them, just absolutely crushed them on all these like crazy obscure bets. And yeah. he he did his research. It wasn't just blind luck. Yeah, that, that's what it is. So that's that's and the thing is, there's also a lot less effort on the part of the book in setting these lines. Yeah. So that's that's where someone who is very familiar with the subject matter right. can, can do a lot better than the books can. Whereas uh, with game. Yeah, with game lines and totals, those they actually, uh, you know, there's so many different, very competent books setting these that even the lesser competent book could just copy the lines from other books. Yep. And and then they they're pretty much in good shape. So the, these are a different story. So I, I don't know if these will ever really catch on in Vegas, but if they do, then this may open up a new market because right now you've got to bet these offshore mostly, and then. Hope you get paid. Hope your account doesn't get shut down. Hope you don't get accused of being on a on a prop betting team. I mean, it's a right now the issue with winning in prop betting is not making good prop bets. The issue is getting places that'll give you action and then pay you when you win. So yeah, you know, or around here uh, they just have local bookies that are just like guys, right? And they they point you to a website, and that's where you do all the the booking of everything. And then, in theory, you just you do the monetary transaction with the bookie. Yeah, that's how it always works. Yeah, and yeah. But these days. I mean, I'm just telling you that monetary transaction doesn't always happen, right? Especially when they when they think that you've that you were a positive expectation player the whole way, like on these prop bets, and you beat them, then they. Uh, yes, well, that's why I don't feel so bad if you stiff some bookies. Like I've I've heard of bookies stiffing people so many times. Oh yeah, yeah. They they ridiculous. Even you were saying you got stiffed by a book. Yeah, right? even I got stiffed. Fortunately, for only three figures, but still, it was uh, it was annoying. It was, and I was being free rolled at one point. The guy who took a, a phony vacation. Bro, if a hundred and one dollars is barely three figures, okay. <laughs> Stop making it out to be more than it is. The guy took a, a, a phony vacation because I, he owed me much more than he could cover. So instead of paying it or admitting he couldn't pay, he took a quote vacation for a week, hoping I'd run bad, and then I just won more money. And, well, it's, I mean, this one guy, one one bookie owed him over thirty grand, and he just said, "No, nope, you're cut off." Yeah, not paying you. And then the excuse they have is, "Oh, you know, this this person's taking advantage of me. Uh, you know, he was uh, w- winning better the whole time. He knew what he was doing. You know, he knew I had well, no that's, chance." <laughs> I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know they can't just take bets from losers. I mean, that's what they want to do, but they can't. That, that's part of doing business. If you take bets from people, you've got to understand you're going to take bets from better. Sports betters and worse better we're sports betters. So anyway, yeah, Jay Stat saying in the chat to go back to an old thing we were talking about that uh, in 1989, the Mirage was the first of the new casinos on the Strip. The Mirage opened in '89. A lot of people don't realize that. Hmm. And then then it took some years for others to open, but '93 was the big year when a lot of them sprung up. I remember that. And 93, coincidentally, was the first year I was 21. 
But I did not go to Vegas on my 21st birthday. And in fact, I didn't make it out there until the summer, which was several months later of 93. And it was on a trip somewhere else. So I only stopped briefly, played a little blackjack and ate one of those cheap meals that they had at the time and then left. So I didn't do any kind of real gambling there anyway. And uh, then I would go a little bit more once I was like around, I don't know, 24. I'd go a few times a year, but it was in the year 2000 when I had a, I lost $500 playing blackjack in one session, playing $5 betting. That's all I was betting $5. And I ran so bad. I lost 500. I was so frustrated and said, what am I doing? Why am I coming here and playing negative expectation games? Why, why am I being so stupid? And that was when I learned how to count cards. I, I just, I committed, I'm going to do it. So over the next few months, <clears throat> I learned how to count cards. And then I came back in October of 2000. That was the first time I, ever did uh, positive expectation gambling. It was in uh, October of 2000 playing blackjack at the Imperial Palace. And I won like $1,100 on that trip. And I was very, very or maybe it was 14 or I think it was 1400 Anyway, I was very excited by it. I never won that type of money before gambling. And... Uh, I, I had a girlfriend at the time who had a very bad attitude about this. Now, on the on the drive home, after I'd won 1400 I was saying to her how happy I was that it worked out, that I knew I could have just run bad and, you know, just lost. So I said, not, you know, I'm glad that, number one, that I was able to card count properly, and number two, that it worked out that, I, that my luck was good enough to where I won uh, actually above expectation. But she was in a very bad mood about this. What do you think her issue was? I have no idea, Drew. And it's not any, no one knows this girl. She she was never part of poker. No one in poker ever met her. So this is not anyone any of you know. But her issue you you weren't paying enough attention to her. No, that's what that's a good guess. But no, her issue was that she felt that I already had enough money that the rich were just getting richer, and that she never has things like that. She's always going to be poor, and she was jealous of me. <laughs> What? Yeah, that was. Uh, I couldn't believe when she said that. She said that uh, it's frustrating. She's. I, I'm never even going to have a hundred thousand dollars in my life. I'm, I'm never going to have it. I, she, she had a decent job. There's, this wasn't even true. Like she, she just didn't budget her money well. And, and I did. I was the cheap Jew who saved saved so much money that I made over the years. So, Druff, it sounds like you didn't get any uh, roadhead on the way back. No, no. And I, in fact, I was pissed at her. I, I said, "What? I can't believe you're saying this to me." Because, I, like, I'm, I'm, ta- I was all happy driving back. I can't. It's worked out. I'm so happy. I won fourteen hundred. You know, this make her walk. This, this, this could have, this could have gone badly. But I'm, I'm so glad it worked out. Like I was saying that, and, and I could tell she was getting more and more pissed as I was talking. And it, I wasn't going on about this for an hour. I'd understand if I was just talking your ear off about this. and You got tired of hearing it. This is like the beginning when I was talking about this. She was getting noticeably angry and trying to choke it back. And then she finally just blurted it out that that I already have money. And I, I wasn't really rich at the time or anything. I just, I, you know, I just saved money I had for my job, but I had more than she did. And, and she claimed that, you know, that I don't need it as much as she does. And that, uh, it, you know, it's frustrating to see the rich always getting richer while she's stuck in, in her same spot. How old was she? She was uh, 26 
How can you have that attitude at 26? She, she had a lot of problems. She had a lot of problems, and I, 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 I couldn't think you believe dodged a bullet, bro. So I, I didn't. No, I, I got pissed. I, I said, I can't. Believe, I said, so what? Were you rooting for me to lose? You went on this trip with me. You knew I was going to card count for the first time. What, what were you hoping the result would be? Were you hoping I was going to get clobbered by the casino? Like, what? what are you mad that I won? Are you hoping I was going to lose? What were you hoping was going to happen? Well, Druff, I mean, that's you really dodged a bullet because she wasn't happy for you. She was only thinking about herself. Right. I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine a life with that woman. Yeah. So uh, actually, the the funny thing is, uh, so we actually didn't, I should have broken up with her that weekend, that's the truth. I, I really should have. And I, I thought about it. I thought about, it, like, I, I should just leave her. I wasn't even in, into that relationship that much. I, like, I wasn't that into her. It's not like it was someone I was, like, super into and just let this go. But somehow I let it go, though. And uh, about, like, five months later, we broke up. It was actually her idea to break up with me, but I, I wasn't like depressed or sad about it. Like when she said she's breaking up with me, I was kind of relieved. Like, oh, you know, I was. Yeah. I, All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. That, that's what it was like. It was like, uh, it was like, you know what? That is a good idea. Like, yeah. That's, you know, not to think about it. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's be done. That, that, and that, I, I'm not trying to act arrogant. Like that's always my attitude. Like I have had girls break up with me before. I was very depressed when I'd, I'd find out. But th- this was not the. Th- it wasn't the case on this one. Oh yeah. No, I've been there. I understand. So. So she said uh, – so anyway, she, her problem was that she had been uh, – she was married before we were together. And then um, she had married the first guy she ever dated. Then that lasted about like five years and uh, four and a half years, something like that. Shortly after they separated – and it, it was clear it was over. I wasn't worried about, like, she's going to go back to him. It was clear it was over. It was clear she totally didn't want to be with this guy again. But um, we got together shortly after she separated. And the reason I didn't mind that was that I got with her also shortly after I had ended a three-year relationship with someone else. So we were both, like, fresh out of a long relationship. So I kind of felt more like, oh, here's someone who understands. Like, here's someone who's not going to be all skittish about maybe just being out of a long relationship. Like we kind of both are in the same spot. So no, it just means you both have a pile of issues you're bringing to the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, unfortunately this did lead to us getting together when we really weren't very compatible. And, uh, you know, what, what you heard from the story about the blackjack is an example of it, but, uh, her, her, what especially became a problem here was she started to feel like she never got the time to be young and wild and crazy that she just went from like first guy she ever kissed and marries him to a few weeks after they, they separate that now she's with me in another long-term relationship. And I I guess she dated a few guys in between, but but she didn't have sex with any of them. So like the only two guys she had sex with in her life were were me and and, and the husband. So she was like, see how that would be disappointing. (laughs) She was feeling like (laughs) she was feeling like she just didn't get a chance to to, to be young and wild and crazy. And and she just I could tell it was eating at her more and more. She just didn't get to hide enough sausage. huh? So so she did. So after that, like immediately after we broke up, she 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 went at it. And uh, and I told her I I, somehow I don't think that that satisfied her. It didn't, and in fact, I told her. I told her once. When, when, I, I saw this coming, and I told her. I said, "Look, I'm saying this honestly, not even from a position of jealousy. I'm telling you honestly that just like going out and sleeping with a bunch of dudes that that doesn't 
prove anything about you. It, do, it doesn't mean you're that that it doesn't make you more attractive. It's, it's not something you should be proud of. It's not like you, should, oh, this guy wants me. Oh, this really good-looking guy wants me. That must mean I'm hot. No, it doesn't mean that. It, it just means there's a lot of horny guys out there that if there's a willing girl, they'll have sex with her. That, that's it. So you're you're just letting guys use you. So if that's if that's what you want, but I'm I'm telling you honestly. That's what it is, and she, and she dismissed that at the time, but uh, later on uh, regretted all this and admitted I was right. Um, I, I, I kept in some contact with her. But anyway, that I, thinking back to it, though, just 17 years later, I'm thinking about it going, I can't believe I had that conversation with someone driving back and my girlfriend's telling me she's mad that I won. She's mad that I won. <laughs> and... She also did something else really weird related to money. Um, about uh, like seven months before that, we went to Hawaii together, which was my first time ever in Hawaii. I'd never gone to Hawaii until I was uh, 27. And uh, so we went to Hawaii. And I remember she worked, I worked. I wasn't playing poker then. Um, I made more than her, but not like way more than her. So... I paid for more of the vacation than she did. Like I, I know I paid for both of our plane tickets. I think I paid for uh, most of the hotel expense, most like most or all of the car expense. She really didn't pay for very much. She paid for like a little bit, but not very much at all. And I remember <laughs> on the first few days of the trip, there were some very small things where she picked up the tab for. Like we went and got some ice cream cones for $3 or something like things like that. So I think it was after the ice cream cones, she had a very bad attitude and was pissed off and wouldn't tell me at first what the problem was. So I, I finally got it out of her. She says, well, I just thought, you know, you know, you, you said you were, you were paying for things. I've just paid for so much here. I just can't believe I go, what, what, what have you paid for? Go, well, I just paid for these ice cream cones. I go, that's like $3. Well, what, what, <laughs> what about what I paid for yesterday? I go, that was like $11. I go, are you complaining about the, do you understand that I, I paid for our, uh, the hotel and the, the, the plane tickets? You understand like the, the difference here? It's, it's, uh, you know, are, are you really mad that you picked up $3 worth of ice cream cones? And it's like, she, she was, yes. And we didn't go there with like me promising I'm paying everything. We actually discussed beforehand what I'm going to pay, what she's going to pay. And I thought she was appreciating what I was doing. And, and again, this wasn't, it's not like I was dating some much younger girl who was broke and, I, and I'm expecting her to pay any. This, this is someone who's close to my age. She, she worked, she's working a decent job. She, she's making, uh, you know, okay money. She's making, you know, that much less than I am. So I, I still paid for more, much more of it than she did. The, most of the major things I paid for all or most. And she's getting mad that she's paying for $3 ice cream. So I, that should have been a, a sign right there that something wasn't right with her. You think? <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny that you think back when you were younger. Sometimes there's weird things. and Sometimes I can look back and say, okay, you know, it's things I didn't – things I, I believed I was right about at the time. And now that I'm older and more mature, I can look back and, and see the girl's point of view. But other, other things like this, I look back and I go – what the hell? Like uh, the only thing I'm questioning at that point is like why I put up with it. Why I because you like, wanted to get laid. Why I even stayed around after these things happened. Because you wanted to get laid. But but I could have gotten laid with other people. That was it. Wasn't like there was the only girl who would touch me. It was it was uh, 
It was just like I'm not saying she's the only girl that would touch you, but she was right there and available. That's what it was. It was like that. I I, I just kind of there, and I'm like, well, this is where I am now. I don't, I don't feel like uh, putting out the effort to to break out of this, or like it was just this is there. Let me let me make the best of it. That was kind of my attitude. And uh, but it's a mistake. Like I think back to these things. And I sh- after the stupidity with I, I'm getting mad because I paid for three dollars of ice cream after I took her to Hawaii. That sh- that should have been when I bailed out. I should have gotten home and left. But it lasted another year. So <laughs> that's your own damn fault. It's my own fault. That shouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know. That's uh, and I, you know as I got older, uh, then I started to have less tolerance to this. And I started to say, you know, I don't have to put up with this. Like I, I just I I started to put up with less. I started to approach things like if this identical sort of thing happens or not identical if something similar like this happens again I'm just going to leave I'm just going to be done I uh, and uh, I actually had less and less patience a- as I got older but uh, yeah those uh, I definitely would not have been happy with that long long term let's see uh uh, yeah, Jstat saying no other no other better feeling beating the casinos at their own games like blackjack. That's that's how I felt. I was so that's what made me so excited about this was that I always thought of the casinos as this unbeatable entity that the the, the odds are always against you. That the only way to beat them is to get super lucky, and it's not going to last long term. So to go in there knowing I had the mathematical edge and actually won was such a big thrill. And that's that's what was so exciting about it. That's what was much more satisfying about that than making the money some other way. Like, let's say I, uh, you know, I, I called up a radio station in a contest and won fourteen hundred dollars. I mean, I, I'd be excited about that too, but it, it would be different. It wouldn't be the same thing. Well, you also worked to learn how to do it. Yeah. You know? uh, by the way, I see the Hanson kid is in the chat saying, "Holy shit, Druff is still on the air." Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the air a lot at two o'clock in the morning. It's not tell tell Bart to call up so I can go to sleep. <laughs> he Cal uh, wants to tag out. I realize, by the way, Trader Ruski. I'm sure he's long gone, but he had offered to join in tonight. I oh, just, he called up. No, no, he just offered to join in. If I no, he called the, up. Did he? When? He was one of the callers that called. Uh, he was he was the Jew that excommunicated him. No, no, he wasn't. There was somebody Are else. Are you sure? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I thought that was true. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else. I won't say oh, who okay. it is. But uh, yeah, there were a few people playing characters. I'll say that. Bart, call up. <laughs> there were a few regulars playing characters on there, but uh, I went along with every single one of them. Yeah, Bart, um, Bart actually wanted to talk to you something, something about the whole, in general, like boycotting something or other. Maybe he'll well, call no, up. No, you can't. He says I can't call in in bedroom with my girlfriend. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I guess there's a girlfriend now. Before he was going out to like, like maybe it's the same girl. He was going out to get laid or something. Maybe it's probably the same girl. Oh, you mean the booty call? Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Let's see." Uh, cross post from text I just sent to Calwatt. Jesus, you're still on the air. I just finished, uh, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Exquisito. And polishing yeah. off a bottle of wine, my girlfriend is asleep. I just got laid. <laughs> this is what he wrote in the chat room. I guess he sent this to you too. Well, if she's asleep, he can fucking call. Yeah, up. Yeah, what's the problem? Or go outside or something. You don't wake her up. He says, "I get, I got the good things in life now." Okay, well, you should be satisfied. Then, then walk outside or something and call onto the show. Wake up the neighbors. 
and I've actually I understand where he's coming from. I've had this before, not related to sex at night, but yeah, sometimes I'm just in the house at night, and I don't even feel like going to a location in the house where people won't hear and be woken up on the phone. So I just go, you know, I I can't really do this now. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> That's I just don't even feel like going to a place where. I, I just feel like staying in bed there wherever I am. I don't feel like moving. That's probably what, especially if you just had sex, he's probably just, he's probably just sitting there where he just doesn't want to move. He said he, he was expecting the show to be archived. So he was, uh, now he's like, oh, it's still on the air. Yeah, you can't get the archives. You guys want to get the archives and hear the interviews. You can't yet. It's not even up yet. It's not up till I'm done. Slap it up there. And hopefully we got some new listeners out of this. Hopefully we, Got a few people who found the show that didn't know where it was before. Because a lot of times when I ask someone where they found the show initially, it does come from something like this, where they were brought to the show by some something that was high profile, and then they stuck around. So, oh, By the way, speaking of someone who got brought to the show, you guys remember Michelle who called in, who said she got uh, sexually harassed by uh, a host at Bally's, who sent her inappropriate text messages. She did send me the text messages. I, I, I never posted them. I should post them. And the, the guy was... Uh, it, it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was. She was describing like he used terms that she couldn't understand. I didn't see any of that there, but he was very aggressive and was writing very inappropriate stuff. And he did write something about looking her up in the in the Bally's. Uh, you know, because I work for Bally's, I, look, I can look you up. Something like that. Uh... It was very inappropriate stuff the guy wrote, and should definitely post him. Fuck yeah, I that sh- guy. I should, I should post it. I just, I just didn't get around to doing it. But uh, she did send it to me. She didn't flake, and I know she's listening tonight. She's a regular listener to the show. She did her side of the bargain, and you're flaking out on yours. <laughs> well, she could post it herself too. It doesn't have to be me, but uh, she did send it to me, and that was interesting. You know, there's, there's pretty good reaction to her appearance in the show and that that says a lot because a lot of the females that have appeared on this show in some way have, have received criticism even ones that I don't think are warranted even females that I think uh, it's a good segment and then I hear later uh, criticism they're, they're very harsh on the females in the show but for the most part her segment was received pretty well so I'll, I will give her that and I, the, the weirdest thing is I, I've seen pictures of her on Facebook, and she looks like someone I have met before, but I can't place who it is. But she looks so familiar, like 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 I'm sure I've met her, but then I can't figure out where or when. And I even mentioned this to her. I said, "Are you sure you haven't met me before? You sure you never played poker?" And she said, "No, I don't think I've met you either." So I think I think there must just be someone that looked like her that I have seen before, and I can't place it. But it probably wasn't her. And she's not even from the West. She's from uh, Ohio, so probably wasn't well, her. Well, I really do have to pass out, Druff. Okay, well. And Bart, fuck you for not calling in. Yeah, well, this is going to end anyway. This is about uh, this is about to be done. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still not even 100% better. I, I'm mostly better, but I'm not 100% better. So I think this is a good time to end. I think we've been on for... Uh, looking like about almost six hours so pretty long show two long interviews 
I think uh, we're pretty much done. Probably a record low number of sound effects I've played in a long time. There was actually one period of time, I can't tell you when it was, but there was a period of time I was talked out of doing any sound effects, and I just stopped doing them for a while. And then I brought them back. Very, very mixed opinions of the sound effects. Some love the sound effects, some hate them, some are in between. So, we will be back in six days. I guess five and a half days, kind of, now. The show's so damn long. We will be back somewhere between 7.30 and 8 p.m. on Wednesday. It'll be May already. It'll be Wednesday, May 5th. Maybe 7.30, maybe 8. Check twitter.com slash Poker Fraud Alert for full details. And we should have a regular schedule through the month of May and through uh, the first two shows of June. And then we will uh, go to kind of an erratic World Series of Poker schedule since I will be busy at some points with the World Series. Again, if you want to buy pieces of my World Series... Text me, 775-372-8355. Can you believe I forgot to mention the call to listen line in the intro? Just forgot it, but there is a call to listen line. You can call it right now if you want. 775-372-8355. 775-372-8355. You can listen to the show on that number at any time with any phone. You do not need a smartphone. You don't need the internet. You don't need a computer. You don't need a data plan. Nothing like that. Just a regular phone that can dial anywhere in the world. It's the Call to Listen line. It's located in a small shack in the town of Carroll, Iowa. And I'm very proud of it. It also plays reruns when we're not live. Random reruns. It just streams random reruns. One after another. From our library of well more than 220 shows over the past five years. Thank you very much for listening, new listeners, old listeners. I appreciate all listeners of this show. If it were not for listeners, I wouldn't do the show, because the thing makes no money. So the only reason to do this is to have people listen to me. Good night. See you next week, and shalom. Shalom.